You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur All day blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Bet you wish you so blur Talking about what we heard Talking about what we seen All through the eyes of a blur Everything that we do urge Flying like a super person Plus I got super friends We be teaming up early Welcome to Blur Vision, your window into the world of all things geek, movies, TV, or news. We talk about every week. It's your boy Jordan with... Hey, 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 Sleepy Michael. <laughs> sleepy Michael. <laughs> yes, Sleepy Michael. <laughs> it's like Rick and Morty, Sleepy Gary. Yes. <laughs> well, once again, Michael, it's just the two of us. We can make it if we try. I'm, I'm too sleepy to sing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> We're starting off with a good foot. Yeah, guys, I stayed up all night. For whatever reason. Yeah, I have, it's what what time is it right now? It is three twenty seven p.m. and I have not slept at all yet. Why? My what? eyes. You would think I'm high right now. Like I've been smoking some weed. My eyes are red. Smoking that YouTube weed. You just stayed up all night watching YouTube. <laughs> yeah, videos. I stayed up all night watching YouTube videos. All right. Well, <laughs> try and stay awake for the podcast, and Michael. We've got a responsibility. I, I, we're recording at my house today, and I'm in my bed, so I'm gonna fall asleep on this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of upset with you for forcing me to leave the sanctuary and the safety of my house, the Blurred Cave, to come out here to, I mean, what, what is it, the Arrow Cave, the Quiver? How often do you come to my house? Like, almost never, so. Still. <laughs> I'm not making this a habit, motherfucker. <laughs> but Jamie's not with us again this week, guys. I know people are out there disappointed already. So we did get a lot of uh, people hit me up on, I'm not you, but people hit me up on Instagram going like, oh, I miss no, Jamie nobody, this nobody week. Nobody hit me up. Oh, really? No. Wow, so you're like, you're like fuck Jamie. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not my podcast. It's ultimately your podcast. So. <laughs> well, well, yeah, guys, send Jamie a message because she's sick. She has, which I didn't know you can have, but she has both both strains. <laughs> yeah, there's influenza A and influenza B. So Her body's so small. Yeah. It's packed with so much disease. It's so much disease. Yeah. But yeah, my brother was complaining that, you know, well, not complaining, but people were hitting me up telling me that uh, she is the start of She is the start of The Walking Dead. <laughs> See, I wish you had seen Train to Busan because it's about a Korean zombie apocalypse. She Maybe. might be patient zero. Maybe I'll watch it after I wake up. <laughs> it's really, actually, I really recommend it. It's really good. But people have been saying that she's what's kept us on time for the podcast so <laughs> that's I mean, why maybe our last episode was five hours long michael so yeah guys it's gonna be another five hour <laughs> five no, hour podcast no. <laughs> i'm gonna keep us on time this time okay we're gonna be a you, neat you say three that to all, three and a half hour you podcast. say that all the time even no. when jamie's here no, we still no this time i'm gonna crack the whip because all right now technically our usual podcast is three and a half hours but it's not supposed it wasn't supposed to be <laughs> In the ideal world, it's supposed to be like an hour and a half. It was supposed to be like an hour and a half. <laughs> but, you know. But I can't, like, yeah. I'm like, we talk about so many things. Like, I don't know how we would be able to do it in an hour and a half. We're blurs. We love to talk. <laughs> We're the people in the theater that talk too much. Actually. Well, no, you're the person in the I am. Because <laughs> actually, bring that up. We saw Proud Mary. And we're going to throw that into rapid fire reviews. But uh-huh. <laughs> the dude next to us, the white guy. He was annoyed. <laughs> I could tell. Because every time I would be like, yo, yo, you see that, Michael? You see that? <laughs> but, I'm like, shut up. <laughs> why else do you see movies with your friends? For the commentary. 
But anyway, we got a lot of commentary. After the movie. <laughs> no, during. <laughs> Every moment, I got to tell you what I'm feeling. <laughs> but we got a lot of commentary this week, Michael. We've got uh, the Runaways finale we need to talk about. Uh, I also want to talk about the Netflix original Devilman Crybaby thing. Mm. Wow. <laughs> that hurts so bad. You put me on that show. I did. You're the one that was like, hey, man. For anime next week, we'll talk about this new anime called Devilman Crybaby on Netflix. And I regret every just life decision I've ever made. It's a fucking weird show. It's very weird. <laughs> but it, 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 which which means I should have loved it because <laughs> it has everything blood, sex, gore, and magic. It has everything I want. It's so fucked up. But we're gonna wrap up anime section with Dragon Ball Super, episode one twenty three was released. Uh, and then I also want to talk about in rapid fire reviews uh, the Gravity Falls finale I watched because I did finish the two seasons that are released from that show I know you were all like oh but it got cancelled why bother watching it it had an ending bro like a legit ending so now there's no excuse I don't believe you (laughs) what are you why and then we're gonna wrap up with news of the week as per usual before we get into all that let's talk about iTunes reviews uh, now that you're at my house, I'm pretty sure because I'm pretty sure something's gonna come up what? <laughs> where there's a movie that I haven't seen, and I'm like, you see, it's right there on my shelf, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> cannot, I'm like, now I'm now facing the giant wall of movies Michael hasn't seen because it's all the movies in his DVD collection. <laughs> it's a lot of movies, bro. A movie you haven't seen. Yeah, I can point to like it's like almost like the entire thing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, let's get into iTunes reviews. Uh, let's start. Uh, we, have, we have some this week. <laughs> we have a, we have a good a good number of them, but a lot of them are re-reviews. So it's basically all of our MVP reviewers. Okay, cool. But before we get to those, I want to uh, first start oh, with Stan Lee. Did, did you ever hear from him? Yes, I actually want to talk about that. He left a review, which will shed some light on where we're at with that raffle and our where we're at with the um the co-host opportunity. Uh, but yeah, let's 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 start with actually let's start there. Stanley Wannabe did leave us a review. Uh, it's a five star review, and he says, "Oh, geez, Rick." Stanley says, "I can't even begin to express my gratitude to you guys for not only considering me but also choosing me. I know I would be a mess if I was on your show, and it may come to a shocker or come as a shocker, but I'm really just a guy named Stanley. What? Oh, he's not he's Stanley." <laughs> Uh, who's 15, white, and sounds a lot better written out than in person. Well, I mean, Stan Lee is white. That's true. I didn't expect the black Stan Lee. <laughs> he might be 15, too. <laughs> what? <laughs> Time um, machine. Time machine. Uh, he goes on to say, in addition to all of that, I live in, a, in the middle of nowhere, North Cal, so North Carolina or California. Uh, I'm overjoyed to have been allowed even the thought of this chance, but I feel at the same time I don't deserve it. Just like Rick loves Morty, but knows he doesn't deserve him, so he distances himself from Morty just in case something does happen to him. And Harry Potter is calling. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I just got my letter to Hogwarts, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out, guys. <laughs> Dumbledore's calling. Uh, what he say? In summation, thank you. I appreciate it, but I really think this should go to someone more qualified, such as Xander or Anakin. It's not that I don't want to, is that I'm most likely unable. So I spoke to Stanley, or Stanley, get it, Stanley, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I did clarify with him that yes, he he's very grateful for the opportunity to be on our podcast, and he loves us, but he's but too he shy. doesn't love us that much. Yeah, he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't want to talk to us on the podcast and potentially 
I, I love you guys from afar. Yeah. You, got, you got a relative like that? Like, I love you because you're my cousin or whatever, but I don't want to hang out with you. <laughs> I love you, but I don't like you. Well, you know, it's the thing where you want to meet your that's heroes. That's what it is. I love you guys, but I don't like you. I don't <laughs> like you that much. Look, there's people that I look up to, but I also might not want to have a conversation with because I don't want to maybe say the wrong thing or something. So he's, I, I get it. He's just a little embarrassed, a little shy. But I'm going to respect his wishes. And instead of having him be the person that's going to be a co-host with us, I'm going to have him, uh, I'm going I'm to give him the runner-up position and have him get the uh, the comics and stuff I promised. So instead of Stan Lee being on the podcast, I'm now on the talks with Joe Stampede, the runner-up. Mm-hmm. He's now going to be, as he wanted, he did hit us up he saying. Did, he did say that. He was like, I, I wish really? I would Yeah, I wish I would have won, guys. Maybe he well, Stanley. He put a gun to his head. It was like, you better stand down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be on that podcast. I'm the blurred. <laughs> This is a lesson to you guys. Wishes do come true. <laughs> yeah. So, Joe, uh, we're going to schedule something out with you. Maybe even next week at the earliest, we're going to have Joe in the podcast. But uh, put a pin in that for now. And Arrow st- Arrowverse comes back tomorrow. Oh, yeah. That's starting. Yeah, Black Lightning comes out t- Tuesday. Okay. So, we'll have Joe talk about some Black Lightning then. Maybe that's how we'll, we'll do this. And it better have an epic theme song, too. <laughs> yeah, it better. I'd be, it better I'd be mad. Yeah. But yeah, thanks, Stanley. Uh, and you know, even though you're not gonna be on the podcast with us, it's it's really cool of you to to tell us beforehand that even though you're grateful for the opportunity, that you rather have someone else that's in your eyes more deserving to have it. So mm-hmm. that's really sweet of you, Excelsior. Thank you for thank you for listening too. <laughs> yeah, you're awesome, bro. But I know Xander or Anakin's like, well, he named me. Why well, I gotta go to Why well, I gotta go to Joe? <laughs> Look, <laughs> he didn't pick Joe. <laughs> if something happens to Joe, then the it'll go down the line. But for right now, Joe is, Joe's our guy. <laughs> now it's Anakin's going to have a gun to Joe's head. <laughs> like, you better stand <laughs> our, our podcast has become King's Game. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Uh, all right, so we're going to move on now from someone that loves us. Let's talk about somebody that doesn't oh, quite he, love us as much. Here we, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> I, almost, I almost forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, me and Michael talked about this review beforehand. But for all those that don't know what we're talking about, our next review comes from Rebel underscore Avenger 219. And the subject I think, is, it, I think it means we're famous, though. It's our first one star. Yeah, it actually is our first we're famous. one star. We're yeah. famous. Once you have haters, <laughs> that haters means you, are that, motivated. That means you made it. <laughs> um, Rebel says, once equality, but disrespects Hispanic culture, Hispanic people, it's cut off, so I don't know what he says, but that's the gist of it. And it is a one star review, Michael. Rebel says, this podcast is decent, but when the host tries to imitate a Mexican gangbanger and says, hey, we're the Puerto Rican gang essay in a Mexican accent, it became unlistenable. Uh, and for those that don't remember, I'll, I'll reenact that. Hey, we're Puerto Rican gang essay. I'll just say, just drop, <laughs> can you drop the, like, that part here? Oh, yeah, that's actually a good point. I'll just drop that little cross-section of the podcast from last week right here. I wasn't a really I wasn't really a fan of the uh, of a lot of racial elements that they that they did because it wasn't smart. No. It was it was very <laughs> it's very on the nose and obvious. Hey, and, Holmes. And not, yeah, not, cle- <laughs> not yeah, not clever at all. With a Puerto Rican game essay. <laughs> like, oh God. Yeah, I, okay. I agree. <laughs> uh, Rebel goes on to say, and neither of his co-hosts called him out on it. You wouldn't expect such disrespect from a podcast hosted by minorities. But it happened. But all they want is equality, right? Dun, dun, dun! Oh, snap. All right, before we move on, because he, he does an addendum here where there's an edit and an addition. 
But but let's just pause right there. Let's just talk about what he kind of wrote there. Drums early in the podcast. Yeah, man. Let's, <laughs> it's crazy. One, uh, come on, bro. You don't have a sense of humor. <laughs> like We do a lot of, well, I'll say that. I do a lot of accents on this show, first of all. And yeah, they're, they're terrible accents. They're a lot. They're terrible. <laughs> I remember I did get a review a while back. Uh, I think it was a three star or a four star, but it was a, a, a reviewer made note that I made a very, <laughs> a very uh, insensitive Asian accent. I forgot who I, I was imitating. I don't remember. Me either. But Jamie was like, "What the?" Fuck? <laughs> but it was all in jest, all in good fun. But specifically, this comment what he's talking about. This was on our bright review. Uh-huh. So we were talking about uh, some of the Puerto Rican gangs and how they were portrayed in that movie. And specifically, this quotation he's pulling. Yeah, because I went back and listened to it. I, when, I we were, when we were in the car, I pulled yeah. it up so we could both listen to it. Yeah. Specifically, this and, quote was in was totally in response to the very... I, I thought it was an insensitive portrayal of Puerto Rican people uh, in that movie. So I was, I was making that accent, but it was completely a parody of how much of a caricature the uh, Puerto Rican gangs were in that movie. Yeah, because right before you did the accent, I specifically said I didn't like a lot of the racial elements that was that were portrayed in, in Bright, like the Puerto Rican gang. And then that's when you made fun of the, you know, oh, you mean like uh, Mexican X essay? That, so that was like, you talking about you weren't a fan of us making fun of it. That was the point of us making fun of it because yeah. we weren't a fan of it either in the movie. So it's like, were you listening to the podcast? Get him. <laughs> no, I think he heard that one line and was like, what? <laughs> I just flipped out. And really, I should be mad at you and Jamie for not correcting my races. <laughs> I'm also not really comfortable with how he uses the phrase, but all they want is equality. What What do you mean, you people? Yeah. <laughs> That's what it feels like. You people? <laughs> Interesting choice of words there, but... Uh, let's leave it at that because Rebel goes on to give a little uh, addition to his previous review. He amended the Constitution. He, yeah, he, he amended it. He says, edit, my apology. So I spoke to my girlfriend about this and she was firmly in belief that I was overreacting and shouldn't have taken it so seriously. So here goes nothing. I like to apologize for overreacting. Okay. So mm-hmm. he got to it before we did. <laughs> uh, while I still think it was insensitive, I can see how it was a joke and one that I just didn't find funny. Otherwise, this podcast is actually pretty great. I always agree. I, I don't always agree with you guys, but it's, a f- it's fun to listen to. And my response to that, Rebel, is thank you for leaving the apology. Thank you for realizing that maybe it was overreaction. It's still and, one star, though. <laughs> outra- yeah. I was going to say that. <laughs> your outrage was misplaced. And I, I appreciate that you now say that you think our podcast is great and it's fun to listen to. But maybe you could go back and, you know, re- fix that one star review, my, 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 my dude. Like, <laughs> just, just go back and, you know... If you're gonna say that the podcast is great and fun to listen to, maybe change that one star. I don't know. Let it let it stay there. That's our badge badge of honor. We made it. That's how we you know we made it. Yeah. <laughs> Even though we're still broke. Nigga, we made it. Not somebody be mad at that. What? Yeah. <laughs> he said the N word. Oh. <laughs> and Michael didn't even say anything. Don't even get me started on that, cause Ninja, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't even get me started on that. And the whole backstory of that, but. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> but anyway, thank, thanks for the review, Rebel. Just, you know, if you want to leave us a five-star re-review or a four-star, you know, just, just, just you know, help about yeah, that. Add a couple, couple more stars on couple, that. If we're great, we're fun to listen to. Just a couple more stars, bro. That's all I'm saying. Um, left next a, review. Left a few sprinkles off that ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> Over one phrase. But anyway, a next review comes from D Comics Nerds. And it's a five-star review. And the subject is... A message to me from the future. 
I am writing myself to let me know that I am not the dumbest adventures and it's right. okay to like Dragon Ball Super. Is this from you? Is this from you? <laughs> apparently it must be because it says a message from to me from the future. Uh, and it's okay to like Dragon Ball Super even if Jamie feels it's not a good anime. It has the action we need to feel manly, Michael. <laughs> About it, Michael... Does it, does mi- it? <laughs> yeah, I, I like this episode, so I'm going to agree with me. Yeah, this episode... <laughs> Uh, was this you leaving a review? I'm confused. No, this is the guy. Remember the guy that you guys claim was me that has the oh, cat? Oh, what the cat? His yeah. name is Jordan? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So left That's the, I still need proof that it isn't you. Yeah, so this might be me. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, about Michael Mr. Prediction Head, he will betray you for another podcast, but he'll be back, don't worry, and don't rub it in his face. <laughs> oh. Yeah, going over to talking nerdy and uh, uncanny comic quest. Shout out to Jose and Chris, <laughs> my good friends. But yeah, you traitor. I mean, I go where the money is, which <laughs> there is there is no money. <laughs> Let me know. I'll leave this podcast. <laughs> I'll be on I'm Kenny Conquest tomorrow. Um, uh, I go on to say, P.S. Don't forget to laugh, love, and have fun. Just a side note: try not to talk over Jamie so much. No problem. Well, no week. problem this week. <laughs> <laughs> no problemo. Problem uh, solved. <laughs> Uh, when you go to watch Black Panther, don't forget to bring Kleenex because it's going to be that good. But I give this podcast a five star. That's definitely for you, not for me. <laughs> I don't cry. Uh, <laughs> Except I might cry during this podcast because I want to go to sleep. <laughs> That's your own fault. Uh, I'm going I'm I'm to be the Jamie of this episode. Oh, why am I here? <laughs> <laughs> we need a Simon Cowell. It always has to be a heel, man, so... Uh, but I give this podcast a five-star review because I'm Jordan, the brains of the podcast. I said it. I am uh, writing in all caps because I'm angry Jordan. <laughs> that's that's who I am in this podcast. I'm the Hulk of the podcast. I'm angry Jordan. I'm, I'm starting to think this is this is you. <laughs> but seriously, keep up with the good work. Yours truly, DC Comic Nerds. I mean, even better if it's if it's me and the person's name DC Comic Nerds. And yet, I'm known as the Marvel fanboy of the internet, so... Yeah, you are. The sweet, You're a Marvel fuckboy. I just love everything Marvel does. So much. Alright, but thanks, future me. Thank you. <laughs> that was a great review. So not sure if it's me or not. <laughs> Moving on, next review comes from our other MVP, Flaza Dude. Or Flaza Dude. Uh, subject is, bring back the reviews. Sorry, it's... Ah, it's cut off. I hate iTunes. But it's a five-star review. Flaza says, just so you know, my account name was one based on an idea I had as a kid, but it's easy to remember, so it's used for like all my accounts and it's pronounced Flay and Za, like in pizza. I don't mind how you say it. It's funny, so I don't mind. Flay. Ironically, we just watched somebody get flayed. <laughs> Buffy reference. Yeah. <laughs> I, made, I made him watch the episode Willow Turned Evil. Yeah, made is the and she word. and she killed And she killed Warren. Bored now. <laughs> And Jordan is trash. He was bored. He was on his phone. I wasn't bored, but after watching Devil Man Cry It's Baby, not as good. It's better. It's, no, it's not. Not even close. <laughs> there, there can be no torture porn as torturey as Devil Man Cry Baby. But uh, Flazy goes on to say, uh, I loved your commentary on Runaways, especially the comics. But watching the MCU specifically, I learned that I prefer watching the MCU in its own unwinding narrative since it relates to the changes in society and makes the story personal. But there does have to be comic accurate moments like Cap versus Stark and the Runaways relationships to satisfy fans. Even with the limits due to company ownerships, I think the MCU has done a great mix for both fans and general audiences. 
except Scott Buck. Facts <laughs> of Iron Fist yeah. and the humans. For those that don't know Scott Buck's work, trash. 100% trash. Uh, but to all of you, I do again recommend One Piece. I hope one day you can review it, maybe in parts. I don't know, Flazer. Isn't that man. like a million, a, a zillion uh, episodes? It's like a thousand episodes or something That's like that. That's like Naruto. I, I'm still only on episode 18. <laughs> if I never had watched Naruto and someone's going to watch Naruto now, I couldn't do it. So I, I, I don't know if I'll ever watch One Piece. At best, maybe I'll one day read the manga and then watch the cool fights. But. That's like if somebody says, go watch uh, Supernatural now. And it's like, we're on, they're on season 13 now. <laughs> it's like a mountain of shit to watch. It's ridiculous. And that's like an hour episode. Fuck yeah, hour that. episode. Oh, my God. 20 episodes per season. It's hard enough to watch like a season of things now. Like, no. But yeah, man. Uh, I agree. I, I like what the MCU's been doing with uh, Runaways, especially. I, I, and I actually really like the finale too. I don't know if I'm gonna disagree with Michael on that because he seemed pretty underwhelmed by I mean, it. It was. Uh, I was. I wasn't underwhelmed. I was whelmed. Okay, Young Justice. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see uh, how we feel about it when we get to the review, though. The next review comes from Shiro the Prodigy. It's a five star review. Subject is: You had me at your hate for BVS. It's a true romance. <laughs> you have me at hello. Uh, That's Beyonce. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not usually good at leaving reviews, but I just had to express my love for you guys and what you guys do every week. Thanks, Shiro. You make my long work days more enjoyable. I thoroughly agree with all your points on disdain for the DCEU. Hey, hey. The potential is there, but the movies just don't capitalize on it, except for Wonder Woman. Agreed. Whether it be Jordan's quick wit... Don't worry, Jordan. I'm the dumbest Avenger with my friends, too. Do not be ashamed at all. <laughs> Thanks, Shiro. Okay. Dumb Avengers Unite! <laughs> Jamie's, hope I spelt your name right. He did. Anime Corner, giving me great recommendations. Or Michael's News section. Or Michael's News section. You are all very good and very chaotic unit, and I happily tune in to it every week. Please keep up all the good work and keep going beyond plus ultra! ultra! P.S.? question for you guys what's a movie show etc that you enjoy but a majority of people don't like the newest example of that would probably be devil man cry maybe <laughs> but if i had to list give you another example guyver which i think is very reminiscent of devil man cry baby something that a majority of people don't like i loved guyver it's an anime a manga the anime is like devil man cry baby because it gets dark it goes in places i didn't think it was going to go for that type of like power rangery kind of show and the uh, the movie Guyver Dark Hero has the voice actor for Saw Snake. He's the main character in it, and this is like this is an old movie, so he's like young. But that's a guilty pleasure for me. I used to try and convince people on my college campus to watch that movie just so I had somebody to talk to me about it with. <laughs> Guyver, it's Saw Snake. Come on. I really like No Ordinary Family. The majority of people didn't like that because it got canceled. No Ordinary Family? What's that? Yeah, it was on ABC, and it was about a. Uh... It starred uh, Michael Chiklis, okay. who uh, played the thing from the Fantastic Four the movies. Original. Yeah. And I uh, had Julie Benz, who played Darla from Buffy okay. and Angel. And basically, and uh, Daniel Panabake, whatever her name, Killer Frost's yeah, younger Killer sister, and some other guy. And basically, it was just a, a, it was basically like The Incredibles on ABC. So it was a family that ended up getting injected or they... They, I don't know what, I, don't, I can't remember what happened. It came out in 2010, but they ended up basically getting superpowers. So Michael Chiklis has super strength. Julie Benz's character had uh, super speed. The uh, the kid who was pretty much the dumbest Avenger, he ended up being the smartest one of the family. And then the daughter, like me, yeah. And then the daughter, <laughs> I don't remember what her power was, but it's basically a family 
discovering so like live action Incredibles. Pretty much. Okay, that's kind of cool. And they got canceled first season, twenty episodes. Was it so? Was it really good? Or just like it was all right. No, I liked it. Okay, all right. So I guess I was the only one because not enough I, people watched it. I never even heard of it. <laughs> you suck. That's why. Well, it's streaming on. I found out recently. I found actually yesterday. It's stream for our first season streaming on Hulu. So I might go back and watch it. Hmm. Uh, but thanks for the review, Shiro. Uh, next review comes from Matt Decaf. It's a five-star review, and Matt says, "Making you all proud." This review is more for Jamie. Oh well, she's, oh, not, she's here. not here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let her know. I'll let her know though, bro. Uh, I have finished My Hero, Attack on Titan, Death Note, Food Wars, and almost Hunter x Hunter. I know it's still basic anime, but it is an improvement from watching only Dragon Ball Super. Hey, uh, we, me and you're on the same page, bro. <laughs> Y'all basic. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. If, if Jamie was here, she'd say you're basic too. Right, well, compared to she's like a Super Saiyan Blue of like anime. You can't compare to her. She's she's Jiren. <laughs> we can't hope to compare. So yeah, if she's Jiren, we're Yamcha to her. Oh God, yes. Uh, I hope this makes you happy. Oh, that's what he says, to Jamie. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe not. We'll we'll see what Jamie says next week. Uh, he also says also for Michael. I have also started watching Buffy, and for the Dumbest Avenger, Yay. boo! <laughs> and for the Dumbest Avenger, I agree with all your views on Star Wars. Da, na, na, na. Notice I had to enter. I see that. Over there. I see you. Because <laughs> <laughs> you mad? <laughs> I am. I was with him for a moment, and he he killed he killed he killed my boner. Oh, thanks, Matt. You made me feel so good just now. <laughs> Yeah, you can have your Buffy. I have Last Jedi, bitch. <laughs> Which, funny enough, I got a Last Jedi pillow. Why? You hate it. <laughs> I didn't buy it. I got it for Christmas. Oh, he's like, I, I'm like, buy I'm trash. like, whatever. It goes, it goes well with my Poe Dameron body pillow. <laughs> so, uh, all right, Matt. Let's uh, next review comes from Snooze Machine. It's a five star review, and the subject is bring Jamie back. <laughs> It's like free Jamie. Free Jamie. <laughs> Hashtag free Jamie. Uh, Snooze says, still love the show, but I need Jamie back to keep y'all on time. See <laughs> what I'm saying? <laughs> I literally looked at the episode time and rolled my eyes face palm. <laughs> Trust I, me, I did too. <laughs> we both did. I mean, listen to the podcast. We're both like, what time is it? Oh my God. Uh... He says, I'm still screaming at my phone, yelling that's what's not right when y'all remember stuff from shows incorrectly. Yes, Magneto was a member of the Hellfire Club, and he was a king, Michael. I told you. Whatever. <laughs> I'm never wrong. <laughs> I told you wrong. <laughs> that doesn't happen. And then you, and then I doubt myself, so you veer me off the right path. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, yeah, okay, but that sounds right. <laughs> I'm never wrong. He goes on to say, did y'all buy BP tickets yet? There must be a New York City outing to see this movie with blurred vision. Keep up the good work, snooze. New York City? No. <laughs> we're, we're Jersey. Yes. We don't go to New York City. But he's not wrong. A lot of people have been talking about wanting to see blurred vision with us as a group. It's like a field trip. Like, what? Not New York. You have to come to Jersey. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it. That might, be a, that might be a cool outing if we could get like 10 people. I already, bought, I already bought the tickets. Well, that's for our viewing. We could do like a second viewing on Saturday or something. We'll discuss it. Yeah, we'll discuss it. It's like mom and dad. Kind of. <laughs> we, let's talk about it off air when the kids aren't listening. I'm like, it's already been discussed. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks, Susan Machine. Thanks for the correction, too. Anything that proves me more right than this guy. <laughs> I'm never wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> our next review comes from our last review, actually. Noir Bear, our good buddy Noir. <laughs> it's a five-star review, though. And the subject is, don't let old come looking for you. 
What, we, oh, what, no. what, 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 now, what did you do? What, what did you do this time? Because he usually <laughs> always says something to you. I'm going to completely ignore Jordan's constant ages remarks. Oh, did I? I think I made an old joke about you. <laughs> did, oh, I did. Because you said your age. Oh, and I was yeah, like, you did. Oh, look at you finally revealing <laughs> your true age, old man. <laughs> and Noir was like, this bitch. <laughs> like, there's always something he doesn't like. I awakened him from his slumber. He's the Phoenix. Yeah. I am Phoenix. <laughs> Uh, Jean Grey is no longer here. <laughs> uh, and give y'all four and a half stars, lol. As much as I enjoy Jordan and Michael, it is clear that Jamie brings balance and editing. Never let them blurt out without you. <laughs> it took me a week to hear last week's four hour plus podcast. Well, that's a good thing. <laughs> By the time you're done with the new episode, it's next week yeah, <laughs> next another episode drops. <laughs> wall to wall blurt vision. <laughs> Uh, but in truth, I tune in every week. All you need is us <laughs> in your life. All you need is us. Uh, I tru- in truth, I tune in every week because you guys are fun to listen to. And if you actually want to know things like, was Magneto ever a member of the Hellfire Club, Michael? <laughs> Whatever. I'm never wrong. Uh, so you are. Uh, then feel free to ask me. Yes, he was a member. He became the White King during the time he was a headmaster of Xavier's school after the Mutant Massacre. Oh, that's when it happened. He later challenged and defeated Sebastian Shaw and took on the title of Grey King so he didn't have to share power. Yeah, I said said that. Did you? Yeah. No, you didn't. I was like, I was really supposed to be like, did you say that? No, you didn't, bitch. Don't try to trick me. He's... These are not the droids you're looking for. Fucking <laughs> 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 Jedi mind trick my ass. Uh, keep up with the good work, kids. Forty-five year old blurred. All right. See, that was ages. You called us kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously we're young kids that need schooling because we didn't have that info. So thank you. I actually like when listeners give us information like that because I don't want to. I don't want to yeah, spread. I, I agree. Like, incorrect information. And like, it's cool to actually tell find Jordan out. when he's wrong. I'm never wrong. <laughs> This bitch. <laughs> you see what I'm working with? Anyway, let's get into the meat of the podcast. Let's talk about the Runaways season finale first. Let's get into Runaways, the final episode titled Hostile. You guys have to go. Who the hell is that guy? We've been played. Carolina may not know where they are, but she can tell us what they know. I want to see my dad. What? Leslie, whatever's down there, it's alive. What is this? Friends of Carolina's. She's in trouble. We need your help. All right. And the synopsis for this episode is the runaways face off with their parents, but they realize they are in over their heads when Jonah unexpectedly unexpectedly arrives with a new game plan. And I feel like that's like last time on Runaways. The synopsis is spoiler, they finally run away. <laughs> yeah, but basically, this time on Runaways, the title finally makes sense. <laughs> but where we left off, there was a Dragon Ball Z-esque face down that we were talking what we were complaining about that we didn't think uh, that it actually be a fight. And surprise, surprise, there was a bit of a fight. So I was satisfied. You call that a fight? That was a fight? Compared to the, the last nine episodes in this show, there was the most fighty fight that ever was. Yeah, but that wasn't really a fight. Like, I wanted, like, an epic showdown. But you just, you, in the last podcast, we even talked about how most I know, of the that's what I was saying. powers. But that's, that was my point when I was like, it's, it's a letdown when you really think about it. Because it's not going to really be a fight. So, when you see it's not really going to be a fight... I'll oh. say this. Compared to the sh- the comic, 
I'd say it's let down. But for the show, this is the most superpowers display in the entire show. So there, there's a legit Kamehameha struggle moment between uh, Jonah and Carolina, which I was like, okay. Even when they're like shooting, um, Chase was shooting his Iron Man bolts at uh, Tina's science staff. <laughs> the science which, staff. She's science, like, science, science, science against science. science. <laughs> yeah. And her, the raptor came si- out. Her science is stronger than his science. Like, come on now. Only one Some science bull- will remain. Bullshit. But yeah, let's uh, give our overall thoughts even, real quick. Even when the we'll... episode started, I was like, because the episode ended with Carolina that was all rainbow girl. Mm-hmm. But then by the next episode, she learned how to control it because she wasn't rainbow. Yeah, she turned it off. Yeah, she moment. turned it off, but she still had she had the bracelet off, but she was able to turn like turn it off her body. I'm like, wait, when did this happen? So when maybe she can control it. Maybe I'm like, learned. no, it was budget. Just budget. <laughs> it, was so, it was so it was so obvious. It was the budget. Turn it off three minutes. Yeah, Why? turn it off. Turn it off. <laughs> we can't afford three minutes. It was so obvious. <laughs> All right, but yeah, let's give our overall thoughts, non-spoilery, and then we'll get into our uh, our spoilery thoughts afterwards. But let's let's give our rating. And for those that know our rating system, we'll drop it right here. We here at Blurred Vision have a very simple rating system. It goes from poor vision to perfect vision. In the middle, there's passable, and then you have less than passable and more than passable. And let's get into it, Michael. What did you think of this? We here at Blurred Vision. <laughs> yeah, catch up on. <laughs> What did you think of the season finale of Runaways? Uh, I mean, and overall thoughts for the show as well. Like, how did it make you feel about the like? I love season? the sh- I love the show. And going back to what I said last week, where I was like, up to before you get to the season finale, I was like, up to this point, it could be a perfect. It, it, I give it a perfect vision, mm. but the the finale could you make know, or break it. Yeah, make or break it. It could not stick the landing. I don't want to say it didn't stick the landing for me because I enjoy that final moment. But overall, I think the best word I could use is it felt very anticlimactic to me. Really? Yes. Scooby Doo? Really? (laughs) Zoid Scoob? (laughs) Like, it did. It just felt anticlimactic. Like, the battle in the beginning. Okay. And then also, because, you know, I know the comic, I'm like, I have questions. Because I'm like, well, this is spoilers. So I'm not. I'm not gonna talk about that. But there's a that. certain relationship that I'm just like. So, are we going full out with this? Um, so, is she questioning herself? Is she experimenting? I'm confused. I need answers. Oh, man. The book stopped there, huh? <laughs> yes, it was all all of that. Okay. Um. Ultimately, I, ultimately, I just still wish, like, considering that it took. An entire season to get to like this final moment final confrontation with the parents mm-hmm. i just feel like it wasn't as heavy or it didn't strike me as hard as i wanted it to without spoiling it man i completely disagree but i really want to hear what your spoilery thoughts are on that but uh, would you rate it the episode and the season as a whole well the season i still <laughs> i'll still keep it at a perfect vision okay this episode, uh, high more than passable. Man, you rated it really high for somebody who's like, oh, I can't with this. <laughs> what would you like about it since you rated it so high? I mean, I still love the characters. Like, that's okay. the thing that keeps me interested and highly invested in the show. Like, the characters are on point. Like, I mentioned uh, in one of the earlier uh, podcasts, I don't remember what 
what uh what uh we were reviewing but i mentioned before oh it was for king's game well i was like i couldn't really get into king's game that much because i couldn't get invested into the characters and that's my big thing like character development and character involvement draws me into a show or video game or movie like if the gameplay is shit but they still got good characters i'm still invested and still will play it to the end it's pretty much the same thing with runaway like the characters i love them okay so the soap opera of the whole thing. Yeah, the soap opera of the whole thing. The 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 teen angst <laughs> okay. of of all of it. Like I, I love like the whole teen angst thing type shows. Like that's why I kind of want to get yeah Buffy. That's <laughs> why you it, love Buffy. Even a couple episodes I saw Riverdale, but it's too many shows to watch. I can't. Mm. I can't. So yeah, I like that. And I mean, I do kind of like. Even though I wish they were more super villainy. More maybe more so in terms of like their abilities than be them being actually uh malevolent hmm. I, I so i wish they kind of did that more with the parents but overall like i enjoy that they're he- heavily investing more in the parents way more than they ever did in the comics oh so there is a more of emphasis on the parents in the show than over the comics yeah oh, okay. so i mean i like that i just kind of wish they were more like like molly's parents uh well not molly's parents gert's parents i wish they were like actually high-tech criminal time travelers but i think making them more but still you can still give them a backstory but let them still be the high tech time because it still kind of makes it it still kind of makes it weird that it's like they're regular people but they were somehow able to make this dragon i mean this dinosaur (laughs) like yeah it doesn't make sense in that aspect but also it it gives i think the show more layers like like an onion it makes you feel more for the parents because they're not like I don't know stereotypical supervillains. They they literally they're so layered in that way where you feel I don't want to say re- you can relate. Well, that's to what them. I was saying. Like you don't necessarily have to make them like go the route of the comics and make them full on supervillains. Like you could you could do keep, continue to do what you're doing with the show and changing that. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying in terms of what the like the parents' actual like uh, occupation or like their abilities. Like I wish they would have kept that. Like Carolina's parents having the alien. Well, maybe now being that, an alien. This is me now re- like writing the future of the show. But maybe they'll say that for the future. Maybe like now that there's a, a, a actual conversation between the kids and the parents. Maybe now in response to that, the parents will now arm up to confront the kids again since they, they were woefully underprepared for their first like, confrontation. And I think that's even that's kind of interesting then because then it's like... So Tina's going to learn more science? <laughs> well, because I think the best superhero story Yes, we'll learn more science. <laughs> but I think the best superhero stories are ones where the, the, the origin of the hero is either simultaneous with the origin of the villain or it's a symbiotic relationship where, where it's cause and effect. So the creation of the hero also creates the villain, like Green Goblin and Spider-Man and the Spider-Man in one movie. Like that, that kind of relationship. Yeah, sometimes that trope gets tired. Like, but that's, that's, uh, that's what we're doing here. Superheroes always have to be tied to the villain. Yeah. So, but, so instead of like in the comic where the villain parents were already established with their own powers and stuff and the kids adopted those things, it's like the kids arm up first and then in response to that, the parents then uh, find ways to uh, get their kids back in, in line, which would be to create their own weapons to fight back. But I also feel like this is one of my big, biggest problems with the MCU overall. I feel like my problem is like because it seems like everything that the parents are doing is coming from Jonah, Jonas, Jonah. Yes, Jonah. Jonah. So because of My that, I feel like. <laughs> so because of that, I feel like it makes the world too small. 
Like same thing with same thing with like uh Doctor Strange and all that. Like every every magical artifact or everything with huge power is an infinity stone. Mm. So it makes everything small. And then on top of that, like they keep downplaying magic. Like there's actual magic in this world, but yet even in Doctor Strange, like unless you count Thor Ragnarok, they try to explain like it's not their magic in Doctor Strange is just them making weapons. Yeah, that's just the MCU thing they do. That's the thing I don't like. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I totally agree that Tina should, even at least Th- Tina should be magical. Even Thor, they was like, in your world, they call it science and we call it both. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, there's mad, Thor has magic. That's MCU grounding problems. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. Like, soon, soon even like, like I said, uh, the other, other week, well, it was three weeks ago when Tina finally explained what the staff was and it was just like, it's just high level science. Yeah. I, I was like, I was watching, I was like, get the fuck out of here. I yelled at the, I became you at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> yelling at the t- yelling at the TV screen. I never really talk during movies or anything like that, but that made me mad. So just that, like, because I kind of feel like, because again, at some point, granted, I don't know how long the show is gonna go or you know where they're gonna go next season, but I feel like Jonah's not gonna be a problem for the entire run of the show. Well, no, but there is something that happens at the end that kind of already makes him seem like he's not the end boss yeah we'll that one getting spoiled but all right let me give him give my rating but uh, i don't agree with your, your you agree uh, with me yes no, you I, do. <laughs> no i don't agree with your assessment of it being anticlimactic i thought it was, i thought it was very climactic especially the last moments but even just from the beginning i was very impressed that there actually was any kind of real fight and yeah it was just an effects show back and forth but i bought it when they got to the the point where jonah and uh Carolina had her little Kamehameha battle. I was like, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. And, and what's his name? Just the a, actor? Just a light beam. Uh, oh, I gotta push it harder. That's that's <laughs> more superheroes. And, and look, if this was like The Flash, I'd be like, meh, boring. But I think it's because of how they paced out the superhero powers in the show that the, the focus of the show isn't... I talked about this last week too. But the focus isn't the superheroics. It, that's just like the cherry on top. So... It's it's just like you get to that point of climax and you finally get the superhero power. So it's like you finally get that glimpse into the more like fantastic part of this story. But I, before that, I'm just in it for the characters. I'm in it for the story. I'm in it for like someone even mentioned the the unwinding narrative. And that's what I really liked about it. But I mean, they answered questions in this episode. Um, some of which there's still questions that need to be answered, but some of them were answered. Uh, I thought the ones that were answered were answered in a satisfied way, so I was okay with that. Um, and the mysteries that it left open, they do intrigue me, so I'm really excited to see where season two is going to go. Um, namely, with there being potentially a new villain, they kind of reveal what was going on with the dig site to some degree, um, and they finally fulfilled the namesake of the show, which is Defenders, Runaways. Defenders, there's a dragon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the weird thing, man. But- but I already agree with you about the whole the 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 lack of like super fantastic elements like magic because in a world where you can suspend enough to belief to be like they made a raptor, I can suspend enough to belief to be like that's a sorceress wand. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's, it's weird where you're like if we make science, we gotta, we gotta ground it. Yeah, but if, if science is so fantastic that it basically is magic, who what what point of there is to have it be science? That's the thing. Like, <laughs> not, not even just the MCU, but I feel like. I don't know why, but like a lot of writers and producers feel like when you read certain comments, they feel that way. Like we got to figure out some way to ground this. Like even Kevin Feige was talking about with uh, 
Captain Marvel. Like, she's going to be the strongest hero we've ever introduced in the MCU. So we just got to fi- try to figure out how to ground her. And it's like, dude, you have this is a world, 10 years, that you established a god of mischief with fucking horns on his head. Yeah. Like, you don't have to ground it. Like, back in phase one, maybe. But, like, now, yeah. like, once you introduce magic yeah, and well, other you, you show the Watchers and-, and Guardians of the Galaxy volume two. You don't have to ground it. It's a talking raccoon. Once yes. Watchers is talking raccoon on the, on the fucking playing board, everything else is fair game. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the same with, like, Justice League, like, trying to go the Dark Knight route and grounding it and, rea- like, it doesn't always work. Yeah, and like, you don't just, really need it. Yeah, it's it, it's already established that's a, that it's a superhero world. Yeah, and, and especially with Runaways, like I said, when there's a raptor walking around, it's like, you can do anything, guys. You don't have to be like, it has to a be A raptor realistic. and a rainbow glowing girl. Yeah. <laughs> like even... That's, that, is, that in itself is not grounded <laughs> in any type of reality. No, man, she's an alien, though, so it's totally different. No, man, you're tweaking, bro. She's not really glowing. <laughs> All right, but yeah, let's, let's get into spoilers because I, I do give this... A for the last episode, Perfect Vision. I I really enjoyed it. But yeah, overall, like I said, I I enjoyed that final. Like I really enjoyed that final moment. The final final moment. Yeah, the final final moment. So then, what was anticlimactic to you? But I do give the entire season a Perfect Vision as well. But what? Let's get the spoilers. I'm gonna drop the spoiler bumper here. Hey, turn back. This is where the spoilers at. Hey, turn back. This is where the spoilers at. Somebody asked you what What are you talking about? That you wasn't anticlimactic then. I, I thought you meant the end. No, no, no. I said, I said the beginning was mostly that I felt was anticlimactic. Oh, just that fight? Yeah. Quote, unquote fight? <laughs> Put it in quotes. That fight was anticlimactic to me. And, and I said, I mentioned, I, I mentioned, I said, I liked, I liked the ending. Oh, okay. So, so we're in the same boat. You don't then. listen to me, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I heard anticlimactic. I applied the whole episode. I'm like, what was anticlimactic about this? No, it was just that beginning. Just that beginning. was anticlimactic. Oh, okay. So yeah, for the season though, you thought it was a good climax. Yes. Because spoilers by the end. I thought that was a really good twist. And I, was this what happened in the comic? They they frame the the kids for the death of that first runaway. That happens, yeah, that happens early on. So that is what happens in the comic. Yes. Okay. So they finally caught up. Where now? If it if it didn't, which end I know with this, that, I know this isn't going to happen. But I'm wonder, I wonder if they're going to find that vampire runaway. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a whole there's a thing where they meet a vamp. They they. Uh, this is after they the parents frame them for murder or whatever. Okay. I know this is not going to appear in the show, so I'm like, I'm people like, oh, are like, are you spoiling them? You're going to spoil the show. They're not going to have fucking vampires show up in the show. Oh, this is a science. Because they haven't had, any, they haven't had <laughs> vampires show up in the MCU, so it's not going to happen. But basically, uh, science. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a science pyre. Science. Science pyre. Technically, Michael Morbius is that, so maybe we'll get Michael yeah, Morbius. No, that's he's owned by Sony. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Which, remember I mentioned they were doing a Morbius movie? Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, there's this, there's this kid that, uh, they meet and he find he, uh, they, and he uh, basically says like, yeah, I ran away from my parents and Alex is like, well, welcome to the team. So they bring him back to their, their lair, which I'm thinking, you know, that little structure that they kept looking at when they were in the woods. Yeah. That little church looking thing. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that might end up being their little runaway lair that they go to. Cause it kind of looks like it from the outside. Oh, okay. So they bring him back to the lair to like welcome to the team, and then he basically reveals himself to be a vampire, and he tries to kill. He tries to kill, like drink one of their drink their blood. The fuck? Yeah. And so they try. They go full superhero mode, and he ends up biting Carolina, and he dies because of that because her blood is with her blood is rainbows. Yeah, her blood (laughs) is sunshine. So he dies from eating sunshine blood. (laughs) 
That's weird. Dude. So I'm like, so see, I was, when I saw them run away, I was like, hmm, I wonder if they're going to go to the convenience store and meet the vampire kid. No, I'm glad they didn't. <laughs> that sounds really dumb. <laughs> hey, Very random. That's not a vampire kid. <laughs> All right. Well, there's some things in the episode that I, I did find um, very surprising and interesting. Uh, namely, I want to talk real quick about the, we mentioned it last week, the kiss between Nico and Carolina. That's what I was saying. Like, yeah, I'm, you brought that up in your review too. I'm confused. <laughs> so in the comic, that wasn't a relationship. It was a thing where Carolina was pining for Nico, but it was really reciprocated. Mm, not at all. In the show, Nico's all about it. She's all about it. And what, and, she, and like, they, she's, first of all, she's because Carolina is captured by Jonah and the gang after Carolina has the last stand for the crew to escape. We have to go back for her. We're missing somebody. Where she's like, we gotta get Carolina. Even then, you're like. Is she kiss crazy right now? Is she like she's so hooked over that kiss that she needs to go save her girlfriend? That rainbow. Taste the Taste rainbow. rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> like Sk- he, Skittles Sk- wasn't lying. Skittles fall out her mouth like, yo, Nico, what's up with that? Who the Skittles, man? <laughs> nothing, nothing. Anyway, we got we got to Carolina. <laughs> so I was just like, so are we are we making this a thing? It, is she experimenting? The whole episode. Is she doing it because she's still mad at Alex? There was. It, it seemed like she completely pushed away from Alex. There was not any inclination that she had any feelings for Alex this episode. It was all 100% little moments with her and Carolina. Not just That's what I'm saying. Like, is it one of those things? Well, I'm mad at him, so I'm just going to go try out this, you know, because I know she likes me, so I'm just going to try it out. I kissed a girl and I liked it. Like, she's like looking at her undress. She, they have another makeout section. When they all go to sleep together in the tent, she's sleeping next They're to They're cuddling. Alex. Yeah, she's sleeping next to Carolina. It's like, yo, what the That's how I'm like, I need answers. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> I'm like, I feel bad for Alex. I'm like, man, you fucked up a little bit and then you completely lost your girl? What the hell? I mean, cool that they're going that way. Uh, like, I'm not even... a fan. Oh, you're not a fan of it? No, because I'm like, so... And that's only because I'm looking a few... Well, and they could obviously break up, but I'm like, so are we not going to get Zorn, who's Carolina's girlfriend? Maybe we will. But you, still, you no. Got all these things I, out. I'm it's looking in the two, I'm looking in the future. Yeah, season two is possible. You don't know. <laughs> Maybe her and Alex will, will make up in the beginning of next season. You don't know. But I think it's just an interesting development because I didn't see that coming. And but beyond that, another thing I didn't see coming was Frank actually did know everything. Uh, I remember last week I was talking about how I totally believed in Frank. <laughs> like, no, Frank, Frank doesn't know. He, and I had uh, to tell you, like, Jonah no, lied. he told. Yeah, Frank a bitch. <laughs> straight up a trade but he makes a very good point to um leslie carolina's mother it was like you call me a traitor you're saying i betrayed you bitch i remember you mind wiped me i remember what you 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 fucked around with jonah and she's she's not even my kid she's not my kid yeah but he does still love her he says but she's she, i'm not her did he say i'm not she's not my dad but I'm, or something like i'm her, fa- he, I'm, he her said, father, I'm her father i'm her father even though i like, raised her yeah like it's, he made it a point to be like jonah's not really her father i'm her father like uh yandu he might be your daddy or he might be your father, but, but I'm your be, daddy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he might be your father. I can't. Even so Frank's voice. not all bad. So I, I, I my, my faith in Frank wasn't completely misplaced, but he's basically doing this because he's like, no, nah, but you lied to me. Like, I'm not, I'm not with it no more. My eyes are fucking clear. And then I can the see the clearly now the rain is gone. What is it? The musical? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you see that degree over there? It says Michael Lamar Simeon. Theater performance. Glee. <laughs> A.K.A. Glee. <laughs> but there are some other confusing... I, I did like this... I even like the scene where um they go to rescue Carolina 
by infiltrating the uh, the Church of Scientology or whatever. Using Yawn. <laughs> Using Yawn, that guy? Yeah. Is that his name, Yawn? Remember they uh, he went to Starbucks or whatever and they put Yawn. He's like, I said my name is Vaughn. Who names their kid Yawn? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I like the He's funny. <laughs> yeah. Like a bunch of kids can tell me that my, my whole religion is like fake and evil. I'm not going to believe you. But then when he does help, and then Molly rips the door off the hinges to save Carolina, and he's like, he's I'm, like out. I'm out, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm walking away. It's too crazy now. <laughs> but I like those moments. And, um, like, she- and funny enough, the uh, moment when they went to hiding, uh, when they went to the, 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 the like, Salvation Army type store, yeah. and they were trying on all those different costumes, that was an homage to how they actually look in the comics like chase had the trench coat molly with the little outfit oh i didn't put that together nico she didn't change her look because she basically looks like how she looks in the comics so it was kind of it's kind of weird when you think about it in the context of the show because they're going undercover but nico didn't change how she looked yeah but it was an homage to how they look in the comics oh okay that makes sense is gert's hair actually green no no it's purple oh okay so that was just an addition yeah that was just an addition oh it may because it's already yeah because it's already purple so they need got you. Um, they also discovered what was in the underground dig site. Apparently, it's a life form because I like the fact that once that whole confrontation between the parents and the kids played out, the parents fully turned against Jonah and was like, "Yo, he's gonna hurt our kids." Like we were in over our heads, and they do some investigations of their own. Come to find out, uh, Gert's family find like the mom and dad find out that there's a, actually a living organism. At the bottom of that dig site. That's what I said. It's another dragon. So call the defenders. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you were kind of right with your meteor man prediction. Because, I mean, wasn't the meteor meteor man alive? Didn't it follow him down the street and then hit him? Uh, did it? Yeah. I remember, I remember that scene because it scarred me as a child. Where he's like running down the street and it turns like corners with him as he's running. And then it hits him in the back. Yeah. Yeah, I did do that. Yeah. <laughs> so the meteor is alive. <laughs> I think it's the gibberum. Do you have to actually is is that the demon from the comic or the alien from the comic? Yeah. Okay. So or, then, what or is it might Jonah? Not, or it might not be. So then, what is Jonah? I'm assuming Jonah is the same alien that Carolina is. But what are they compared? To the I don't remember the name of. Hold up, my computer's right here. But, but it's two different things. Those two aliens different, two are different, not the Gibber. Yes, yeah, two different things. Even in the comic. Yes. Okay, so that makes sense then. Then this is like maybe that's their alien religion. Is that what the Gibber was in the comic? like a, a alien god or something like what is it's an alien god yeah okay so that makes sense so the, the he's trying to resurrect or bring back the alien god or whatever but he's also trying to revive someone else which i don't know if that's in the comic either because the revelation by the end is that he says that so, he's gonna revive some he's with frank and he says he's gonna revive someone else and that when he's awake he'll make he'll, i thought they were talking about uh stein oh that was stein I thought that's what they were talking. I thought that's who they were talking about. I thought it was someone else entirely. No, I thought it was. I think it wasn't it Stein. Yeah, I think it was. Why Stein. did he make it seem like he was? It almost made him seem like he was like well, the Stein underling is, of that guy. Because Stein is like the smartest one of the. Oh, I don't know. I put a pin in that question because I, I I thought it was someone else that would be above Jonah. And I'm like, what? well, I figure the Gibberum is above him. I know the Gibberum is, but when Frank was talking. Or Jonah was talking to Frank about the guy in yeah, the, the box. Yeah, the guy in the box. I thought that was Stein. Because we've only seen one person go in the box. Yeah, but I thought it was just another, another person. Because he made it seem like once he's revived, everything's going to change. Because, I mean, he clearly had plans for Stein. That's why he was like, we need to revive. Like, you're, dis- you're dis- uh, expendable. So, let's go. Hmm. 
Someone's gonna complain in the so next he, review. He needs, like you guys needs, don't even know yeah, what's going on. He needs time for something. I mean, he looks like he needs another sacrifice because he pulls back yeah, his, his arm, his a uh, his sleeve, and he's got like the nasty he, scabies. Yeah, he, he's got the like, worst eczema in the fucking universe. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever he was used using the he has, uh, uh, what's it what's for. it called uh, Game of Thrones. Oh, uh, the, the stone disease. Yeah. That's what he has. Grayscale. Grayscale, yeah. yeah <laughs> You're right. It does look like grayscale. <laughs> um, but I, I just like this episode mostly because a lot of it was spent with now the team of Runaways, now like a superhero team, first breaking Carolina out and then eventually deciding to run away. And then at the end of the episode is when we get that reveal that um, uh, they're being framed by their parents. And it's probably Jonah who's framing them. So it's going to be... No, I don't think so. I think it's the parents. Because they, the they were trying to say that they wanted them to come home. Because remember they said anything... Cause I think it was... Uh, what's what's the black the black father's name? I don't know. I don't remember his name. Yeah. The, uh, the, well, Wilder. Wilder. Yeah. I think he said something about... Uh, I don't remember exactly what he said. But he said something about they're going to bring them, you know bring them home more or less and they, they control the media or whatever so anything that they put out can easily be retracted he said oh, something he said something along those lines i didn't catch that that's even worse so it actually was their parents that framed them yeah but is that moment of them all and plus in the comics it is so i mean oh, okay. that's what i'm that makes sense then but just the like that that last moment of them all running away was really powerful to me i'm like oh we we ended where the show's name is yeah because that's their way <laughs> of saying you know because they don't have anywhere to go so yeah. they're gonna have to come back home that's why they framed them. Then they would like take that out the news. Because mm-hmm. they only have so much money because they, they got money from Alex's uncle because he made a deal. And I like that scene too where he, he calls up his uncle and is like, yo, enemy, my enemy is my friend. It's like, yeah, we best buddies now. Gangsters for life. Well, I'm, I'm kind of wondering what Alex gave him because he had to give him something. I mean, probably just maybe information on his dad. Maybe. I mean, or just the promise of like, if you help me, because they also we're taking down my father. Fuck, and he doesn't like his father, so he's like, yeah, fuck, whatever you gotta do, bro. Because they, should I say this? No, maybe. I know something, and I think it's what you're gonna say. Major spoilers for the comic. I was gonna say, yeah, should I say it? Cause because I- there's a moment where Jonah gets a text as if he's talking to somebody in the group, like in the runaway. Like, it was like um, after they escape with Carolina, Jonah gets a text saying, "Mission accomplished, we got away" or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it seems like there's an informant in the runaways talking to jonah yeah is it alex i don't think so okay because I, I heard some rumors about alex in the comic well I, no in the comics alex betrays them so He's, it's true in the comics alex is the mole oh black people yeah. <laughs> we can't get nothing that's why that's why that's why uh i think in the first episode we reviewed and I was saying that I was like, I hope they don't go a certain route in the car. You, you and, and you were staring at, that. you were staring like, I don't know what's going. You were like, don't you ruin this for me? <laughs> yeah. I was like, I hope. I was like, I hope they do not do that because I would not be a fan. Because I wasn't a fan of when they did it in the comic mm. where he he got revealed to be the mole because mostly because what Alex represents, like he's a teenage. He granted he's not a superhero, but he's yeah. more like he's like a Robin. He's a smart, you know, detective type prodigy. That's yeah. how they describe him. He's a prodigy. So it's like there's not too many like black teenage comic book character superheroes for like people to look up to like white people got all the Robins, the Jonathan Kent, yeah. Superboy. Yeah. I can go down the list, but it's like we don't really have that many <laughs> 
You can teenage like, superheroes. You can name like twelve, maybe twenty, if you think real hard about all black superheroes. But, but I'm just not. just uh, just teenage. Like really, all we got is, uh, you got oh, like yeah, that a kid sure. can look up to, like Static Shock, Static. Yeah, we're that's really been. that's pretty much it yeah. for the most part. Now, what Duke Thomas is he a teenager? I don't think so. Who's a fuck about Duke Thomas? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> that, but that too. Yeah. So it's like you don't have you don't have too many. So it's like that kind of sucked yeah. that he ended up being. And it's not to say we can't be villains. Like I love I love Black Manta and you know black villains. Mm. So it's not to say we can't be villains. They but might it's just change a, it for the show though. That's what I was saying. I hope so. I hope it so. It feels like. Because that scene was before... That's why I was like, if they go that route, I won't be a fan. Well, that scene with Jonah was before Alex goes and makes the call to his uncle. And I, while I was watching it, I was like, see, I feel like they wouldn't have shown him go talk to his uncle, who was also going to be revealed to be the informant. And not tell anybody, because he didn't, he didn't tell Nico what he did. And, and then on top of that, not tell anybody, uh, to, on top of that secret, to also be the one that is the informant for Jonah, I feel like that's too much. So maybe they made Frank. Frank is Frank. Frank is taking that role as what the informant because he did betray. But then he wouldn't. But he was he was with them. He was with Jonah when he got that text. Yeah. So I feel like maybe it's be somebody else. Maybe it'll be like Chase or Gert or somebody or something. Just some anybody else because I lo- I love Alex. I don't want him to be the the villain of the show or whatever. <laughs> like no. <laughs> and hopefully they do that to just to throw a, a monkey wrench in what the comic fans know about you know some of the bigger twists in the show later down the line. But um, that's a couple things that that from the comics. I'm like, I think I actually, I think I actually do this. I mean, who knows? I, I like that they've changed it enough where you, they, it's a you know a viable question whether or not things are gonna be different from the comic. I also really like the conversation between um, uh, the parents and Leslie, specifically between Leslie and Tina, when Leslie reveals that yeah, Jonah probably did kill Alex, and even she's not sure. And she's been holding on to that for all this time. Yeah. And yeah, I get it. Like, I mean, Tina was like, I'm about to fucking kill you. <laughs> if I killed you right now, who would even know? And I'm like, damn, Tina, you cold-blooded. But she she read to be mad, but I understand. But yeah, like, they, but they already established, like, Tina and Leslie were the two. The baddest. Yeah, they were the ride or die. Yeah. Members of the group. Leslie that, didn't. That pretty much kept the pride together. Mm-hmm. But Leslie didn't even know everything. And, like, she wasn't even 100% sure she, she's had she, suspicions. She, she thought she knew everything. Yeah. But I like that moment of like, you know, I, I like whenever the, the, the parents are humanized. So to have them all kind of band together against Jonah, but, you know, also to, uh, it's against Jonah, but also for their kids. So I, I like that. And if they do have another confrontation down the line, maybe, yeah, they'll be more villainous in the next confrontation because then they'll, they'll have some means other than Tina's staff to kind of fight their own kids and bring them in. Because they have to assume it's not going to be easy. If they fought them once, there's going to be a struggle next time too. So why would they just go unarmed? And Jonah was so boss, I love when he walked in and just like waved away Tina's staff and it flew out her hands. I'm like, oh shit, he's like, well, <laughs> force powers. Well, because apparently, I mean, they established that he gave her the staff. So you think it's the same technology or something? He yeah he he used more science than she had. <laughs> he outscienced me. He has a he has a, a wristband that controls the st- which see that that's that's the thing I was I was I said I hate like they keep making the world small like everything they're getting is pretty much coming from Jonah. It's like Smallville, Smallville funny small, but it's you know everything's related to Kryptonite somehow. Kryptonite's what gave all the villains their powers and the, in the Flash it's the um the particle accelerator. Particle accelerator. Like, it's like you know that's. It's just a really convenient 
device used in like these type of shows to make everything kind of relate to one one major theme. Well, that makes me. I'm like, is this supposed to be connected to the MCU? They still haven't referenced the MCU once. They haven't referenced the MCU at all. Not a single time. I don't see why it's not. So. And I mean, that's not necessarily a problem, but I'm just like, if it is, you don't have to make everything so for me it's interconnected. A bit of a I, I agree with you, but for me it's a little bit of a problem just because I feel like Wiles say Wiles have that phrase everything's connected, and then say like this is a Marvel property. I they, I think when it came out they said it was part of the MCU, so why not just have a nod to the fan? Just one, just one nod. You can't do one nod. Even like the Netflix shit did nods to the MCU. Like, I mean, and they, they're doing with they aliens. Did, they didn't have a nod to Daredevil. They're doing the same thing with a, with a dragon under, <laughs> under the under the ocean or under the 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 the, the city. <laughs> Meteor dragon. All right, but yeah, that's that's our review for Runaways. You anything else to add? Move on. Excited for season two? I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. I really like the show. I like it more than a lot of the other stuff that we've been watching recently, like The Gifted and Twenty Years from Now. What? Season two. Is that what like how long is it, did uh, it I say? Don't, I don't know. Did it say? Oh, okay. Alright, let's move on to Anime with Mikey and Jordan. <laughs> let's talk about some anime, Michael. <sighs> let's not start with Dragon Ball Super though. Let's start Why with not? <laughs> Why not? Because I want to end on a high note. <laughs> That's high? It's high for me, baby. I love Dragon Ball Super. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Since when? At least when, Mike, when Jamie's not when here. Jamie's not here? Yeah. Look at my shoulder. What'd you say? She over there? She judging me? What? <laughs> All right, let's talk about Devil Man Cry Baby. Only the strong ones survived. It's the history of power. This world was dominated by demons. Akira! I need you right now! Hurry! Am I? Is my body? What happened to it? You're a man who possesses both the body of a devil as well as the heart of a human. Devil man. We'll uncover crimes committed by devils who are now hiding as humans. Just promise you'll let me know if you need anything, okay? When I'm out on the track, I try to beat her every time. This is a huge scoop. It'll be a broadcast disaster! The world will realize that demons exist. What did you think humans would be like when they found out about demons? Why do you have to do this? Why do you hate each other? This level of sacrifice can't be helped. That's also something that a human would do. Oh my god! You have to face the truth. You're one of us. You can no longer deny it. Do you think that demons are capable of love? Your choice, Akira. This is your recommendation, Michael. This is your baby. Uh, I get peanuts from Park. <laughs> yeah, funny I enough. I'm mad. Funny enough, you're the one. Yeah. <laughs> funny enough to give you guys some backstory, some BTS. I came across an article that uh, was basically saying that, uh, you know, animate a watch or whatever for uh, 2017 or 2018. And it said Devil, Devil Man's Crybaby. And it said it was, it was on Netflix and people were giving it mixed reviews and stuff like that. And then I saw a couple of people talk about it on Facebook. So I was like, hey, I sent Jordan a text like, hey, I got a suggestion since, you know, since uh, we talked about Jamie wasn't going to be here on this podcast for this week. I was like, hey, why don't we uh, watch this show called Devil Man's Crybaby? It's on Netflix right now. I was like, it could be bad. It could be good, but let's check it out. 
So I watched the first episode and I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> I watched it in the English dub. So the English dub was terrible. It's is terrible. I am not a fan of the animation. So I could I couldn't even finish the first episode. I turned it off and then Jordan texts me. Yeah, meanwhile, on the other side of the boat, yeah. I'm like, yo, that first episode was weird as fuck. What's up is too like? <laughs> yeah. I started binging it. <laughs> he texts me. He's like, he's still watching it. He's like, you haven't watched it? I'm like, no, I turned it off. I can't do it. I'm over it. He's like, but you suggested it. Well, I'm unsuggested. <laughs> and like, it's such a weird show. It's it's like violence porn. And that's the thing. Meets weird eroticism. And that's the thing. That's not what turned me off. It's just like, because like I said, I watched the first episode in the English dub. The English dub is terrible. It's terrible, but... Which I should have known better. It's so odd that I I watched the whole anime in the dub, and I actually like it. But by, by the end of the anime, the, it's it's funny. I feel like the subs make it more serious. It, it, it makes the, the tone of the show more earnest. But especially for the first half, this show is so bizarre, so zany, so fucking weird, bonkers that the, the, so then the serious makes it goofy so then the like seriousness that. is just juxtaposition juxtaposition to that so there's the opposite but it's not to that the it's, zany but but it's like it's it, it's because it's so zany it's zany in moments but in other moments it's just dark or like i would say that even in the beginning slow kind of tropey kind of boring at least for me kind of boring because it's so tropey I mean, but when the the bizarre shit starts happening, that's when the show was interesting in the first half. And what got me through the lower parts in the fir- the, the the slower parts in the first half was the bad dubbing because it makes it feel almost like a parody, like almost I maybe mean, not even a parody, but like it makes it feel more like more tongue in cheek. So then when you have like these weird, this really odd dialogue mixed with these bizarre fucking fetishized, like violent bursts of like just madness like it just it it makes it this this crazy cocktail of fun and death and sex (laughs) and and goofiness so it just makes it so intriguing to watch but it does have a weird turn after the halfway point and that's why i think i the subs i I did watch last episode with you um i think that's when the subs do make it better because it does take a more serious turn i would say around episode Around episode seven, so that's just my two cents. Yeah, so I was just uh, so watching that first episode in the English. I wasn't a fan, and then like the animation reminds me of like PlayStation One animation <laughs> where Lara Croft is heavily pixelated, and what? She, you don't it's you not don't 3D. you don't see her mouth moving. I'm just saying it reminds me of like if you go back okay. and look at PlayStation, you don't Lara Croft doesn't have a mouth, and yeah. yet she's talking. Jamie that's, is not that bad. Yes, it is. That's, a, that's what it reminds me. Right that's what it reminded me. I'm like, this animation looks lazy as fuck. Translation: the the animation is very it's poor, but it, it's very it's old school. It's 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 for a point because it's this is old anime, right? So it's like a throwback kind of. Well, the original, but this is a new. This like came out this year. Came out this think, month. I think the reason that the. the choice for the animation style was stylistic to kind of be a throwback to older anime i think because it is reminiscent of like i would say early ava but even even more blocky than that flcl a little bit like these are all anime you haven't seen i was so, like i don't know what you're talking about yeah. but i'm like as much as i hated princess and the frog that was drawn better than, than this shit oh yeah no this is this is very 
very old school. So you had, so that on top of the, the 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 dub plus the animation, like I was like, I can't get into it. But the animation grow on you, despite the the bizarre because it had everything that I say I like blood sex going magic like you had titties turning into monsters and shit oh my god <laughs> a titty beat a dude's head off in episode one <laughs> I should text Michael a titty bit a dude's head off so that type of stuff like Jordan said oh it was so weird that's what kept him wild. like stuff like that I'm into it. I'm like oh it's weird like I would love that like so I should have I should have loved the shit out of this anime but that like I didn't, but then I watched episode two and the. But but just to to kind of be devil's advocate for the animation, you, it didn't grow on you at all. I feel like in the bizarre moments, the animation worked because it was going for this like this trippy surreal kind of vibe. And a lot of times when the animation was in those moments, I felt like it worked for the tone. You didn't feel that way. Around episode five, it started to grow on me. Okay, all right, yeah, that's fair. Same with me. So yeah, so by episode two, that's when I was like. I took it. I took it out the English dub and put it in a Japanese dub with the subtitles, and that's when it became a little bit more tolerable to me. But even then, I was just like hate watching it. Wow. Only, and it was only, and the only reason I kept watching it is because you kept texting me like, "Watch it, watch it." Why? And I'm like, "No, I'm not." <laughs> audience, is because every episode it was something crazy that had every single episode had one moment of complete batshit insanity. So every time Michael would be like. Oh, I'm bored, or he'd do like this little like snoring face. I'm like, how is this boring to you? The dude just had sex in midair with a demon and fought, fucked it to death. <laughs> like literally, fucked the demon to death while fighting it in I'm the like, air. I do that stuff in my dreams all the time. <laughs> you got fucked up dreams, sir. <laughs> no, those are fun. Those are fun dreams. <laughs> you need to see the scarecrows, the psychologists. Those are the best dreams. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> no man it, it, it did things so yeah by, epi- epi- by episode like five ish that's when I started to get more into it okay I I, I agree with you uh, until until episode six so going into episode seven I would say this anime was like yeah if there was, was more a, was if, a guilty pleasure for if me. there was more gay sex like it was the beginning of episode six I don't watch it episode <laughs> six started with the strongest anime butt fucking I have ever seen outside of him. yeah I, po- I post I didn't even get to that episode yet but you told me episode six started with that so I just skipped to it just so I could record <laughs> dirty bitch yeah just so, just so I could just watch that moment and then I just turned it off and didn't watch the rest of the anime mind, this is when I was trying to sell him in any way I could on the show so yeah like, he was like it's a gay sex scene I was like okay I'll just watch that one part and then I turned it off and watched something else. <laughs> like, but I made doing? but I made sure to record it in my stories and then a whole bunch of people hit me up like what is that bruh there's literally and I put it in my stories the scene where the, where Miko is masturbating with the sound of donkey yeah noises? I put that in my stories too what the fuck was that scene even about I had a whole bunch of people hit me up like what the fuck are you watching <laughs> I was like is it porn well not exactly but kinda <laughs> yeah this is definitely borderline hentai so I'm right, surprised just- I'm surprised Netflix even allowed it yeah, it's crazy. But uh, but uh, let me say before we get into our reviews, I just wanted to say that first of all, this is a show that can only work on Netflix because this level of like like explicitness would never be on Crunchyroll or any kind of streaming service like that. So it, it, this is an anime that has to be on Netflix, and I think the fact that it is this good. Well, all right, I'm not gonna say it's good to every because it's not good for everybody. This, is, this show is not for everybody at all, but. It, Netflix as a service kind of redeemed itself in its original anime department because before this, what was it, Neo Yokio? Neo Yokio. So yeah, this is definitely 
if if we're gonna, but I mean, Castlevania was good. True, also Castlevania, but it was more. That was really a series. That was a movie that they broke into a series yeah. into four parts for a series. It was. But if they lean more into anime like this, this is something that only Netflix can do. So I really want to see more. Not even so much explicit, but things that push the envelope with better the, art. With better art, yeah, I agree with that. But yeah, this is definitely a. Uh, leaps and bounds beyond their last outing from Neo Yokio. So kudos to Netflix for doing that. But beyond that, uh, I really enjoyed this anime. And it started off as guilty pleasure, but by the end, I can legitimately say that it went from a tropey mess of just random one random fucking crazy moment to the next to having surprisingly a deeper message that I thought turned a lot of what were originally tropes in the first half on his head in the second half it almost felt like someone was after episode six someone was like let me take over what let me, let me just take over <laughs> let me push this in a different direction because it a lot of it did kind of turn to a different show it did because it, it it went in a complete different direction from something like i brought up earlier in the podcast guyver and we didn't even really talk about what the show's about so before we get nervous i, want, I do want to mention that it, it's basically a show about a kid that is a cry a cry baby quote unquote which is in the most generic way. He's, he literally just cries about everything all the time. But he's a crybaby that has a really sociopathic, blue-eyed, blonde-haired friend. And by the end of the first episode, they are going into a club to find demons that the white friend says that he knows exist in this world. What? Demons? What are you talking about? They go to a sex club, and first of all, I want to live in this world where there's clubs that literally are just literal sex clubs. I mean, those exist. What? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, bring up your phone. Where are we going? We're going somewhere tonight. <laughs> we going out. You wouldn't go to you wouldn't go to the clubs out. Well, I wouldn't go to them. Period. But I'm just saying they exist. Well, these are like mainstream. This is like a mainstream club. Like it's a thing where they take these drugs and just have debauchery. Those exist. Like gay clubs, like bathhouses. This wasn't a gay club. This was like a I'm just saying, club. but I'm, I'm just saying those exist. Oh wow! Like bathhouses and stuff like that. I have not lived, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> but it takes place in normal in a, in a world much like our own. It's about a Japanese kid named Makira. He goes to school. He's on the track team with his friends Miki and Miko. They have their own plot going on inside, but it's very by it's the numbers. Stereotypical Japanese, Japanese name. Very, yeah. Akira, Miki, Mika, Miko. So, but the episode you're rolling your eyes the whole time is like, okay, there's a show about a demon hunter who has the powers of a demon apparently uh, netflix loves demons because uh what's his face was a demon hunter neo yokio what's his name <laughs> oh yeah it was like spirits and poltergeists yeah. and whatever jaden smith <laughs> i've got whatever his, his his show name was but he was jaden <laughs> pretty much that's what i'm saying we've seen this demon trope a million times and then beyond i've seen shows like guyver where the main character gets a power and in Guyver's case, it was an alien, kind of like a symbiote. The suit. Yeah, and he has to fight other aliens that was the originators of the suit. In this case, he's a demon that fights other demons that are living and hiding in our world. So then it's, it's kind of like Buffy, where now it's I was gonna say, a, I was gonna say Angel because he's a he's true. a vampire fighting other vampires. True, it's exactly like Angel. So he's a demon now fighting other. We've seen this in a million other anime. So the 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 thing that's different about this show, at least at first is the insane amounts of gore, sexuality, weird fetish eroticism, um, and just the... And even though the, anima the animation is poor, it does leave an impression, because, like I said, when the moments get crazy, like in that club scene at the end of the first episode, like, 
if it was animated cleaner, I don't think it would leave as much of an impact. Where like vaginas are opening up and eating dudes like half their bodies and tits are biting dudes heads off and monsters are like cutting people in half at one point his blue eyed white blue eyed blonde nah, haired friend is like cutting people in half I need full saw Belko experiment type it was <laughs> no nah, I'm talking about in terms of like the, how clean the animation is like I want to see all the guts <laughs> But I think like how it's animated, like granted, I'm not saying. And granted, I'm not saying it needs to be like Avatar: The Last Airbender type animated, but just not old school. Yeah, I I feel like I can understand that complaint, but it's just even like Spider Man and his his amazing friends was animated better than. Oh shit! (laughs) Shots fired. Yeah, (laughs) but it's just the level of shock value is where the strength of the anime lies at first. Because in the first half, it's just going through the, the normal tropes of a person that gets unimaginable power and has to then use it to fight some kind of evil. With this rapping crew with bars. <laughs> they got bars. But I think it's one of the strengths of the show. It has like really interesting musical choices. So you don't just get the ho, 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 like when crazy monster shit is happening, but it does have its own tone with like the rapping. Come the on, they're about down. Racist. We're going to get a review now. <laughs> He's mocking Japanese. Whatever. <laughs> Japanese rap, man. But I think it's, 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 it kind of reminds me of like, um, you don't watch this anime either, but like a Samurai Shampoo, which incorporated a lot of rap or like hip hop culture into the anime itself. This didn't really incorporate the culture, but it did incorporate just the the music into it. But that was I think it was a neat touch. And they become and the people who are just like side characters in the beginning ultimately become samurai like, shampoo, shampoo, not shampoo. I was gonna say, can you get it at Walgreens? No, <laughs> samurai shampoo. It's really good. You should watch it. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, so like, let's just give our. You said this was really good. <laughs> I think we've given a pretty good non-spoilery synapses so far um what would you what would you rate the show as a whole <laughs> uh i would give it a overall uh, i'll give it more than passable the whole show more than passable yeah i'll give it more than passable because like i said by episode five i started to get into it more mm-hmm. but because it took that long because i know uh i know i already know what your rating is but because it took five episodes that I felt like I was wasting my life and I wanted to hang my, I wanted to hang myself. <laughs> How could you feel like you wasted your life? Every episode, crazy shit happened. Uh, who cares? <laughs> like need- one episode, there's a, there's literally, this is not spoilers, but there's literally a scary movie moment where the main character, after he becomes a demon, has a wet dream, and when he wakes up, the entire ceiling is covered in jizz. That wasn't crazy to me. I was like, I need more. Like, I what? Lo- <laughs> <laughs> I'm so unaffected by that stuff. <laughs> This is my whole life. Jesus Christ. When I don't, I, when I'm I, in your room. I was going to say, when room. I woke up, be careful. Something might drip on you. When I woke up this morning, it was jizz all over the wall. Oh God, there's a fucking, <laughs> fucking uh, UV lamp in here. Like, everything uh, glows. <laughs> spots everywhere. It's so bright. <laughs> it burns. Look like Jonah with the x-ray vision. Well, yeah, but that's also because, like I said, I love blood, sex, gore, and magic. So a lot of the shit that I watch has blood, sex, gore, and magic. So to this level... I mean, granted, no, there's no vaginas that are engulfing people, like, but... There's a moment uh, American where, Gods has that. Where one of the main characters gets held at gunpoint to, to, to be raped, and then she rapes her rapist to death. 
Yeah. What? <laughs> and you're over here like, yawn, seen it. What are you talking about? <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, if you were to ask me halfway into the show, I would have given it a catch upon rating. I'd be like, this is like a bizarre passable or a bizarro passable. Where like it it was tropey and I didn't care about the characters. I didn't care about what the characters were really doing because I just felt like we were just going through the motions of a typical anime, but just with the glitz and the glamour of a lot of blood, gore, and sex. So I wasn't that I wasn't that impressed, but I was intrigued and I couldn't stop. I was eating a Pringles can. I couldn't stop. <laughs> but then if you but then after that, the show takes off. And by the end, it does so many things. There's so many moments where other anime would go to right, it went left. And it blew my mind. So by the end, I would get... It, and then somehow, I started feeling for the characters that I thought were jokes halfway into this. So like some, some pretty heinous things happened to the main characters by the end that blew me away. So, and then the ending! Holy <laughs> shit, the ending! <laughs> I would give this a perfect vision. Just, just for how how unique it is how far it it pushed the envelope and then and then how much it defied expectations by the last episode like jesus christ i can't even talk about without going to spoilers like it just jesus <laughs> should we talk spoilers since it did just come out it just came out but i do want to talk spoilers <laughs> i feel like we're gonna talk about this again to some degree next week when Jamie is on So podcast. let's just save the spoilers for next week. I'm going to forget all the awesome details though. <laughs> Write it down. Don't you take notes? Yeah. I don't take notes. So I'm going to forget. But I'm so close to like the, the emotions of it. I do. All right. All right. Spoilers. I'm not going to talk. We're not going to talk about everything, but I do want to talk about at least the last two episodes and how it just blew my fucking mind. So if you don't want to hear this, pause this now. Or, and then check the um the description in iTunes, and you can check to see where the next timestamp is, and skip forward. Um, Which we already know Chris did because he doesn't like anime, <laughs> so he always skips this section. Well, then he can listen to the spoilers if he doesn't want to hear. It. If he doesn't care, he no. To the as soon as he anime, he skips. Oh wow! <laughs> but yeah, just if you haven't watched it and you're at all interested in this, I highly recommend you just pause now and go listen to it, go watch it and then come back and then join us next week too when we talk about more spoilers with Jamie but yeah I'm dropping the spoiler bumper here alright yeah I just want to talk about the last two episodes because the turning point in this anime was like we said halfway in where Ryo the sociopathic motherfucker that is uh, the main character uh, Kira's best friend for the mm-hmm. entire anime mm-hmm. he pushes the world to finally uh, to reveal the fact that there are demons among us. And when that happened, I was sitting there going, what is the end goal here? Because if you just tell people, hey, there's demons among us, and it's a thing where they're almost like um, John Copper is a thing, where you, you can't tell a demon just from looking at them. It's like a thing where a demon possesses a person and then hides inside of them. Like Supernatural. Is that what happens Supernatural? Yeah. Oh, okay. The only way you know... The only way you know the person is a demon is that they, they can make their eyes black. Because mm-hmm. until the halfway point, basically it's a thing where Akira, the devil man, um, goes and kills demons that are attacking humans behind the scenes. So it's kind of like it's like Batman with demons or whatever. Basic, basic anime stuff. So when they make the revelation that they're to the world and make the announcement publicly that there, there are demons in this world, the fact... like I'm sitting there going... Okay, so if people find out there's demons, there's going to be mass paranoia. And what mm-hmm. happens? 
Mass literally par- that mass paranoia mass fucking paranoia and it it slowly devolves from episode six onward into this amazing thriller not only that the but then he also reveals that akira that wasn't until the episode nine right what? yeah 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 before yeah, that, the yeah. last two episodes yeah but i'm, I'm talking about the 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 revelation that makes the whole world spit off its axis oh. which is there are demons and from there the show changes because then it starts getting darker and darker and darker. Miki's parents. Oh, my God. Miki's brother. Oh, my God. Akira's parents. But see, even then, I didn't care. That was back in episode, like, three or four. Basically, Akira, you find out Akira's parents were actually... Well, her fa- His father became a demon, killed his mother, and then Akira has to kill his father and his mother at the same time. But, like, that was still in the in the in the, the, the bizarre campiness of the show where I didn't really care about the characters. I was just like, oh, that's dark. And I just thought it was like, everything was going to be shocked. because you watched it in the... Uh, in the dub? The English. Maybe, but it just felt... I mean, I've seen things like that in anime too, like Guyver. Because I, I think that moment is when I perked up a little bit in terms of my interest in the anime. Because that's when I, t- I was like, oh, shit, he had to kill his parents. It's dark as fuck. But like, Guyver kind of prepared me for that because Guyver gives, becomes dark and kind of like that too so it was like alright I don't really care about the characters anyway so killer his parents whatever I thought it would just continue that's just like his generic main character motivation to be like the I won't kill humans and I'll protect humans from demons but then as soon as people find out that there are demons the show becomes this amazing allegory and the, the end message is that people ain't shit People are just as bad as demons. And we're over or here. Or worse. Or worse. And it, it it retroactively. I mean, they kind of talk about that on The Walking Dead, too. Yeah, that's not an, uh, an uncommon theme. But for an anime like this, where it seemed like it was going on this really generic path, that revelation and, and them pushing that into that direction of the show retroactively, for me, made all the tropiness in the beginning kind of worthwhile because it established the fact that what the main character thought was true is that, you know, humans need to be protected and that demons were evil and need to be stopped. It completely flipped that on its head. So it became this thing where over the course of the last four or so episodes, you see through the actions of people that humans are in a lot of ways worse than the insane of all the insane things we had seen up to that point that demons had done Mm -hmm. all the blood baths and gory like monster fucking all this other stuff that was happening yeah people ended up being worse than that so it it gave poignancy to how extreme those first five episodes were and for me i'm like that's kind of fucking deep like it wasn't just shock for shock's sake it was to make a point like yeah he thinks it's crazy but guess what people are fucking worse and then through like i said the the scene where the dude tries to rape we humans ain't shit they ain't shit michael (laughs) Well, y'all humans. I'm Kryptonian. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Shut up, Bell's eyes. <laughs> but no, they, they... That dude tries to rape Miko, and she ends up killing him. There are a bunch of examples of people doing fucking heinous shit. Uh, the the humans start killing other humans. Like, it becomes like a, a witch Without hunt. any type of proof that they're demon or not, they just kill you on the assumption. Yeah, it becomes kinda like, like an, kinda a like witch a, hunt. Yeah, witch hunt, yeah. Yeah. Salem. Yeah. So it becomes like a thing where the demons don't, and they even make the, they even like go into it where like the demons don't have to do anything. It's just people killing themselves, and the demons just kind of like can take over once the, like the humans finish each other off. And it's like wow, that's a 
pretty strong commentary on on people and paranoia and I'm like I'm like fighting not going to sleep so yeah. hard. <laughs> yeah, I see you fucking over here laying down. Stand up, <laughs> don't nap. <laughs> but it just goes from from there. It just one fucked up extreme thing happens after the other. It's like the uh, now I'm on the other end of the uh, person where it was like I go to sleep listening to your podcast. I'm on the podcast and I'm about to go to sleep. This fucking guy. <laughs> But some things before the climax, the fact that um, Miki's little brother, like her, her, her family was a, like an integral part of the show from the beginning. That was mm-hmm. basically Akira's uh, extended family because he didn't have his own family. So he was basically living with his childhood friend Miki and uh, her family. It turns out that her brother becomes a demon. Her, her mother runs away with her brother to protect him. He ends up eating her. He ends up eating the mother and the father when he finally finds them like has struggles i thought he was gonna kill himself because he couldn't do it bro it was like a like two solid minutes of him crying trying to struggling to shoot his son who's also crying as he's eating his mother like it was like oh my, oh my god this is so fucked up yeah i thought he was gonna take because he can't he couldn't he couldn't shoot he couldn't shoot his son so nope. i thought because of that he was gonna kill himself i thought he was gonna like hesitate long enough that the son killed him but no the sh- humans find out like they they, they see his son as the mil- a demon the military the military and they shoot through him to kill his son and his wife so in one fell swoop, the military kills all of them so even there yeah the kid is a demon yeah he killed his mother but it was a thing where he didn't even want to he was compelled to because he just wanted meat so bad he wanted to eat flesh and then like you think that that's the worst of it, but no. At the end of it, who were the real villains in that situation? It was humanity. That's that's eventually gonna be me <laughs> if I keep being dick deprived. <laughs> I'm just gonna, <laughs> You're gonna kill somebody and <laughs> fuck them or what? Yep. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but it just it gets worse from there because then I'm like, I didn't know it too. Oh God. <laughs> like the. I like, just want the meat. Okay. Ew. <laughs> wink wink <laughs> but like it, it just things keep happening and this becomes this, like this roller coaster of what the fuck after another what the fuck lights giant beams of light that turn people into salt start appearing all over the world turns out it's god cleansing the world of like the of humanity and demons and i think the light was just hurting demons at the time right it was it was only hurt only hurting demons yeah 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 and then it, isn't, we're it, wasn't not done the, there. it wasn't until the end that it, he just... Mm, said, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. But then, the fucking fact that uh, when Rio does reveal to the world, that just outs Kira as the devil man, that's when it gets really fucking cray. Because then the people go to Miki's house because they know Kira and the, her associate and just start offing all of the people who are the main characters of the show. Like, that... I did not see that coming, because then you got you know Devil Man doing his Devil Man shit over in one side of the sh- one side of the the city where he's fighting demons or whatever, and then a really emotional scene where he stands up to people uh, that are killing other people. Yeah, why are you doing this? That was emotional too, because he starts crying, being the crybaby, mm-hmm. and then the kids go to him, and then they 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 do stop attacking the people and they let him down. That was a powerful moment, but then as he's rushing back to the house. The fucking... With those weird runs. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that. That weird-ass sprinting motion they do. What the fuck kind of... <laughs> they, they, they learn from Ezra Miller. <laughs> <laughs> Worst. It's like the lowest, weirdest sprint I've ever seen in my life. 
but it's just this emotionally gripping, like, just death scene of Miki and Miko. And I, I'm not going to get into all the details, but th- even their relationship, Miko, who the whole anime is characterized as this girl who just wants to get faster than Miki, who is like the, the fastest. becoming a demon herself. Yeah, she becomes a demon, and then even then, she wants to use her speed, her newfound abilities, just to beat Miki in a race because she hates the fact that they have the same name, basically, and blah, 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 blah. But even that was an emotional moment because two characters who were one demon, one human, but ultimately they're on the same side because she helps Miki escape from the house. Wow, you are really following this. I see your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, your eyes are like, uh, you're, you're looking at me becoming a demon right now. So freak uh, me out. I might be. <laughs> I'm turning into Dark Willow. <laughs> but I don't know. Even that revelation of her loving Miki and like that animosity she had the entire show was just a suppressed love that she never even realized she had until they were at the death's door. Like it was like in her final moment she realized like, wow, I I thought I hated you, but what I now realize is that I just loved you. And like I wanted to be more like you. I wanted you to acknowledge me. Like it's like, oh my God, what? Meanwhile, this is all happening while she's in a crazy spider monster form. So it's like she looks terrifying. <laughs> but then she's gunned down and then as Miki's thinking back to her past and they're thinking about like um, uh, how they used to run track together and then there's this beautiful montage of Miko passing the baton to Miki who passes the baton to Akira and it was then I realized that somewhere along this fucking crazy weird insane journey of a show that I thought was just violence and bombast I realized there I was, actually like these characters. There was a message. That was just a message, but I was like, I didn't realize that I actually cared about them. Like, I, the, it, the the scene was put together in such a beautiful way, and these these things but about them, like the running and being track track stars or whatever, or running track, mm-hmm. and like, you know, having that rivalry, like, and her relationship with Akira, and the relationship with each other, I didn't realize that among all the violence and, and porn, that somewhere along the line, I started to care about these characters. <laughs> so when Miki ultimately gets shot, like shot through the leg, and she's like running away from her her human attackers, and in that moment where it's slow motion, she's thinking about Akira and thinking about passing the baton to him, as it flashes to the real world, and the dude the knife is- I like, thought right before he stabbed her, he was going to save her. Oh, uh, Akira? Yeah. Not in Devil Man, bitch! <laughs> I thought so too. I'm like, Akira, save her, save her, save her. In a normal anime, that is what would happen. But in this shit, she gets fucking stabbed and sliced out yeah. the back. And then cut to when Akira finally arrives at the house, she's on fire. And the people that attacked all his friends uh, that were there are now carrying their bodies on like in skewers. Yeah. On skewers. Yeah, spikes. Yeah, and then it shows... Body parts. Not just their heads, but like arms. They ripped them apart. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. And they show Mickey's face on a spike like being like like in the, with the fire behind it and he's, you sh- it shows him crying like oh my god. It was so emotional. I'm like, you killed her in that way? And then from there, that's that's the end of episode nine. I thought he was gonna go full Dark Willow, full I Dark was, Dark Phoenix. I also, but this is what I'm saying. Like, at that point in the show, you're thinking. First of all, I didn't know they were even go that direction. But at that point, you're thinking so many different ways the show could go. I also thought that that was gonna be his ironic turn. 
that he was. I won't kill humans now. Fuck everybody. Exactly. And I thought him being Devil Man, he'd become an actual devil, and now he's the one that is going to destroy the world. He's like fuck everything. Because in that moment, he lost everything. Like Dracula. Exactly. But no. If anything, it it doubles down on his resolve to not want to kill people for whatever reason. He just he's like, no, people are still good, and I'm gonna kill. I blame you, Rio, for outing me and being the reason why they killed her in the first place. I guess because he saw that humans could be good when he talked them down in the previous scene, but I didn't expect them to go that way. But you know what else I didn't expect them to go? For Rio to be fucking Lucifer. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, it makes sense when you think about it. Yeah, because he's baby Damien the entire fucking time. Yeah, pretty much. Like, he, the entire show, he's, like, he's shown to be sociopathic. Sociopath, yeah. For whatever reason, he's got this strong following. He's got he's got a charm about him that people like, even though clearly, as a viewer, I'm like, why do you trust this guy? Why is everyone trusting him? He is clearly sociopathic as fuck. Why are you trusting this obvious villain? Especially after the first episode when he just randomly starts just killing motherfuckers. Yeah. But then he plays it both sides. So like, there's a times where I'm like, is he really evil? Yes, I guess. Is there some kind of like twist behind it? Yes. Twist is he was Damien the whole time, and the reason why people liked him, I, I guess, was that he kind of had like that devil charm. <laughs> but that revelation in itself is crazy. The fact that he was Lucifer. But then over the next like ten minutes. The entire apocalypse unfolds. The world is plunged into fucking fire and madness. Like, they don't even show it happening. Yeah, the whole world, yeah, the whole world is destroyed. There's only a handful of humans left. I was like, what? How did we get here? (laughs) Yes! I'm like, yo, the whole world fucking fell apart that fast. And it was the thing where it wasn't even demons that did it. No, it was humans. Humans literally tore themselves apart. Nuclear bombs and all that shit. To kill a few hundred demons, they killed all of humanity. So the final battle starts happening after uh, this really touching moment where Akira um, like buries Miki, his his the female protagonist. He buries the female protagonist, and then her her last act of like heroism was she gathered all the devil men from around the world. So every human that had the powers of a demon were now working together with Akira to beat the demons and Lucifer, and then. Rio, I mean Rio, and then Akira leading the army of de- devilmen against the demons has a final you, battle. It sound like you were about to say leading the army of dildos. Leading the army of dildos. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know. It's just even then, I thought I knew where the show was going. I thought I knew that this was gonna be the big. And you haven't seen Gurren but it's a very similar thing where one man leads the entire like ragtag army to defeat the 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 ruler of the world. I thought he was going to do it. There's even moments during the fight at the end between uh, Akira and Lucifer where Lucifer's like blowing off body parts of Devil Man, and then the Devil Men that are on uh, uh, Akira's side start like sacrificing their bodies to fuse with Devil Man and give him new arms, new legs to new keep legs, the fight going. Yeah. And it's like, this is it. This is the turn. He's going to beat him. He's going to go Devil Man Super Super Devil Man 2. Devil Man Blue. <laughs> and then no. 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 That doesn't happen. Spoilers, spoilers. You got sliced the fuck up. <laughs> he gets cut. And this is like a Dragon Ball Z level battle. But then he gets like a, a li- beam of light goes gets, across him. He gets Darth Mauled. <laughs> yeah, they don't show what happens to him. But then he's laying. And again, you don't watch Naruto. When, you didn't watch Naruto. But this is literally how Naruto ends. 
with Sasuke and Naruto laying side by side, kind of looking up at the stars and then having like one final conversation. Um, but in this, it's Lucifer kind of recapping everything that happens. And then you mean final conversation because it's ending, or like they one of them's about to die in Naruto, yeah, because it's ending, yeah. but they, they have like one final fight, and then the fight ends in kind of a similar way. Because when it pans out in Naruto, it's revealed that their flat, the last clash blew off their hands, so they both don't have a hand. And it's kind of gay because like their the blood from their hands, I was say, is their hand gonna grow back? Is it like Wolverine or uh, so you don't even watch Naruto at are all? They so hand, are they handless? They're, they're armless. No, I'm saying, is it going to grow back, or is it just it's just gone? Well, spoilers for Naruto, there ended up being a thing where, like, the first Hokage could grow back cells, so, like, they ended up having, like, clone hands. I don't know what Hokage... What is, what is this? The point <laughs> is, they have, like, a, a thing where they can regrow their arms, so they have, like, these clone arms they have from that point on. But in this, when it pans out, Lucifer and Devil Man, it shows that Devil Man... Wait, quick cook. question. Who ended up ultimately... Because this is what I know from Naruto, the little 18 episodes I saw. Who ultimately ended up being stronger? Because I know that was a thing between them. Who was the strongest? It's arguable. That's kind of the point. Like, they, they, they end on, like, a tie, kind of. Fuck that shit. I'd say Naruto, because fuck Sasuke. <laughs> but it's, it's kind of like a draw, sort of. But... And this isn't a draw. <laughs> Not at all. Devil Man dead. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> they tie it back and then there's like this really... The way they tie back in flashbacks the whole show, the last two episodes got me so fucking emotional because they keep going back to that baton being passed and then it's Akira passing that baton to, to Rio. But then and he's not dropping. taking it. Yeah, yeah, he's dropping. And I think, not sure, but I think it's a metaphor for trying to pass on Akira trying to pass his emotions onto Rio to have him understand immune, human emotionality like human suffering why humans care about suffering etc etc why you shouldn't kill yeah like it, even in the beginning of the, like the, the first moments of the show is a dying kitten that uh, Akira is crying over but Rio doesn't understand why he's crying because he knew he was going to die so to have that come back in the last episode and then the metaphor now is Akira is that cat that died and now Ryo now understands why Ryo cried because he even knew like Ryo you fight me I mean uh, Akira if you fight me I'm going to kill you I'm going to kill you yeah but he knew he knew that going to the fight and then he ended up killing Akira but he still cried and for the first time Satan showed emotion. <laughs> he, he realized too late that he was gay and he had a mad... A, Basically. <laughs> he had a mad on for Akira. Oh, if we just hate fucked, we would've been, this would have been over. <laughs> we could have fight fucked. <laughs> yeah, if they just fought fucked instead of Akira and that chick, <laughs> it would have been a completely different ending. But no. Akira's dead. Satan's crying. And then the, it pans out to show the whole world. And then God's wrath destroys the world. It is literally... More than it already is destroyed. Yeah, the world's already destroyed, but then the, he literally destroys the planet. But it's literally that joke. Everyone dies, the end. <laughs> like, Pretty much. I couldn't believe it. Like, my mouth was on the floor. I was like, what? <laughs> this is how it ends? The main character dies, Satan wins, and is sad by his victory, the end. And then P.S., it might be a multiverse. It might be multiple. yeah, because they show like a post credit scene, Marvel. <laughs> yeah, where there's like another Earth. 
multiple Earths, actually. Yeah, almost. Two, two of them look like they were destroyed already, and then they show a completely new Earth. Maybe that first Earth was supposed to be a reference to the original comic or manga or, or anime or whatever. Cause it, it, maybe, this, maybe. That would make kind of that would make sense, actually. Maybe they keep doing it until they get it right. The show is deep, bro. I don't know why you didn't like the show. I don't show. know. You might be added to my <laughs> what? <laughs> it. Is. But no, I like that ending. Like I gave it a more than passable. I don't, so I don't dislike the show, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm just mad guy to drag you through it, motherfucker. Ugh. I don't know. I, I had to, I'm sorry for people were like, yo, stop ranting about this show. But like, I just had to get it off my chest. That shit was amazing. And, and for something that started off so what for it to end so I'm, I'm like if you're listening to this podcast and you have that mentality stop ranting you clearly listen to the wrong the wrong podcast that's a good point <laughs> what hour mark are we at ooh almost two let's move on so, I mean that's better than better than nothing yeah we still got some shit to talk about so let's move on let's talk about everyone's favorite anime Dragon Ball Super Yeah, more happened and it was strategy. Oh, now you say that before. Yeah, but I said, no, for for Dragon Ball Super, it was a good episode, but taking it outside of that it was just like uh, i'm just like okay vegeta got he got another power up it's like i don't care by this point like jiren's stronger than time but then vegeta <laughs> gets a power up jiren's fighting stronger than he's ever than he's fought earlier but yet goku's weaker than before but yeah he's now able to keep up with jiren even Dude, though jiren's fighting gotta, stronger that, exactly i'm like go. all of that stuff i'm like <laughs> how does i'm conv- i don't know how all this works no you guys just strap in for the ride and just enjoy it. And then knowing like Goku and Vegeta are going to have another power up because Jiren's still not using his full strength. So he's going to go even stronger and then they're going to have to go stronger. And then after this arc is over, they're going to have to fight somebody that's even stronger than Jiren. And then they're going to have to get Ultra Instinct 2. You know, for somebody who only watched Dragon Ball Super before this podcast, you're getting real uppity. 
<laughs> Whatever. All of a sudden now it's like, oh, that's not good enough. Ja- Jamie did it. Darling, open your eyes. Let me show you the light. You, see, you don't, don't know what good anime is. I just I I watch Dragon Ball Super for like I hate watch. nostalgia. Now I hate watch it. I hate watch it. It's like a popcorn watch, man. It's just, a hate watch. I even said that on Facebook. Oh, new episode is out. Hashtag hate watch. You're not wrong. <laughs> But yeah, previously on Dragon Ball Super. But I get told I'm wrong because it's awesome. These new power-ups are awesome. It ain't awesome. <laughs> the, the, I, I do agree that's weak in this week's episode. And it's not. You know why it's weak? Because in this week, they didn't even commit. They are, We already knew it was going to be a new form or power-up or whatever the fuck this is that Vegeta is doing. But they didn't even commit to saying if this is like Super Saiyan Blue 2, if this is Ascendant Super Saiyan Blue. And then it's like he clearly ha- he had a power-up, but I'm like... So that means he's stronger than Goku. So what is Goku doing with his KO King, his King Kai fist? Is it? Is it apparently I'm assume- stronger? Than I'm Goku? assuming if he went a blue two, it. But it's not blue two. We don't know if it's blue two. It's, Even if it's an ascended saying like King, <laughs> like it's King Kai fist is not an ascended. It's just no. But I, to how I read the scene, it seemed to me like whatever Vegeta's power up is is on the same level. As Super Saiyan Blue with the Kaioken multiplier. Because Kaioken multiplies your power by like two. So like Kaioken's broken. But it just it just makes you like Super Yeah, but he Saiyan can only he can up. he can only power up but so much with the Kaioken. Because otherwise why not go Kaioken times a million? I think twenty is the max for the Yeah, so twenty for for blue. Because yeah. I know uh didn't he go like times fifty or whatever in in Dragon Ball? No. I think Dragon Ball Z he went times ten against PyCon. But that was filler. That was definitely filler. Which I didn't know at the time. I liked PyCon back in the day. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, where is PyCon? He's filler. He's dead. <laughs> they need to, bring, they need to, bring, they need to bring him back. He's just Piccolo. He is. He is Piccolo. <laughs> a stronger Piccolo. Yeah, with a cooler hat. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. The, the the new form is like probably which I was like part. when he did that. I, that made me mad though. Going back to Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. When he did that, I was like, why the fuck didn't you do that against Cell? Yeah. Yeah, because it wasn't a thing. That wasn't even any part of Dragon Ball Z at all. That was only in there. It was only yeah. It was only in that little tournament. Yeah, after world tournament. Toriyama didn't sanction it. <laughs> He's like, no, no. <laughs> Until Super came, he was like, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm gonna keep that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, aside from the, the the lame Vegeta power up, I did like this episode because it didn't just evolve in the basic punching and kicking like Super usually does. There was a level of strategy involved in the fighting, which I really liked. So then Goku like laying out those those uh, energy landmines, mm-hmm. and then Jiren. And it, was, it was a mixture of cool strategy and cool Jiren is a boss moments. So when he laid out the, the, the landmines, that's cool. And then Jiren walks through it. That's a boss moment. Then when he throws the, um, the, the destructo disc, and then you forget about it, and then he's fighting Jiren on that, that little plateau hanging over the arena. And then the, the Strickle just come back mm-hmm. and then cut off the cut platform. Cut off the platform. As which, which Jiren... He took, which he took from Krillin when they fought. He steals all of his techniques. He does. He does. <laughs> he does. bitch, Goku. But that was just cool to me because he... Not even the Destructo disc is, is Krillin. Yeah. Or he does Solar Flare, which is from Tien. Yeah. All or, Goku's attacks are stolen. Oh, yeah, like After Image. He learned, well, After Image, Kamehameha, he got that from Master Roshi. Does he have any original attacks? Turn it into an ape. <laughs> <laughs> that's not even his. This is, this is so racist. That's his original attack. Wow. 
But um, like, even how that went down, where uh, Goku almost knocked Jiren out of the the the, the ring, or even instant transmission. That's not his. That's not his yeah, but like he time he knew Jiren would get the upper hand, so he timed being knocked back by Jiren with the destructible disc cutting off the platform. So him getting knocked away by Jiren knocked him back to the arena while Jiren fell off of it. And that was fucking dope. Like, I was like, oh, that was fucking cool. And then, you know, Jiren bullshit. He went back off the stage. Yeah. Figured out some way to get back. He just got, he turned red and could just do it. I'm like, what? What? Huh? What? He, he jumped on the small pebbles. I'm like, if it was that easy, why couldn't like 18 do that? Cause Anybody. there were pebbles flying, falling when she was falling. Like, because he didn't glow, she didn't glow red, Michael. She's so stupid. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, that's kind of. And then on top of that, technically, can't he fly anyway? Because yeah, they took away the flying ability, but he was still able to float. Like nobody else could do that but him. Yeah, it almost seemed like when he had the red ore, he was floating from rock to rock, not like just jumping. Yeah. So it's got to be some form of like mind levitation or something. I, I don't know. But he breaks the rules because he's Jewish. <laughs> he's beyond time. Yeah. But just just those they even, like... They must confirm he's stronger than his god of destruction. They do a lot of confirming. They also confirm that he's legitimately one punch man satire. When he does like that that beam punch that Saitama does in one punch man. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, Dragon Ball, I get it. You're, you're threatened by one punch man. <laughs> because he literally has one punch man punches where he's like beam punches. Which I like that. That's kind of cool animation. But I like that stuff. Yeah, it's like, like, but somebody else is gonna rise in the next arc. That's way stronger than Jiren. Look, we all know that's how Dragon Ball Z works. And Jiren's gonna be on their team to help. <laughs> but for what it was, I thought it was cool. And I liked it more than last week's episode. Though I still wouldn't give it a perfect vision. Still like a high more than passable. That'd be my rating. Uh, for Dragon Ball Super, I'd agree. Yeah, yeah. Was there anything that you for Dragon Ball Super? <laughs> but at this point, I'm just like, can we just? Yeah, that is the asterisk. But in front of all of our super ratings, there is the asterisk for Dragon Ball Super. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just like, can they merge already? Like, I'm just ready for them to merge because we know that's what they're. Soon as they put the Patara earrings in play, I'm like. So we know Goku and Vegeta are going to have to merge. They're going to fuse. Yeah. I mean, probably. Or they could just do the freaking fusion dance, which doesn't last as long. Maybe they'll pull a devil man. Because when they did it against Goku Black, it lasted for like two minutes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was stupid. Which I knew they were going to do. But if, even if they fuse now, unless it only lasts like five minutes, they have the rest of the whole tournament. Well, remember they're you they're they're way more powerful than they ever been. So, with with, with fusion with fusion, if depending on how much energy you put out, that's the the because it's supposed to last a half an hour. Out here, yeah, yeah. Somehow, Khalifa, Kale, or but whatever. They, she Kefla. had the earrings. She had the earrings. It's a it's a it's a more perfect form of fusion as opposed to the dance. What they they did that for Goku Black? They didn't have fusion dance. They used the earrings. That's what I'm I'm saying. The earrings are a more perfect form of fusion than the dance. Yeah, but Kefla when, lasted when as they long did, as she wanted. When they well, did, no, I'm, not. I'm no, because she had the earrings. Ke- Kefla had the earrings. Yeah, but so did Vegito. No, during uh, Goku Black, didn't they do the dance? Look at you being wrong all over again. I don't know. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, I'm positive. They used the they, earrings. Because how they turn? Because they they, they retconned it. 
That's why I said it was stupid because they did a thing. Because I'm like, they, yeah, they turned back and it said something about the time. There was a time limit. There was only a time limit during the dance. They retconned it with maybe you've missed it because it was like one line. But they say, um, uh, it's a total retcon. They literally take back what they said back in Dragon Ball Z. Where like, yeah, because it's, it's perfect. Fusion. It's permanent fusion. They're like, actually, it's just perfect for gods, but for humans, it'll last an hour. So it's oh, yeah, like, I, yeah, I actually I do remember that. That was that was some dumb shit. It's really stupid. That was stupid. It's it's like just to have have one or the other. Either they they're so powerful that it breaks the fusion, or like it just it ruined. Like if that's the case, what's the because even that or technically wasn't up because uh, Kabito and uh, what's his face they de they demerged, but they wished it. I think did they use a wish? I don't know. Which is still like fucking keep it permanent and just have them like they Dragon Balls are not hard to come by, people. <laughs> like have them be permanent and then just you have to always unwish yourself separate. You know, like, it, it, make, it makes Dragon Balls less mystical because like you got Dragon Balls on Earth, now you got Dragon Balls on Namek, which makes sense because you have a Nameki on Earth, but then you got Super Dragon Balls. It's yeah, like, who's the Super? Who Namekian? made this? Who? Yeah, who's the Super Nameki? Who question. made? <laughs> who made the Super Dragon Balls? Look, don't don't bring your logic. I don't think I don't think it was Zeno. No, maybe don't don't bring your logic into Dragon Ball Super. So is okay? there somebody over Zeno Sama? I guess it was Zeno whoever made the Super Dragon Balls, or maybe. They'll reveal who made it. a Super Namekian. No, didn't they say who made it? But they haven't shown the person. There's a Super Namekian that made the Super Dragon Balls. <laughs> I'm a Namekian god. And then Because I mean, even the Super Dragon, even the Super Shenron looks like a Namekian. A Namekian person, right? Namekian type dragon. First of all, the Namekian dragon looks like fucking. Um, like the Shenlong on steroids. His upper body's all big. He skipped leg day. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> a wide upper body. But I, don't know, I like this episode for what it was. Even though, yeah, the Super Saiyan blue-er transformation was weak. But maybe they'll explain it in the next episodes. Who knows? I did say that. I'm like, he's going to go Super Saiyan bluer. <laughs> it really is. It's just bluer. Is it the true Super Saiyan blue form? Is it? It's Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan blue 2. Ultra Instinct that's what the, Rage. That's what the actual name is. It's not called Super Saiyan Blue. It's Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan. That was the original name. Yeah, so he's Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan 2. <laughs> Fucking stupid. <laughs> All right. You got anything else to add about Dragon Ball Super? Yeah. No. Yeah, I'm losing you. It looks like you're dying. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very Jordan-heavy episode. I'm over it. <laughs> Alright, let's move on. Let's get into some rapid fire reviews. Oh, rapid fire God. reviews. Here we go. <laughs> I just want to throw out there real quick that I did finish um, Gravity Falls. Like I said, Michael, there was a definitive ending to the show. I don't believe you. <laughs> Why would I lie? <laughs> and it's actually a really good ending because the whole show, the the there's two seasons. The first half of the season, or the first season is the first half of summer, and the second half is the last half of summer. 
And the theme of this, it's not a theme, but the, the idea of the show is that ultimately you have to grow up and that you can't, like, things don't freeze in place in time. So summer has to end and you have to grow up and move on. Someone told me that the showrunner wanted the show to end after the second season. I'm not sure if that's the case. I'm not sure if it was canceled. It just so happened that it worked out that way. But I'm glad it did have a real ending. Because by the end of it, I, I really felt for like all the characters. Was it on Hulu? I'm not sure, actually. I, or, or I, you uh, are. I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, ho, fiddly dee. Being a pirate is totally free. <laughs> but I really enjoyed it, man. So if, you know, if my little review last week was any indication that, you know, or any incentive for you to watch it, I'd say go for it. And I'll say this as well. The Rick and Morty comparisons, the second season is way darker than the first. Not way darker, but it's it's a lot. It's noticeably darker than the first season, and it does a lot of things with um, uh, other dimensions and uh, sci-fi many, elements. How many episodes it got per season? Twenty. Twenty each. Twenty each. Oh gosh! And they're twenty-minute episodes. I ain't got time for that now. Meanwhile, you spend all, you, you're up all night watching YouTube videos. Exactly. That's why I don't have time. <laughs> what the hell? It's a good show. <laughs> like like Devilman. Taraji needs more of my time. No, with the no, interviews. No, she doesn't. Because <laughs> like Devilman, it ends with an apocalypse of sorts, and it, it 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 goes places that I did not expect the show to go. And I I really liked it. Uh, without getting into spoilers, I can't really talk about it too much. But just watch it. It wraps it wraps up everything, man. You learn you learn about that secret bunker that I told you about told you about last week with uh Stan the 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 Grunkle. That secret door. They they do wrap that up. Does they, it lead to Narnia? A little bit. A little bit. A <laughs> little bit. I'm not even joking. <laughs> <laughs> the government does get involved with the supernatural aspects of the town. Uh it gets dark, man. There there's some things in the show that I was like, wow. I did not expect them to go there. So Highly recommend. Okay. Uh, next order of business. We did watch Proud Mary. Uh-huh. After that little <laughs> bit of a preview you gave during News of the Week last week. You really brought <laughs> I had, <laughs> had it up. I had queued up. <laughs> uh, it's the only song they could afford. <laughs> I'd like to hear something from us. It's, the, it's what they decided the whole show sh- or the whole movie should be based around. It was like, what do we name this movie? The one song we could afford. Yeah, it's called Proud Mary because that title has nothing to do with the movie at all. She wasn't proud. There was no proudness at all. I'm gonna let it play in the background. <laughs> what the fuck? So yeah, just Taraj. like the just like the movie. <laughs> so Taraj B Henson, like we said, John Wick, but Taraj B Henson. will keep on turning. No. Proud Mary. Keep no. On burning. <laughs> Nothing and we rolling. <laughs> this making me. This making me think of the movie. What's love got to do with it? Have you seen that movie? No. Ah, trash. <laughs> oh, <I'm> trash. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what, what do you think of Proud Mary, man? Because you you ended up dragging me to the movies. Because I was like, you really want to see that? <laughs> yeah. Support hashtag support black films. Uh, I ultimately thought that this movie was generic as hell. <laughs> so the trailer did exactly its job then. yeah like I said like I even said like when 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 I uh, talked about it I was like yeah the trailer gives nothing 
of the story. It only gives you the action beats. So I don't know what the hell this movie is about. It could be trash. But because, you know, you never seen a black woman in her 40s kicking ass and you would like to see more action, or even just action movies, period. Like there, there aren't too many action movies with female leads that come out. Then take it even further. There's not too many action movies with fe- black female leads that come out. So I was like, on that alone, I want to support it, and hopefully it'll it'll surprise you because even John Wick, they never they never advertised John Wick, and it ended up being you know a surprise hit, and word of mouth made it you know bo- a box office uh, success, and that's True. why I got a sequel. So I'm like, so I was like, please let this movie be like you know good, but. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's not to say that's not to say I hated. I didn't hate it. It wasn't like Fan Four Stick or no. Avatar: The Last Airbender or oh God, no. Transformers or anything like that. No, Jesus. <laughs> but it was just meh. Like yeah. it just didn't do anything new. Yeah, they didn't do it. They didn't do anything new. It was stuff you you've seen before, which ob- which obvious. But you, you can take that trope, you know, things you've seen before, and then change it around. Then also on top of that, I feel like for this to be you know, proud Mary is supposed to be about Mary. I think they focus too much on the boy, the little boy. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. So made it more his story than her story. Yeah. I was telling you during the movie, I was like, I feel like there should have been a, like a movie before this about Mary and how she got into the, uh, the hitman business. And like, like, I don't know. It just seemed odd to me that there wasn't more backstory for her. Like by the end of the movie, I didn't feel like I knew her that well at all. Yeah, and then on top of that, like, this is nothing against Taraji. I think Taraji's a great actress. I love her. She's too good of an actress, really. I know what you're about to say. It's about like how she like she would oversell every single emotion in the in the well, movie. Not even that. No, that's not where I'm going. But uh-huh. I'm just saying, like, I love Taraji. That's part of the reason, main reason why I want to go see the movie in the first place. But cookie, <laughs> I didn't believe. That she was supposed to be this badass mm. assassin that, you know, was like, and granted, I don't necessarily know if she was supposed to be because they never officially said like she was, she's the best of us. That, it, it's, it, but like usually, like, but usually that's the trope. That's the trope that you fall into in these types of movies. Like she's the one you don't want to mess with. Like she's the but one. In the movie, she was the best of them. So yeah, they should. That's what I was gonna say. Like, <laughs> but but even before, but before you get to that, I didn't believe any of it. They never even made a point to make it seem that way. Yeah, because you never a line of dialogue you never, like you know Taraj, she's the best. Not even or, just a line of dialogue. Not even just a line of dialogue. But there was also never a scene where you got any of that. No. Like sure, when the, how the beginning started, like she killed somebody, but there was that. But that's her job. But there was no, she's the best of us. It like, was like she's a normal. Well, when you need something to get done, we gotta send, you send you send the bit. You send proud Mary. Yeah. Like I didn't get any of that, so it was like no. Why is there a movie about her then? She just seemed like a normal henchman. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but yet when the, when the plot called for it, she's able to go. Yeah, full, the, like John. When the plot Jackson called Bourne. for it, she's able to be fucking Frank Castle, and it's like, wait, how how did this happen? I, I didn't, did I miss a scene? No, it was just poor establishing on the movie's part. Yeah, so that's what I feel like. I felt like it was going through the motions of one of these generic hitman plots where there's like a uh, um, uh, a crime family. And like it felt like it even have to be a black crime family. Like this could have been about any generic crime family. It just so happened that this crime family was black because mm-hmm. they have the generic beef with another rival family. There's a generic beef between uh, the, the 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 kingpin type and her. 
You know, that, that, that same thing we've seen them in a thousand movies where, like, this is my last job. I have to get out. Like, you know what I mean? We've seen no, these tropes. you can't though. get out. Yeah, no, you can't. It's, it's for life. I yeah. own you. Like, you know what I mean? We've seen all this shit before. So it's just like, and because they didn't do a good enough job of giving this movie its own character, and, and the characters themselves have enough detail, it just felt by the end of it, it just felt like, okay, so you could have just, like, paint by numbers. This is Proud Mary, but, like, you, all you did was take the the basic template for John Wick and just paint it black over it. And it's like, but John Wick did things. Like, John Wick created its own world. Like, you know what I mean? It, it wasn't basic. Yeah, like the Continental, like had, like, the Assassin's Guild. There was a lot of world building established in John Wick where in this, I don't know, like, there's, just, there was no world building. No, it's just any other Hitman plot you could think of. It's just that, that same kind of thing. And Pretty like, much. And, and John Wick did a lot with very little in terms of, like, character development. Like, a lot of what made John Wick interesting was us figuring out what he was thinking through his actions. And then the the gut punch of you know him him being someone who lost his wife and then the only they made it very clear the only thing he had left in the world was that dog so when that dog dies you are right there with him like fuck them up and then you're just on the ride but like you know in 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 prop mary it's just that oh well this person that you killed had a son and a year later you're gonna find the the kid, and now you feel bad because you killed his father a year later. It's and like, now- yeah, the way the movie, the the premise of the movie basically is like, the kid is what kind of makes her really want to get out. Like yeah. she wants to take care because she feels guilty. But it's like they should have had moments, and I don't know because then you talk about if they do that because then the movie would have ran longer. We already talked about like if the movie was longer probably would have hated it more but yeah it was like an hour and a half but only short. but not necessarily but if you do it well the movies could be two and a half hours and it could be great yeah. if you do it well so i mean it's like you never had a moment you know or even even if it was a flashback of establishing what mary was like before the kid yeah there was even when she kills the the, the dad in the she's yeah. automatically like guilty like yeah like they did, but she, they she felt bad about it instantly but yeah it'd be nice if they had an establishing moment of like she wanted to get out beforehand you didn't even find out about her not wanting to kill kids until like halfway into the movie where she's like, I don't, I don't do kids. But it's like, why wouldn't you say that or establish that before that scene? You know what I mean? Something. Well, no, she was, she, when she, that wasn't about her not killing kids. That was about, cause when, uh, she was trying to lie to, uh, Billy Brown, his character, when he's like, what's up with the kid? Like, why you, are you, are you shack, are you shacking up with the kid? Not having sex, but you like taking this straight, stray and she's like, no, I'm just, he's just here temporarily. You know, I don't do kids because they probably wanted a kid back in the, and she probably said no or whatever. Oh, wait, I thought they were talking, talking about, um, that's how I took it. But wasn't that dialogue after he f- put it together that that kid was the the no, son he was asking her like who's this kid like what is he about like why why who is he why is he at your place where'd you meet him is he going to be there long maybe i'm huh either that's why she was like I'm, he's only there for a few days you know i don't do kids see i thought the line i don't do kids was used when she was talking about um not killing kids that's why she left him alive when he killed the the father i i, I don't know if we're no, no, no. I don't yeah. know if I'm right or you're right. Because you, I'm, I'm always right. I don't know. <laughs> like, regardless, it doesn't really matter. But 
but yeah i'm never wrong so i don't (laughs) i don't trust you (laughs) either way though i just i I wish they did more to establish like you said like her character before the kid and give some just some kind of understanding as to why she wanted to get out so badly once she found the kid even the timeline of like she left the kid to like one year yeah for a year and and all of a sudden she's found yeah it's like what if you're tracking him track him after like after right after you do it not like a year later but yeah, a lot of that movie uh, i didn't hate it no i didn't hate it i didn't yeah. hate it and i definitely say you know if you were interested in seeing it go see it mm, i can't recommend it no i say go see it if you were interested in seeing if you were interested in seeing it go see it but if you didn't have an interest then yeah i mean i'm not gonna sway like force you to go see it who would even be interested to see this? Unless it's like you who just on the strength of Taraj B. Henson. Because that trailer didn't do anything to sell this movie. No, it didn't. Like, and, it, and now we know in hindsight that the reason why the, the trailer is just all action and, and the song is because all it really had is action and the song in terms of a plot. Isn't like the, the plot is so ABC. Like If they had the plot... Oh, uh, don't say trailer, that. I might get suspended from this podcast. Wait, why? Remember, I told you about I got sus- my, oh, right. ABC. Yeah, the first time I got <laughs> first time I got suspended ever is because I said ABC to a teach kiss my ABC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if they if they had the plot in the trailer, it'd be like you, you would see it for what it is, which is a generic action movie. So I think that's that, that's why they avoided like talking about anything in the plot in terms of plot in the trailer. But not I just the trailer, but even Mark, like, you know, when uh. They bring like the clips to like Jimmy Kimmel or you know uh, Stephen Colbert or stuff like that. Like I was watching, yeah, like I was up all night watching Taraji P Henson interviews. Oh, Lord. Okay, <laughs> and so uh, it was Jimmy Fallon. She was promoting on Jimmy Fallon. They brought a clip to uh, to Jimmy Fallon. It was no story. It was all the action beats. Are you serious? It was basically the trailer, but just different. The different act, like when she was driving the car. Spoilers: the the action in this movie isn't even that good. It's not. There's there's no like um, gun foo or anything. It's just straight up like gunplay, like just aim and shoot. And funny pew, enough, because again, I was watching interviews all on all, all morning. She said she had no time to train. It's basically Iron Fist all over again. Are you serious? She, but at least it looked better than Iron Fist. Cause she ain't do nothing. <laughs> Pretty yeah, but she just basically said she had no time to train. More, more so like the hand to hand stuff, which she didn't do much of. There was, I'm like, wait, I was gonna say she didn't, she didn't do much of that, but she was like, there was no time for her to train for that, like, cause she's doing Empire. So right after Empire wrap for season four, she had five days to uh, rest, and then she had to go straight to Boston to shoot. Wow. So like, she said the scene where she threw the guy out the window or whatever. Yeah. She learned that 20 minutes before. Wow. They started shooting. See, so like that's this. why I was like, it's Iron Fist all over again. Yeah, it could have been so much better if they took their time with it and that they gave her some legitimate action scenes. Because like you said, it does. this is a, a niche that hasn't been filled. Like yeah, because usually... Yeah, cause older usually, black woman as an action star? Like, yeah, because usually happen. when... You, people do action movies like like for example like gal gadot or chris hemsworth and or hugh jackman yeah hugh jackman they get months to get in shape and train and do fight choreography or like the uh you watch the feature as a wonder woman like the uh the amazons they were training for months yeah before they actually even put on the suit see that's what this movie needed like i could see a better movie she here. was training for 20 minutes that's stupid <laughs> like it would have been a better 
like showcasing of the fact that she's like a, an older black woman if that older black woman was doing insane like john wick level gun fu and shit not mm-hmm. even martial arts but just have her yeah because even john wick he was tra- he trained for because even all the he car stunts yeah, yeah even all the car stunts he did he did he tried to do yeah he tried to do all, almost all but he couldn't you know legal reasons all that yeah, stuff. he can't do everything but yeah. like a lot of the stunts yeah he did he didn't learn 20 minutes beforehand so it's like if you're gonna do it do it if you don't have time to do it then pick another like do it later yeah and granted, that's easier said than done. It's yeah, like, it's done. I'm not the one that's doing a TV show and trying to do other stuff. Yeah. Granted, hopefully one day. <laughs> one day, hopefully. I don't know, but, but stuff like that makes you realize how much better it could have been if they just gave a little more attention to detail. And, and honestly, it's also the story itself is generic as fuck. It needs to be like totally uh, like changed from the ground up, I think. I think even better. Cause, like, cause yeah, I'm saying like they focus about her being a mother figure. So why not just make her a mother? Yeah, they focus too much on. Like I said, they focus too much on the kid. And then on top of that, the scene that they could have showcased her being a badass, like uh, when she broke into the mob family house, like they get they had uh, what's his face go with her. It's like oh yeah, the guy. Yeah, the guy. It's like let her go by herself and take him off. Like showcase Mary. Yeah. Like you're not sh- the whole movie until the end where it came out of nowhere. There was yeah. no, but by, by, by then it was like, wait, where is this coming from? Because this wasn't established at all no. throughout the movie. There's it's a like, certain level of realism to what her skills were, and then by the end she's an action star. It's like, wh- how? How do you have like perfect aim now? With with the Proud Mary movie playing, yeah. The, I mean, the, mu- music. the mu- music's playing. It's like this just became a straight up video game. Mary, because we spent all our money. <laughs> Pretty much. Rolling by the river. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I give it a, a low passable. Yeah, I give it a low passable. All right, we're in the same boat then. Uh, let's move on. No. Let's get in the news of the week. Anyway, yeah, Runaways renewed for season two. They didn't say when season two is going to come out. But yay for Runaways. That's great. Good. I'm happy. I'm excited. So, I'm box. Better than gifted, so. Box office for this week. Granted, the official numbers won't come out till tomorrow, but surprisingly, it's looking like Jumanji is going to top number one again for this wow. week. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I like Jumanji. For, and I keep forgetting it's a four day because tomorrow's Martin Luther King Day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's going to be considered a four-day weekend. So actually, the official numbers won't come out tomorrow because tomorrow is considered part of the weekend. Okay. So official numbers won't be till Tuesday because they're going to because they're going to count they're going to count Monday as well. That Jumanji is amazing. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Jumanji is going to be number one, taking in twenty-nine million this weekend. Uh, the Post, which I don't know what that is, but that's going to be second place. I don't know what that is either. Uh. The commuter, which I don't know what that is either. So, oh, that's um with. But Liam the post, the post took in twenty one million. But the yeah, the commuter, which will be third place, will be. T- it's looking like it's going to take in fourteen million. Okay. Greatest Showman in fourth place. Boo. <laughs> uh, d- doesn't say what what it's going to take. It just says fourth place. Uh, fifth place is the Last Jedi. Uh, yeah, tying. Wait, no. Uh, the Commuter and The Last Jedi are tying fourth place. Okay. Uh, Paddington 2 and Insidious, The Last Key, would tie fifth place with $13 million. 
Okay. N-O-O-O, Proud Mary, sixth place with $12 million. That kind of that kind of hurt. That kind of hurt cuz I was hoping even Why just would you even think? though despite even though because, one I didn't think I well I didn't think Jumanji was going to be number 1 again. But Jumanji was good. Well, I didn't see it, but oh. I was just like I was just hoping just because like I said because of what it represents, I was hoping it'd get number 1. And the fact that the studio didn't promote it and all uh, the other if, stuff. If dreams and wishes were <laughs> were economy. But I was just like, "Oh, sixth place." I was like, oh, well, official numbers aren't out yet. And today's Sunday. We still got the church people, so maybe maybe that'll boost it up a little bit. There's no reason <laughs> for people to see Proud Mary. Like, unless you're just a Taraj B. Henson fan. There's like, they, they don't even sell it well. They well, That's the point. Yeah. Because they don't, that, well, I'm saying, because they don't sell it. I'm like, hopefully, because a lot of, because there are a lot of black people, like in black groups and stuff like that, trying to mobilize people to go, you know, get together, to go see, I'm bringing my friends and all this see, other stuff. I, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I would mobilize for something that's good. But this is like, okay. Well, we didn't know it was going to be good till we saw it. I mean, but they didn't give you any reason to think it was good. If anything, we both suspect it right away. Like, all right, they're not showing any kind of plot here. What's going on? <laughs> the trailer didn't even have any cool moments that were like, oh, I can't wait to see it for that. Like, it was just, it was so basic. Everything. <laughs> Well, yeah, but like I said, I, again, comparing it to John Wick, only not in the sense of story, but in the terms of how they marketed it, there was nothing exciting because the trailer for John Wick wasn't, they didn't really show any, they didn't show anything. Oh, they didn't? They didn't really release a trailer till like a month before the movie was supposed to come out. They didn't advertise John Wick at all and it turned out to be awesome. So that's why I was like, it could possibly be the same thing, but it wasn't. No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> at all. <laughs> But I'm still, but because of what it represents, I'm still. But anyway, I don't know. I say black people mobilize when something is confirmed good, and then we'll mobilize after the fact. Like don't don't pre-mobilize people. I mean, not that we're, mo- we're mobilizing for Black Panther, and we don't know how Fist is going to be good. That it, is objectively going to be it amazing. Might actually, it might be like Iron Fist. Don't you fucking <laughs> say that. I will come for you <laughs> if it's bad. I'm not expecting it to, but still, I'm just saying we mobilize. And there and, are reasons, like Black Panther, like those trailers were dope. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Anyway, uh, on to today's episode of Six Sad World. Stanley. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Stanley wanna be. Yes. What are you doing? <laughs> Maybe that's why he didn't want to be on the podcast. He's like, my name is now associated <laughs> with some heinous shit. I don't yeah. know if I want to be part of it. Ninety-five year old Stan Lee has been accused of s- sexual harassment and assault Mm-mm. for the nursing home. That he's staying in by a couple of the nurses. Mm-mm-mm. And uh, basically, uh, the Daily Mail says the Daily Mail, citing a source close to the situation, reported that Lee allegedly walked around naked, was vulgar towards women, and asked for oral sex in the shower. Spider friends. <laughs> <laughs> you want to see my web? <laughs> ah. We're going to get an email about this. Not funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we are. He's also very handsy and has groped some of the women. It's unacceptable behavior, especially from an icon like Stan. Do you want to know how I wrote the the line, Hulk smash, Spider Friends? (laughs) No, please, Mr. Lee. So, yeah, Stan Lee. I don't know how I feel about that. Is it hypocritical that this is like, I know it always ends with proven guilty. And I know with the whole hashtag Me Too movement, like we've been we've been told and i think it's right that you should always look at these things and and give a fair amount of 
due consideration to the victims. But is it hypocritical for me as a comic book fan that this is like the first time I'm like, you lying bitch. <laughs> Don't you ever talk about Stanley that way. Well, I mean, usually that, but it's not, I wouldn't say necessarily hypocritical, but that's a reaction that most people have if it comes to somebody that they admire. Yeah. Like, for example, when it came, like a lot of people love House of Cards. So because Anthony Rapp came out with his story against Kevin Spacey, now everybody's coming out and leaving comments against, thank you for getting my favorite show canceled. You're a no-hack actor and all this other shit. It's but like see, people, ridiculous. Like, that's a clear, like... Well, I mean, well, technically you're doing the same thing. By I'm saying, not, oh, not, you lying bitch because Stan, because I like Stan Lee. I'm not sending him texts. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not blowing the Twitter. <laughs> I'm just saying to me, it's my You're friend. blowing up the pot. It's on the podcast, <laughs> living out on the internet. <laughs> Billions of people listen to us. <laughs> but another thing that makes me feel that way, though, is because it's a little bit different in that these accusations against Stan Lee don't have names behind them. In ter- like the, the people who made the accusations aren't coming out and saying yes I'm the one saying these things yes he did XYZ to me they, they're, it, it seems as though they're keeping it conf- confidential a little bit Mm-hmm. But then there's also well, also rumors. part of that is because if there's if well, well I don't know you're about to mention rumors but I'm gonna say but also part of that is because if they're nurses at the at the home they probably don't they probably still want their job weren't there rumors about these women or a year I, I think someone came out on Stanley's behalf and made a statement that women from these nursing homes were trying to extort money from Stanley for the past year or something yeah it's uh his lawyer uh Tom Lallis. Yeah. He says, Mr. Lee categorically denies these false allegations, these false and despicable allegations. And but I mean, they always den- Harvey Weinstein's denied the allegations. But anyway, he says he fully intends to fight to protect his stellar good name and impeccable character. We are not aware of anyone filing a civil action or reporting these issues to the police which for any genuine claim would be the more appropriate way for it to be handled. Instead, Mr. Lee has received demands to pay money and threats that if he does not do so, the accuser will go to the media. Yeah, Mr. Lee will not be extorted or blackmailed and will pay no money to anyone because he has done absolutely nothing wrong. So yeah, so if that's the that's case... That's what makes it seem like... Because if they're not releasing their own names... And then there's these allegations of them extorting money. Yeah, like if they're not going to the police or anything like that, and they're going to say, give us the money or we're going to talk. Yeah. And yeah, that's that's kind of fishy. Yeah. Kind of like so the So this people- more so than Kevin Spacey or people who had like actual... Yeah, because if, like, like if somebody actually assaulted... There's no money in the world that's going to make me shut up. Yeah. Or kind of like the people that used to... Accuse, like they accused Michael Jackson of molesting their kids, but then they took a big old payout and then they didn't say anything. It's like, like if Michael Jackson touched my kid... $20 million or whatever the fuck you're going to give me, that's not going to make me shut up. Exactly. Like, no, you're you're going to fuck the jail. Like People lie. Michael Jackson, I, I now, if you asked me this like 10 years ago, I'd be like, yeah, he probably touched kids. But now, since he's passed and people still haven't come out and been like, yeah, he did this to me. And some people will say that they straight up lied about it. Uh, one person died on their deathbed saying that the accusations were false against Michael Jackson. So it's like, and this person like, made the claim. So it's like, um, maybe it was false accusations that they just wanted money for. And like I'm, I'm seeing this as kind of the same thing. Unless names come out and they're like, I'm the one that said it because he did this to me. Then it's like, I, I have more reason to believe that they're trying to piggyback on the movement already happening and get money out of the man. Especially in his age, too. Like, 95? Like, what the fuck? He trying to get some pussy at 95? Uh, yeah, I'm like, does his dick even work? Exactly. <laughs> Talking about oral sex? Like, he's got to use a super soldier serum just to get his dick up. Like, 
Viagra. <laughs> Captain America serum. Ah! <laughs> like, I don't know, I'm, not trying to make, I'm not trying to make light of the situation, but it's just this more than a lot of other claims seems suspicious. Some people were even like, conspiracy, uh, Black Panther comes out next month. Throwing dirt in Stan Lee's name. Yeah, but he hasn't. But he didn't even. He didn't. I don't think he created Black Panther. I think somebody else did. I don't think he did either. But I'm just saying these are the the conspiracy. And plus, he has nothing to do with the movie. No, but it would create some some negative press about Marvel in general. Yeah, it would. Yeah, yeah. true. And that'll be the the conversation topic if it does become something bigger. I mean, it's already big, but you know, if it keeps going. Well, continuing on with bad press for Marvel. Uh, Michael Douglas is another person that's uh, been a, or is? is about to be accused of sexual harassment. Like, there's going to be an article. Be? Yeah, there's going to be an article that's supposed to be coming out of the Hollywood Reporter that I guess he got uh, he got wind of or whatever because they approached him about it, and uh, it says that he he trying to trying to get in front of it because the article hasn't come out yet. He basically had an interview with Deadline saying that you know this article that's about to come out about me is not true or whatever the hollywood reporter uh they came to me about it and they basically said that we're gonna without proving whether it's true or not they more or less said that they're gonna come out with this story because they have a fear that the woman that's accusing him is gonna go to another publication so they don't want to get scooped wow so to try to media is a business (laughs) pretty much so to try to you know getting basically downplay the allegations he's trying to get in front of it and it's like this is about to come out this is what she's put this is what she's alleging about me it's not true so, so what's the story is this a woman saying that he what uh basically that <laughs> not, not hank pym <laughs> come on dog he says uh well he says she claims that one he says she claims that one I use colorful language in front of her, not at her, but that I use colorful language. Two, she granted this is all coming from Michael Douglas. We haven't heard what she's actually going to say yet. So, oh, okay. right. two, she claims that in conversations I had in front of her on the phone, I spoke raunchily or dirtily with friends of mine in pri- in private conversations, and said I fired her eventually for the work she was doing. But three, she claims that I blackballed her for from the industry and stopped her from getting another job and then four it just es- it escalates first it's just oh she heard me talk nasty in front yeah, of my friends i was like what <laughs> she heard me talk she heard me curse in front of my friends and now she's going to the media but then and four she claims i masturbated in front of her so it just took Whoa. a <laughs> it just yeah. <laughs> you should start with that one michael <laughs> no i'm reading it a quote he no, said one douglas oh yeah <laughs> It's like, yeah, I, I was talking in front of my friends and I was cursing on the phone. But it's like, and then, yeah, she talks, she, she claims I masturbated in front of her. It's like, <laughs> it's like wait, what? Let me think it out anyway. <laughs> She's like, what? So, yeah, for she claims I masturbated in front of her. And it says, my, attor- my attorney was asked, do I have any comment? And I said, yeah, let me speak to the reporter. He says, I think I tried to reach back 30 plus years to try to remember i remember this woman sophisticated intelligent good sense of humor 
a novelist who has written books and published novels and was an active feminist and proud of it. My head was reeling. I just couldn't put this together. I've had no contact with her in 30 plus years. I've talked to the reporter and said, listen, as far as using colorful language in front of her, I apologize. None of it was directed at her. She didn't say wow. it was. She, and you she didn't like go back 30 years and try to remember that curse and, in front of this person. And he's like, he, he, she's like, she never said it was directed at her, but if it was in my office and that tone was what set off, that tone was what's, what, it, it was in my office and that was the tone that I set as far as the conversations I have with my friends. And he just continues to go on and on and on. Like it's a whole article about Jesus it. Jesus Christ. But yeah, like a full interview about it on, you can guys, if you want to read more about it, it's, uh, it's on Deadline. It's, the title of it is Michael Douglas, Michael Douglas gets out in front of potential harassment story to preemptively deny sordid accusation. So it's like another Marvel character because you know he's going to be an Ant-Man. He's Hank. He's Hank Pym. Yeah, he's Hank Pym. So it's like, is this going to affect Ant-Man? Oh, man. Oh, are they, they going to pull out all the money in the world and take my, take him out and cast Christopher Plummer? <laughs> <laughs> like everybody, everybody gets accused of, of sexual assault. Wait, get Christopher Plummer. <laughs> Plummer's the stand-in. <laughs> he's the stand-in. So it's like, there's that. So even if it's a woman, <laughs> if a woman's accused, he'll, he'll get, get Christopher get Plummer. Christopher Plummer. <laughs> so throw a him. Anyway, uh, on some lighter news. Oh, good. Finally, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I mean, we did talk about a dark podcast about vaginas and breasts eating people, so I guess it works. <laughs> yeah, rapists being killed by the person they're raping. Like. But anyway, something I didn't know, which is good. The Chinese Superman is still going on. Oh, the DC one? The DC uh, Kong Keenan. Of course, Superman. Okay. Yeah, and uh, they're now expanding his uh, rogues gallery, and they're introducing two Chinese Green Lanterns. <laughs> wow. What? Well, not Rogue's Gallery, not Rogue's. His superhero posse. Posse, yeah. He can't hang out with everybody else. It's like you and China, nope. bro. No, nope. you mad far, dog. I can't. It's too far. <laughs> so you need to you need to have your own. You need to have your own. Uh, posse. How are the Chinese Green Lanterns? Chinese Green Lanterns. But there's only like the, 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 the you don't you, you just pop in new Green Lanterns like apparently only you do a certain number. Of they green got Lanterns the rings on mass production. They got the rings on black market. <laughs> what? <laughs> Because it's kind of like, because what I'm getting based on this picture, because this is what they look like, they're not real Green Lanterns. Oh, they look like mass-produced Green Lanterns. Yeah, that's why I said they got the Green Lantern on, on, because like the way he got his powers is like- Chinese manufactured Green Lanterns. (laughs) Yeah, because he pretty much has like kind of Kryptonian powers, but he's not Kryptonian, but he got it through like a, like Superman was around and he got it through like a ray, like somehow Superman's powers, science. Science. <laughs> Superman's powers transferred to him. Okay. So he's like Superman light, more or less. Okay. <laughs> so that's where a lot of it, like... So they're literally making Chinese knockoff superheroes. Pretty much. What the fuck? Just, just bring him over to Justice League. Justice League don't want to hang out with him? Like, nah, man. <laughs> like, that's not China's too far. Like, you're, nah. First of all, your, your branding's fucking up my branding, so I, <laughs> I can't deal with you. <laughs> so, I mean... But I mean, the comic is still going on, so that's good. I mean, it's what the issue eighteen, which is where they're going to introduce the new Green Lantern. Okay, I mean, so yeah, that's over over out. over a year. Storm and the solo Storm book didn't last that long. It only got eleven issues. That's, Trash. That's actually kind of interesting. <laughs> I, wonder if I wonder if the book's good. I'm actually kind of curious now. I'm kind of curious too. But anyway, moving on with that, The Walking Dead, even though the ratings have been dropping, 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 it was renewed for season nine. I mean, 
They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna at least gonna finish the 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 whisper arc. And season nine will kick off episode one hundred and sixteen. Wow. But also with that hashtag too long. <laughs> they they're talking about it going up to like season ten, eleven, twelve. Which I'm like, not if the ratings keep dropping like that. Realistically, they should finish it like 10 or something. But also with that, uh, even though it got renewed for a new season, Scott Gimple will no longer be the showrunner. Good. Isn't he the one that's making it trash? I I mean, he's been the showrunner since pretty much, not the beginning, but for a while now. I feel like he's the reason people say it's trash. But it's saying he's he's being promoted to chief content officer, whatever the fuck that means. In Hollywood, you never fail. You just you just fail upwards. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's like, oh, you're fucking up The Walking Dead. Let's give him a promotion. Yeah. <laughs> like Scott Buck. Yeah. Oh, he fucked up Iron Fist. Let's promote him to fucking Inhumans. Inhumans. <laughs> How? <Yeah>. How? <laughs> Meanwhile, you got Taraji. If this movie this movie does bad, it's like, never cast her in another movie. <laughs> it was her fault. Yeah. It was all her fault. <laughs> it has nothing to do with Sony and the marketing and the writers. No. <laughs> the white writers and the white director. It was all Taraji. Which it is. It is a right white director and white writer. Yeah. So anyway, the, the new showrunner is going to be Angela Kang. And it says Kang has worked on the show since 2011. And she served as story editor and writer. And has been co-executive producer since 2013, which is season five. So now she's going to be the head showrunner of season nine of The Walking Dead. Okay. Which I guess means Carl's going to come back to life. Because <laughs> everybody <laughs> hates that decision. Psych, he ain't dead. <laughs> Everybody hates that decision. It was just executed really poorly. Very poorly. Like, and it's like I used to watch that show just for like. I, the, I didn't even watch the whole episode. I just watched that one moment. See, I watched the whole episode. It it didn't make it. Any I better. stopped. I stopped watching The Walking Dead. Me too. And I used to be like the main champion for that show. I used yeah, to me too. I got my one. brother into the show. Oh yeah. <laughs> back when it was good. <laughs> yeah, back when it was good. I got the first two seasons on Blu-ray. I'm not even sure where it fell off. It just slowly became more and more boring. And like the characters became less and less interesting. And someone I think I most I think I, I think I started becoming. Le- I, I think last season is when I just stopped really caring. Because I mean, for the most part, they do the same thing every season. It's like they introduce a big bad, and then like there's a one major moment in like the beginning of the sh- of the series, and then the rest of the series like them just sitting around talking. Then they have a big penultimate episode where somebody gets murdered or whatever. Then another bunch of episodes them talking. Then you get to the finale. Yeah, that's true. That ends on a major cliffhanger. Then the next season, they don't even get to the cliffhanger. It's just them talking. And then finally, at the end of the episode, they resolve the cliffhanger from the last season. And then the rest of the season is them talking again. Maybe it's the dialogue. Because I feel like the talking is what the weakness is. Because the talking isn't interesting. You know? It's not. It's really bad character dialogue. The the, the book does a lot better in that regard. But anyway, uh, moving on. The... John Wick TV series, The Continental, it's a go. And All right. It's, and it's going to be on Stars. When's the primary BET show coming out? <laughs> <laughs> Next year. <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be on Stars. And uh, it says The Continental will be set in the John Wick universe, focusing on the inner workings of the exclusive Continental Hotel, which serves as a refuge for assassins. Chris Collins, whose resume runs from The Wire to Man on High Castle, will write the series and serve as the showrunner. Basil Iwanyik, uh, John Wick co-director and John Wick Chapter 2 director, Chad, whatever, I don't know how to say his last name, and screenwriter Derek Colad, 
John Wick co-director Reed and Reeves will serve, and Christopher Reeves, um, Christopher Reeves, Keanu Reeves will serve as co-executive uh, producers. And it's also saying that uh, John Wick himself, Keanu Reeves, will appear on several episodes. Wow, how do they work that out? But yeah, they can't have Nick Fury and fucking Ace of Shit. <laughs> I mean, he, he was in the first season. What, they, like twice in the whole series. <laughs> I mean, they probably, you know, I'm a Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson probably wanted a whole bunch of money. They're probably like, no, we can only afford you. What the hell is Samuel L. Jackson doing? <laughs> you know, Samuel L. Jackson is like in every movie. It's like he, every, like every year he's in like three movies, like Hitman's Bodyguard, then like fucking Kingsman. And Man, you can still make a couple appearances. Quentin Tarantino like, movie. Even if it's just like him on an intercom, like, yo, what's up, Coulson? Yeah, I'm still here. Peace out. Like, you know, just something. And plus, it wouldn't make sense for him to show up now. Like, he's been MIA. Shield is disbanded. Yeah. But, all right. I mean, it sounds interesting. I mean, and this just goes to show you why John Wick is way better than a movie like Proud Mary. Because, like, you could take yeah. John Wick out of the whole, the, the world. Ju- yeah, just the Continental. Yeah, and that you- itself is a, a whole concept that's good. And I even said, like, during our review, like, you know, going back to my first episode, which is John Wick, like, the Continental, like, I want, I said I wanted to see more of that, like, a comic book, like, a solo comic book and all that. And, lo, I'm getting my wish because we're getting a TV series mm-hmm. based on the Continental. Yeah. Which I'm kind of curious to how they're going to do it because uh, Ian McShane was, like, the lead of the Continental. But it, I don't, doesn't, I didn't see his name listed as, you know, return oh, yeah. of returning. And plus it kind of messes that because he's also on another star show, which I, might not be returning because of all the behind the scenes drama, American Gods. What? Oh, did they lose their showrunner? They lost it? their showrunner. One of their uh, actors left. Wow, that's funny. I, I don't mean funny, but it's just interesting because like I actually, uh, uh, a, a podcast I used to look up to um, from Fanbro Show. He became a writer on that show just as, I guess, it fell apart. Wow. Sometimes dreams come true and then they fall apart. (laughs) Anyway, Disney is in some hot water because apparently they can't find Middle Eastern actors to play extras for the Aladdin movie. You can't find extras. (laughs) So they've been pretty much blackfacing white extras in the Aladdin movie. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. To make their skin our, our, to make their skin look darker, to make them look like they're Middle Eastern. But they're all white face already. Like, isn't Jasmine half Yeah, Jasmine's half white. Yeah, and isn't the dude what is he? He's he's uh he, he's Middle Eastern, but he's like he's light. Super light. Yeah. Okay. So, so they're finding white people with the brown up to be millions. And then you got the uh, the new character, the prince, the white prince that they're introducing. That wasn't in the Billy Magginson that they're introducing. And then they got white extras. <laughs> Is Lion King gonna be like all white people too? <laughs> well, no, we're in Africa, but we're all white. <laughs> but they already released the cast for Lion King, but it, Mulan might be all. <laughs> Cause they, yeah, Mulan might be a white people, <laughs> but yeah, cause uh, and this is this is this is okay. <laughs> this is this is this is not now. Appa- apparently, according to according to uh, Guy Ritchie and who's the director? Guy Ritchie directs this. He's directing Aladdin. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Cause they're like, oh, we need uh, people with like specialized skills, like handling a camel. You couldn't find a Middle Eastern person to handle a camel, bro. What Don't they have fuck? camels in the Middle East? <laughs> like, are there fucking camels walking around Beverly Hills that I don't know about? 
what the hell? Because he even says he even says that like there there are specialized skills that we couldn't find like Middle Eastern actors to do like handling a camel. That's why we had the brown basically brown faced white actors. That's so stupid. I'm like, really, really. So they're really gonna do this? That should be okay. That should I mean, be allowed. The, I mean, there's the, there's the controversy. I'm so already hating they've Latin. Al- so they've already done it, apparently. But, I mean, there's still time. They're still shooting the movie, so there's still time to, like, fire those people and, like, actually hire. I hope they do, because I'm, I'm not feeling Aladdin right now. But it's like, yeah, I was going to say, so now I'm not going to see this movie? I mean, I kind of have to still see it. It's Disney. <laughs> but it's just like, what are you guys doing? Oh, crap. I just accidentally closed it. But, yeah. So, uh, Cal Penn criticized... Disney and this decision. I just accidentally closed this. Let me reopen it back up. But he said, uh, I love Disney. Hold up. Yeah. I love Disney so much, but when a PR person says they decided to put 100 people in brown face in 2018 because not enough of us are qualified, that's BS. Someone just didn't want to spend the money to do it right. Yep. Let's all expect more and do better this year. Come on, Disney. You can't put brown face in the Latin movie. Like... You already whitewashed the original Latin story anyway, but like, come on. And that's ultimately what it boils down to. It's like they didn't want to spend the money to find the people qualified to do these these skills. There's a whole industry called Bollywood, which is Middle Eastern and Indian actors and set designers and cast and crew people and all other stuff. Yeah. And plus, it's extra. It's not like you need to find exactly actors. a specific person that can sing or what. And it's like handle a camel. You could probably walk the streets of fucking Iran and find somebody handling a camel. Yeah. That's fucking ridiculous. That doesn't need to be an actor. Like, it's not like, oh, they need to handle a camel, plus they need to be able to say this certain line a certain way. <laughs> it's like it's extra. Extra, you don't say lines. Aladdin, the only, tr- the movie with the only true person of color being the genie. <laughs> so you can't even see his More face. More or less. I bet you he'll have big genie lips. <laughs> which, I, which, which I always felt, I was like, Hassan Minaj should have been the genie. He's a comedian. Who? Hassan Minaj from The Daily Show. He's a comedian and he's Middle Eastern. Oh yeah. And he's hot. But they want they want somebody that sounds like Robin Williams. And Will Smith can have that. Like all that shit. That's what they want. No, I think they want to go so a different, someone completely different. Like Will Smith. I don't think Will Smith is going to try to do because he's not that improvisational type of high. He improvs. I mean, he's yeah. He's not like a Robin Williams type of. No, but but he is like bombastic, like Robin Williams was. He is at certain. Wow, he is at certain. Smack myself with my phone. <laughs> news. <laughs> he is a certain level. News of energy. is making me angry. <laughs> He's got the same level of energy as Robin Williams, I think. You know what I mean? Yeah. Same kind of vibe. I still prefer. I, I would prefer they went Hassan Minaj. Anyway, I would also rather fucking Middle Eastern people in this goddamn thing. <laughs> Supergirl's coming back tomorrow, and they finally released what Monel's super suit looks like. Where is my super suit? A leather jacket. And they, I was gonna say, and basically they took cues from Brian Singer. Why? Because he's just in black leather. Like that's something where they're in the future, or they're from the future. You could go all out. Like they're from the future. He has to wear black leather. Yeah. Yeah, I just showed Jordan the picture, and it's like, I'm not impressed. No, not at all. And again, you're it's a missed opportunity because these characters are from the future. You could do anything. You wouldn't. All right, they look weird and they're colorful because they're from the future. Like there you go. 
You need to like downplay it to be black leather spandex and shit. Even with that, it's like, who thought this was like? Who thought this looked nice? And then on top of that, I'm like, wasn't uh they te- weren't they teasing that uh wind was supposed to make him a suit? Like, why didn't they just give him? Because it's like, oh yeah. It's like you already established in the in the in the CW Arrowverse that you're willing to go all colorful and all this other stuff with the, <laughs> with all the suits. Why so give Monel this black leather like he's a part of the first X Men's first X Men cast? I had one theory that immediately I shut down myself, but the theory was maybe they don't want to have branding confusion with because you know Monel is like Superboy, so maybe they don't want to have the S on his chest. But we've already talked about the fact that. If he was inspired, inspired by, by Supergirl, it makes sense. But beyond that, fuck branding. Remember, Cyborg Superman, Cyborg Superman, and he looks nothing like Superman. And it made no He's sense. not a Superman. <laughs> it made yeah, it made absolutely no. That was the dumbest decision that they've done. So it's like if you could have that dude run around talking about Cyborg Superman, you could have an S in this dude's chest. Like, just be- come on. just because he shares the same name as the character from the comics, that you don't have to go that route. Yeah, Jimmy also is not Guardian. <laughs> in the Seriously. comics so you don't have to do you don't have to do that but also another just with bad decisions of like who the fuck at these studios are making these decisions and thought this was a good idea venom no oh. <laughs> had their first look <laughs> of tom hardy the ultimate troll <laughs> you guys want to see your first look at venom no yeah. no no it was the first look of tom hardy yeah <laughs> tom hardy <laughs> tom hardy on a thursday <laughs> Tom Hardy is Tom Hardy. I was like, and it has him looking at a book with two fingers. I'm like, I said on Facebook, I was like, unless this book says Spider-Man is Peter Parker, who the fuck thought this was a good idea to show this? Like, the book has it, looks, eggs. it looks no different than like him on the movie with uh, Chris, Chris Pine. This is war. So it's like him as Tom Hardy. It's like, there's nothing that tells me this is Venom. You could tell me that was a behind the scenes picture of Tom Hardy, and I wouldn't even guess it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even like second guess that. Like, oh yeah, yeah, this, this is Tom Hardy behind the scenes. Yeah, they're basically proud marrying the marketing so far. <laughs> it's like you're not showing me anything to get me excited about this movie. No, I, I really hope that movie has some kind of substance to it. Because then you, you see that the the IGN special where he has like a little bit of he talks for a little bit. No, I didn't see that. Okay, well he basically just goes out of his way to be like, I want you guys to know that I'm here for you, the fans, and yada yada yada. I prop. He basically did a thing where he's like, <laughs> where Batman was like, swear to me. He was like, I swear it's gonna be good. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> so it's like, all right, Tom Hardy, you put your out, you put your dick out there for this. So if it's bad, you you swore, <laughs> you swore it was gonna be great. Yeah, we hope. Yeah. Anyway, uh, black a Black Widow movie is coming out. Why this year? Why and wait this year? Yes, it's called Red Sparrow. <laughs> oh fuck you, dude! I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, that movie does look like a very much the origin of Black Widow, though. It's basically yeah, it comes out March second. Um, what's your name? Black Widow movie. Nah, what's Jenna Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, Mystique slash. Uh, uh, Katniss sniped her movie. She, she's so like, yeah, I'm gonna do it first. I was gonna say, so you saw the trailer then? Yeah. What'd you think of the, the black, trailer? The Black Widow movie, the Black Widow trailer. If it was the trailer for Black Widow, I'd be more. I I'm not interested in that in the movie as it is. But if it was if it was the Black Widow trailer, I'd be more interested because it's, it's exactly that like that Assassin Academy that they kind of teased in Age of Ultron. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of like, eh, 
Only because I'm like, this is basically a Black Widow movie. So I'm curious to see what they would do with it. Because they're like, I don't know what studio is doing this, but they're like, we need to do it first. We need to do it first. Marvel didn't drop the ball. Marvel dropped the ball, so let's do it. But I'm kind of, but also kind of watching, I was like, if they ever wanted to do a Mystique solo movie, like, granted, I don't want Jennifer Lawrence to be Mystique. I'm like, this will work as a Mystique solo movie. Ew. Great. Well, I, I don't want that. Like, I was gonna say I don't want Jennifer Lawrence, but like, cause have you read the Solo Mystique comic? No. It's kind of like the, like she's like she's kind of like she's doing this stuff, like the espionage, and she has a she has a partner called his name is Pop. What the fuck is his name? I don't remember his name, but he's like he's like this tall. He's like what? three. He's like three inches. Like that was his mutation. What? Like, he, he kept he kept shrinking. Short 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 box or something like that short stack <laughs> no it's not short stack. it's like something it's something like that but like he kept shrinking like eventually he was going to be like end up in like the microverse ant-man but like pre, pre, uh charles xavier was able to like stop that's not it. a mutation that's an affliction <laughs> well no that's his mutation what the hell? it was killing him jesus so charles xavier was able to stop it before he like disappeared 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 into oblivion he's like like three inches or whatever like so, i'm ant-man i don't want to be <laughs> yeah so she was his partner and they were kind of like it was like breaking into stuff and espionage and using her powers and all that stuff hmm. so it's like i would like to see that but not with jennifer lawrence but i'm just like yeah with this track and it's not and it's not black widow i'm not a fan i mean are you even excited for a black widow i was just gonna say so going with that with the actual black widow so apparently marvel saw the trailer and was like shit we need to get <laughs> we need to get moving on this black widow movie so oh this is what should have been it's like so they so even though it should have came out years ago, they actually hired a writer to develop a Black Widow script. Her name is Jacques Schaefer. Jake Schaefer. Okay. I don't know, but granted, the movie might not happen. But the fact that they actually hired a writer to develop a script. So it's not a hundred percent confirmed. It's not a hundred percent confirmed. Okay. But the script is in development because I, it's, I honestly at this point think it's unnecessary. I think it's I think it's too little, too late. Yeah. Like if you're gonna do this, it should have done it either phase one or phase two. They should, or even phase three. Like they should have done it like after Age of, like after Winter Soldier, even like during yeah, the even okay. during the Civil yeah. War era. Like this movie should have come out, but that's like now that you got now that you already had Wonder Woman come out, now that we got Captain Marvel coming, now that we the, the Marvel and Disney thing done happened, I'm like, I want to see Tessa Thompson now in a yeah. solo movie. I want to see or the A Force movie that she says she was pushing. I want to see a solo. How the fuck is that gonna work? <laughs> I want to see a solo Storm movie. Like fuck black widow like i don't want to i was excited about black widow like th- five years ago yeah now it's like and i feel like it just doesn't fit into the momentum we have going toward infinity war right now so i just feel like what's well, gonna come out after that that's it's, gonna, more it's gonna be like phase four that's that's even more useless. and it's probably and i'm and i'm like i don't know if it's gonna take place is it gonna take place after infinity war that's or is it gonna take place or is it gonna be a prequel like are we gonna find out what happened in budapest i have zero <laughs> but that's what i'm saying i, I, I have zero interest in a, a set in modern times Black Widow movie an origin movie makes more sense but I, I just don't feel like she's a character needs a solo movie at this point and I know it's fucked up because they, they're really pushing this because they just want a female movie in a, a female a female in the lead of one of these superhero movies I get that but at this point at least for Black Widow it honestly makes more sense for her to be paired up with somebody like a Budapest movie that's a movie I would be interested in because then you don't just have it's not solely reliant on Black Widow you can have with, you can have Hawkeye you can have both of their origins within that one movie like you yeah. know what I mean you don't need an entire origin movie or whatever just well, for Black I mean Widow. I don't think it's just going to be Black Widow because I mean at this point for the most part Marvel has been teaming up their uh, like their solo movies have had 
somebody else in it, like Spider Man Homecoming had Iron Man in it. That's fair, Thor Ragnarok had Hulk in it. Yeah, but the way they're pitching Civil it, War had the entire Avengers in it. All all fair points. But the way they're pitching it makes it sound like it is a solo movie. So it, it could be a solo movie where she's a lead and maybe Hawkeye is a secondary. Because that's what I want. I want that. it can't be her alone. Yeah, I want to see if anything. I want to see her and Hawkeye, or even even her, or even like a trio. Her, her Hawkeye, and, Hawkeye and, and no, her Hawkeye and Winter Soldier. Oh yeah, I guess yeah, Bucky. That's that's definitely like if, a modern. Like movie, if though. it's a pre, like if it's a prequel, like because because remember they mentioned there was a moment that she she had an interaction with him, and she had she showed oh, yeah. she showed like the bullet the bullet scar or whatever. Oh yeah, that would be dope if they do it. Yeah, those three, and then have. Uh, Hawkeye with her as a team. Yeah, and while Shield was still around, so yeah. they can make it the full Espion and go full Shield. They can go full Shield route more so than what the show could do because of the budget. Mm -hmm. That actually would be pretty cool versus Winter Soldier. But then, so if they do that is, so if they do something like that, I mean, granted, if they do, villain. granted, yeah. if they do it, I'm well, he's not going to be the only villain. Yeah, I know. Because I, I mean, mean Winter, because Winter Soldier is uh, he's a, he's he's a basically a, 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 a foot a foot so he's basically a foot soldier. Yeah, mercenary. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah okay yeah that'd be that'd be dope. So especially if they Bucky, do it. Oh my god! So I, bring Red Skull back. I was gonna say he's not gonna come. Well, Hugo Weaving's not gonna come back. No, but, but do like his daughter or something like that. But I was gonna say especially if it like comes out after the Disney Fox merge, they can introduce like Omega Red. That's not their. That's not their story. It's like Wolverine. Well, no, but he's a Russian uh, mutant. That's part of like. Oh, you mean have him be like the big bad? Maybe not a big bad, but like part of the like one of the villain or part of the movie. You don't need Omega Red and Winter Soldier. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> I, I want to see. I want to see all of it. <laughs> but yeah, that I'd be more interested in that. So yeah, I mean, ultimately, it's a Marvel movie. I'm gonna see it, but it's just like I feel like depends on what they do with it. I feel like this movie's too little, too late. I have faith in Marvel that if they're gonna if they're gonna green light it, it's not just gonna be a bare bones Black Widow solo movie. I, I'd hope not. It's like it's like a step backwards at this point. We shall see. <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> but also, continuing with uh, movies that are in development, with this one, I doubt it's going to happen. But Tim Miller, the director of Deadpool, is developing a Kitty Pride movie. Wait, what? They're making a Shadow Cat movie? Shadow, he's developing a Shadow Cat movie. The reason, just in case, since there's, since there's no video for you guys to see, the reason it went silent real quick is because I had to grab my Kitty Pride action figure real quick and just flash it in Jordan's face. Representation of what we're talking about. <laughs> yes. Kitty Pride solo movie. Why? <laughs> Do they even have that power anymore? If it, the Disney right, if Disney has the rights. Well, I mean, if it takes a year, was well, no two years. It's supposed to take two years. What no eighteen months so a year almost a year and a half, hmm. I mean Fox still has to continue his business as usual because because God forbid the deal might not go through. Mm. Well, I hope it does. So they have to fuck continue that idea. Like, yeah. that's, that's a notch above Gambit. Like <laughs> why? Why? Who like you know what would be great solo movie? Kitty Pride. It's like what? It's like um, can I get a Star movie? Yeah. Before Kitty Pride. <laughs> like Kitty Pride by herself is not interesting. Uh, especially not in terms of her powers. It's just me. Unless she's, unless she's exclusively phasing through Sentinels, <laughs> which she's not going to be doing in these movies. But even then, it's like, that is not going to do. It's not, it's not interesting to watch. Yeah, it's not watch interesting. Watch phase through things. Just walk through things. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to phase through the Sentinel and disrupt their systems. Okay, movie over. Yeah, I'm like, that's not. Oh, I can't phase through anything. It's made of adamantium. Oh, my leg is caught. My leg is caught. Does that happen? 
Huh? Does that happen? There's certain metals that she has harder, uh, harder time phasing through than than others. And her legs get caught? No, her, no, her legs oh don't get caught. I'm just saying. Because you get caught in it, you're, <laughs> like, your legs should be gone. Like. <laughs> no, her legs don't get caught, but she has a harder time phasing through like adamantium and vibranium. Oh, weird. Like, uh, I think like Thor's hammer, she can't phase through. Really? That's weird. Because it's enchanted. Oh, I guess, yeah, magic. That's a dumb idea. But yeah, but there's no there's no uh, talk of whether Ellen, I, I, I said Ellen, <laughs> Ellen Page is going to reprise her role. The girl from Days of Future Past yeah, and the other had, movies? That had the... <laughs> Why would they bother? That had the future, because I mean, it's also, it's technically supposed to take place in the same, they haven't rebooted the X-Men universe yet. But she's old as hell. I mean, she's in her 30s, so I mean, if it's going to be an older, unless it's going to be teenage Kitty Pride, I mean, she's the age, she's the same age as... It should be, because she's not part of this continuity anymore. She was, that was the old continuity that she was Shadowcat in. Well, yeah, well, no, the continuity's still, like... No. She was, she was Shadowcat in X-Men 2 and 3. Those aren't in and in Days of Future Past, which all are not in continuity. No, anymore. isn't That's Days of, Days of Future Past? Isn't that still in the continuity? It got erased. Days of Future Past is what erased everything else. Yeah, but that future timeline got erased. Which she was yeah, in. but she was still she was still around. Like when uh when 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 Logan when the when the timeline went, what, how did that movie end? Wait, it mean when they when go it ended, to the, the the quote unquote present day yeah, of the original like timeline? so she's still around. So like those characters still exist. But not in the the Michael Fassbender, uh, other dude's name, continuity. Those are different. well, no, but that's a different. That's the Brian Singer. Version. This is this is well, that's all Brian Singer. Well, yeah. Well, I'm saying the Deadpool, the Deadpool. I mean, technically, still takes place in that universe, just in the present. We just don't see them. But just like in, so she would be. So it'd be like during X Men Two time, like Deadpool. You like say Deadpool takes place during X Men Two. We just don't see those X Men. So it would still be in that continuity. It's, the X-Men continuity is just <laughs> fucked up. That's all just- <laughs> well, because, like, I'm trying to like... That, that's the reason why Michael Fassbender will never grow up to be... Uh, what's his name? Ian McKellen? Ian McKellen. But he's supposed to be, though. He's supposed to be, but that's why they don't look the same and why... Because even, even, even in Days of Future Past, they met. Yes, but in X-Men Apocalypse, that takes place in the 80s. And then if you're going by the original... Well, you're, you're, you're trying to apply too much logic, But we're though. going by the... If you were to go by the original continuity in the 80s, Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart were way older looking... But you're also than, applying, too, but you're also applying logic. Look. You're also applying too much logic because the, the first X-Men first class took place in the 60s. Dark Phoenix they is going to take place in the 90s. They, don't, they haven't aged at all. It's been 30 <laughs> years. And <Not> there's wrong? <laughs> but I'm just saying, that's... that's, that's the excuse why these actors won't ever look like the original actors. So I think they do. That's this, why they need to reboot. They do need to reboot, but they need to recast the Shadowcat thing. And also, it shouldn't happen. <laughs> I agree. It shouldn't. <laughs> above, it all sh- else. above all else, it shouldn't happen. But they need to recast the entire X Men. Yeah. Even like Dark Phoenix. Even if Dark Phoenix turns out to be good, I still I'm like this movie's irrelevant because they're not going to do it like a Dark Phoenix two or anything like that. <laughs> it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant because. <laughs> The the movies are gonna merge, so it's like, so what? Who cares? It's not gonna be good though, so it's okay. <laughs> but also going with that, there's some more shakeup with the Fox X verse, and uh, Deadpool two has been pushed up two weeks, from uh, June first to May eighteenth, and it puts it directly in a 
against Slender Man. Okay. And will possibly which is not competition, so that's why they're doing no, it. No, it's, it's not competition, but it also <laughs> will be opening one week before. Wah, 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 a solo, a Han Solo, uh, solo, a Star Wars movie. Uh, which might suck. Yeah, so might not be competition either. <laughs> but also, uh, New Mutants has been pushed back ten months. Yeah, what the hell? So instead of it coming by April 13th of this year, now it's coming out February 22nd, 2019. Wait, what? Oh, I didn't even realize it was coming out all the way to next year now. Yeah, it's been put 10, 10, 10, 10 months. Holy shit. So now it's coming out February 22nd. So basically around Black Panther so, time of next, well, what Black Panther would have yeah, came wait, out this, this, this time this year, but next year. I think Captain Marvel is supposed to come out around that time, February 2019. Or is it March 2019? That's funny. That was a 2018 movie, now it's a 2019 movie. Yeah, now it's a 2019. That's what Justice League should have done, <laughs> to be honest. And uh, it's saying insiders are saying one of the reasons for the change is to for the studio. The studio wants to uh, avoid overlap for three X-Men movies coming out around the same time in overseas marketplaces. So they don't want to confuse the overseas marketing, which I think is bullshit. I heard it was because... Like, you know they, how many Marvel movies that come out during this? Yeah, I know. But I, I heard it was because they didn't like the tone. They wanted to make it more horror. That That's for uh, New Mutants, too, as well. So uh, they also said that they had a test screening for New Mutants. And although it had a good reaction the audience reacted more favorably to the horror elements. Was that the point? So they want to go back and retweak the movie and add more of that in the movie. Shame on them for, like, if, if it wasn't so they kind of went horror. So they kind of, yeah, they probably went horror light. But the, they advertise it as a horror movie. Why would they, they like, flip the script and be like, no, actually... I mean, some people didn't even want the horror element. In but they also so. advertised Age of Ultron as pretty dark, and then Ultron's making puns. True. True. Facts. Factuals. <laughs> but also, finally with that, <laughs> Gambit has lost its fourth director. Was there any... Didn't I say that the whole reason for this bio, my, my number one like best reason was fuck Gambit? <laughs> Gore Verbinski. This makes... Yeah, this makes the fourth director to leave... So basically, Gambit is <sighs> Gambit and the Flash are pretty much in the same boat because the 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 Flash and the DCU keeps losing its director. The Flash still doesn't have a director. It's supposed to come out next year. Next year. Okay. What what's his name? And now uh, Gambit is losing his director. Who's the guy who's gonna be Gambit? Totally. Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum is sitting there like, Yo, what the hell, guys? <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Channing. Did you really think Gambit was going to be But like- as, as it's saying right now, the movie is still on, but the release date has been pushed from February 4th, Valentine's Day of next year. Now it's saying June 7th of 2019. Look at my face. Look how much I believe that. <laughs> look, at, look at me. Look at <laughs> look me. At, look, look at me. me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the captain now. This movie is not happening. <laughs> <laughs> like someone needs to be like, Channing, come here. It's not happening, bro. Just be honest with yourself. <laughs> Search your feelings, Channing. You know it to be true. <laughs> you know it to be true. <laughs> Gambit. Remember that, remember that budget you said the other, the other time? $155 million? <laughs> Who the fuck is making all the playing cards? No one's making that shit. Mm-hmm. Fuck out of here. Gambit movie. Uh, but anyway, uh, Marvel hasn't set an official release date. But they're saying Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 will be coming out in 2020. 2020 so that's after infinity war 4 yes 
Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. I mean, if it was like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, didn't that come out in May? Yes. Or I don't know. I'm saying yes, like I know for sure. No. May or know. June? Yeah, somewhere around there. Let me look at that since I got my phone. I mean, hell, there's a there's like a three year gap between the first Guardians and the second one, right? Pretty sure. I want to say Guardians One came out 2014, and Guardians no, 3? Guardians Two came out in April. Oh, in April. April 19th. Okay. So three years apart. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. 2020, three years from 2017. Uh, yeah, Volume One came out August 1st, 2014. Okay, so yeah. So yeah, three-year gap. So three years between each Guardians movie. Got you. Yeah, uh, moving on with that, they finally released what Brian Michael Bendis' first DC work will be. Okay. And he's basically going to do a backup issue of uh, Action because Com- Action Comics 1000 is going to hit, uh, I think, sometime this year. Okay. And it'll be the first time a major or any comic book publisher has hit 1,000 issues of anything. That's also because you know they're so reboot happy. <laughs> well, they're so happy to always reset that number. That's why it's so hard to hit a thousand issues of anything. Well, even then they like because because they because DC started doing it first, like because they all did number one, number one, number one. Yeah. But then when DC started seeing success with Rebirth, like because they went back and renumbered and stopped doing the you know number one of this, number one of that. So like Superman went back to like eight hundred or something. Batman went back to nine. Detective Comics. Oh, really? They went. They did all that, and so then Marvel was like. Oh shit! Cause they, cause uh, Spider-Man Seven Hundred was the last one. And then they went back. Then they did Amazing Spider-Man Number One, Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. Then they went back. Seven Hundred was when he died, right? Uh, that's when he died. Uh, got when taken over. Spider-Man. Yeah, that's Superior when Superior Spider-Man. Spider-Man came over. So yeah. then they they changed it back and started doing it because they're like, oh, we don't want to intimidate people when they see Spider-Man Number Eight Hundred or something. But then they changed it back when DC saw success. Yeah. And so yeah, so uh, action. Com- like, it, it's. You know, if you have too many number ones, it all becomes like it's the same issue. Now you're just like, well, there's so many number ones now. I don't even know what like where the continuity actually starts. You know what I mean? Pretty much. Yeah, it becomes cluttered. So yeah, so uh, action comp and plus Superman and like we mentioned before, Superman is the first modern superhero. So of course he would be the first one to hit a thousand. Yeah. So with that, it's gonna be. And I plan on getting it, but they're saying it's going to be a huge issue, so it's probably going to be it's probably going to cost a million dollars. I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, so it's going to be a huge issue. So Brian Michael Bendis is going to do one of the backup issues, and that's going to be his first book in DC. Okay. So like a super, so yeah, backup Superman story. Real quick on note of Brian Michael Bendis, I want to add an addendum to what I said last week about. Oh, um, it's going to cost. Twenty nine ninety nine. It's going to be feature over three hundred pages. Whoa. What? Wait, one comic is 300 pages? I mean, it's Action Comics number 1,000. They got to go big. 29. So is it multiple stories within that? In that I'm pretty sure it's not going to be 300 pages worth of story. Yeah. Because again, I mean, I said he's doing a backup issue. Okay. In the, that's, that's so it's probably just going to it's going to be multiple stories. Okay. He's one of the stories. Yeah. Got you. All right. Um, I just want to add that last week when I said, like, I made the suggestion of we both did, but Brian Michael Bendis for some SJW Marvel books to kind of get them off the ground. Like have have people that are like you know experienced writers write these new characters, and we we're talking about America Chavez and Silk and all this mm-hmm. other shit. Mm-hmm. I just listening back to that, I kind of like rubbed up against the fact that I'm like, we're kind of suggesting that these minority characters all be written by a white guy. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yes, he's experienced, but I, I think the bigger point though, I just want to add to that is that it's you don't want to put these new writers or these writers with very 
very obvious political agendas on these new books, especially these books that, you know, have social issues in them. Just because, like, they, they'll play up that element too much and make the story... It, the suffer the story usually suffers at the expense of that political agenda. And yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, we kind of, like, wanted the books to be written by all white guys. And, I mean, I get that, but let's be... Let, I mean, to be perfectly honest here, most of the major writers in comics are white men. Yeah. It's not to say that's how it should be, but as of right now, that's what it is. Yeah. So... Like, you think of the A-list writers, the only black one I can think of is Christopher Priest. Yeah. And David Walker is getting there, but he's not there yet. Yeah. And, I mean, ta Coates has only done black a Black Panther. And, yeah, and, the books, that- and the books are set, like, the Black Panther books are selling perfectly, like, they're, they're selling well, but that's his first, like, that's his first comic book. Yeah. But- and there are some people, and, there, and even, even with the Black Panther book, there are people that love it. There are people that hate it. There's no like, meh. There are people that just yeah, like, there are some I, things in that book. There are people that just like, oh, I love his run of Black Panther. But then the other people are just like, I fucking hate his run of Black Panther. <laughs> um, but also, he's, he's but, some interesting things with Black Panther though. I haven't, I haven't read it. it it's, some, it's some interesting stuff. I, I, I know he's coming out with a. Uh, he he's doing a storm. He's doing a storm solo. Uh, one. I don't know if it's going to be a miniseries mm-hmm. or it's planned to be an ongoing. Mm-hmm. But like he's writing it and he's getting a, a black woman to do the art. Uh, she actually and her art is actually pretty dope like she teased what Storm was gonna look like let me show you let me show it to you real quick put this mic down are you really gonna listen editing <laughs> you know cause there's some moments where you're like oh, I'll cut it I'll cut it and I'm like you didn't cut this part <laughs> I forgot right <laughs> But yeah, like this is her. This is her art. Like this shit is gorgeous. Damn, that is nice. That is fucking awesome. Yeah. Her name is uh, Jen Bartell. Yeah, she's dope. Like that uh, is the braid like, in her hair. Yeah, like the braid in her. Like I want, like I want this frame. Like this is dope. That's beautiful. So if it looks like that, I won't even read. I won't even read it. I just get it just you to look. look at the I just look at the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> No, there's just something to be said for like. Granted, I mean, I kind I enjoyed the Greg Pack run on Storm. I thought it was canceled too soon. You don't have to be a certain race, gender, sexuality, or whatever to write that. I think you've even mentioned that before in the podcast. Yeah, it's just it's. I don't know. I, I was just, saying I like, like, yeah, so you don't have to. SJW you don't have to be. Heavy-handed. You don't have to be gay to write a gay character. You don't have to be black to write a black character. But it would be nice, to, like considering that there are no black, there are no black women writing. And comics, period. It would be nice to have a black woman write a black woman character, yeah. or a black man write a black man character, or have fucking like right now you got Christopher Priest, a black guy, writing the Justice League comics, mm-hmm. which is not what the only real kind of black character you have. Who's, cyborg. He's not really well. Yeah, Cyborg. I forgot about him. Funny enough. Wow. I, I was gonna say. Wow. I was gonna say. Uh, oh, Simon Boz. Simon Boz. Which I was gonna say. He's not really black. He's Middle Eastern. Yeah. I'm like what? <laughs> but I'm like, so you don't really see that, like pretty much at all like even david walker you got david walker but he has to write the cyborg comic or he has to write luke cage like put david walker on like an avengers book it's yeah. like and i i can't believe i didn't think about this last week when we talked about this when i was mentioning like you don't put these small obscure writers who've never wrote who've never wrote what the fuck is wrote <laughs> <laughs> who've never written a book before on like characters that people don't care about like for example the major example which i'm i don't know why i didn't think about this nobody gave a fuck about aquaman before jeff johns mm, wrote that yeah. new 52 
ish the uh, new 52 run of aquaman that's when people started caring like aquaman is a badass character that's yeah. when you started seeing aquaman showing up more in the justice league that's when you started seeing people cosplaying as aquaman that's when you started seeing fucking uh what Jason Momoa, like they would, they wouldn't. I highly doubt they would have put Jason Momoa in in uh, in the Justice League had Jeff Johns not done what he did on Aquaman. And then once he created and established the Aquaman lore and got people on board with Aquaman, like yo, you need to read Aquaman. Then also on on top of that, I think Injustice helped with that as well. See, it's the thing; they'll strategically put their best writers on books they want to make more popular. Writers and artists, not but they don't not writers and artists. Yeah. But they don't do that for things like America Chavez or Silk. Like, it's not their best. So it's like... It's people that they just like, okay, I feel like the people who are on board with that political agenda, whatever it is, like, are fans of these people. So let's put them on that book. But not really taking the extra step of logic to go, like, but is this the person that will be able to make this character stand on their own two feet and not just be the black Captain America or the black Spider-Man or the Asian Spider-Man? You know what I mean? Like, they'll, they'll take... The character and elevate it rather than just like just drill hard down into that whatever the political landscape is they're trying to make a commentary on. i mean granted if you listen to marvel like executive producer or whatever granted he's not the uh, executive producer editor-in-chief not the editor-in-chief anymore but he's like artists don't sell comics anymore but that which is not true because yeah, it's not true because if, if, if the art is terrible i'm dropping the book i don't give a fuck how good the writing it's is bo- it's a synergy it's a synergistic effect you can't separate like the the quality of the writing from the quality of the, like the art it's it but when both are great together and both work great together, that's when the books are the best. But continue what I was saying. Like Jeff John, he established the Aquaman lore, got people on board with Aquaman. Mm-hmm. People are fans of Aquaman now where it's like, what, the guy that talks to fish? Fuck him. Yeah. Where it's like, now that he he did what he did with Aquaman, established Aquaman as a badass character, then you get now uh, the guy that's writing Aquaman, or even before, before him, like another guy jumped on board and continued the Aquaman run. Nobody really knew who he was. Nobody really... Yeah, nobody really knew who he was, but they gave him a chance because of the stuff that Jeff Johns already established because now mm-hmm. they're already fans of Aquaman. So they're like, okay, well, I'll still pick it up because now I'm already a fan of the book, so I want to see what he does with the character now. Yeah. So now Aquaman is still selling because, granted, Jeff Johns, people argue that Jeff Johns had the better run, but the other cat, the other people that, that are writing him now, they're still giving him a chance and they're liking what they're doing. But had they started with Aquaman in the beginning... Aquaman wouldn't be as popular as he is now. So, like, if you were to put, like, a Bendis or a Christopher Priest or a Jeff Lemire or a Matt Fraction or something on America Chavez and mm-hmm. had them establish her lore and, you know, establish her as a great character, then put, like, what, what's her name? Gabby. I don't remember her name. Gab, Gabby, Gabrielle. Yeah. On the book later on. It then it would have worked better. It would definitely have worked better. Yeah. I 100% agree. And I, I just want to use uh, Miles Morales as the example here because when... At least, er, I don't know about later on, but early on, Brian didn't. Brian Michael Bendis didn't really play into the fact that he was black and Puerto Rican. It was it was just who he was, and that is what I think endeared a lot of people to the character because like our people were already up in arms about like, oh, he's black Spider Man, not my Spider Man. Is he gay? Oh, he's a social justice warrior character. Blah, blah, blah. That was one of the first characters that people were up in arms about. But because of how M- Brian Michael Bendis just he didn't. He didn't play into his race as part of his character. More so, he created just his Miles's life as his character, his his friends, his family, his relations to the people that used to know Peter Parker as Spider Man. It it was just a thing where they built the world around Miles Morales, and 
his character kind of came from that. But they didn't just go like right away. Oh, he's black, and and they kind of drill into that, or oh, he's Puerto Rican, and this is like his culture in Puerto Rico. They didn't do that, and it's because Brian Michael Bendis is white, so he he didn't have the perspective to do that. But as a result, I feel like he was more, at least initially, more. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Universal, more mm-hmm. universal that like anybody can relate to him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also what the strength of Peter Parker as a character was. They leaned into the soap opera of the character's life more so than his race and gender and blah, 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 blah. So that's why I think Miles Morales is one of the only um, quote-unquote Peter Parker clones or Spider-Man clones that I think has worked. Because, you know, the other clones are, like, either they're actually clones, like Kane, he's literally a clone of Peter Parker, or, like, the, the figurative and clone. Ben, and Ben Riley. And Ben Riley, they're literally clones of him, so they have to be different in other ways. Like, Kane is actually a clone. Or like Silk. Like, she's not a clone, but she was bitten by the same exact spider. And th- that book is bad because they don't do anything. Like, the, the, the drama of her life, the, the story uh, of her world, they aren't different enough from Peter Parker Spider-Man to make the, reading that book even worth it. Miles Morales had the Ultimate Universe. He had his own set of villains. He had his own drama and that's, with the death of his Peter Parker. And that's the thing that that that, that a lot of books go wrong, and they don't. Because what makes a good villain? It, I mean, what makes a good superhero is how good their villains are. Mm. Superman is not interesting if there's no Lex Luthor. Batman mm. is not interesting if there's no Lex. Not what? What the fuck? Batman is not interesting. <laughs> Lex Luthor's everybody. Yeah, doing. <laughs> I mean he is. But Batman is not interesting if there's no Joker. Yeah. Like, that's part of that's kind of one of the issues I have with the Iceman. Silk fights Spider Man scraps. I was gonna you know say that's like, that's kind of part of the issues I have with the Iceman books. Like he's fighting, like for the most part, it's an Iceman book, but he's always with the X Men. It's like so why is it why is this book about Iceman if it's all he's always with the X Men? Yeah, See, and, fi- and fighting like the Juggernaut or like. Like, give me somebody that's just an Iceman villain. I think that's kind of where the Storm books went wrong, too. They never really gave her a villain for, like, a Storm villain. Like, Storm, one of Storm's villain, like, one of her first villains was Shadow was King. the Shadow King. Yeah. Why wasn't he in this her solo book? He wasn't? No. That's, like, her only villain I know of. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. They, they have to do something to differentiate the character enough from whatever they were part of beforehand. So, Silk, she needs to have her own villain. Yeah, it's like when, Wolver- like- when Wolverine has his solo books... He's away he's, from the X-Men. He's away from the X-Men. Exactly. <laughs> like, they ain't got jack shit to do with the X-Men. Granted, he's fighting mutants because he's a mutant, so he got to stay with the yeah. mutants, but... But it's also easier to do with a character like Wolverine because he just go off of his own whenever. Like, Iceman... I, I don't know what the story around Iceman is, but if he's still hanging out with the X-Men, like, why isn't that an X-Men book? Like, you know what I mean? That's Make- what I said, like... Like every issue, he's hanging out with one of the like Shadow Cat shows up, or he's talking to fucking his his younger self. Is or, he in the X Mansion? Huh? Is he he's still, a, he's still in the X Mansion. No point in that book. Exactly. Like, <laughs> they have to give a legitimate reason why I'm reading a solo Iceman book. That's right? one of my is- that's one of my issues with it. I'm like, yeah. I'm just reading Bobby and his life as an X Man. Like, why don't he just see? That's what I mean. Like, and it's because they're they're going for that gay angle. I haven't read it, but that's that's what the whole point of the book is. He's gay, give him a book. Let's talk about the, the gay agenda in comics. But anyway, moving on. Yeah, I, I want to read Iceman, though. We'll talk about it next week. Good news. Good news, everyone. Black Panther is trouncing pre-order box office sales in terms of Marvel. It has the highest uh, number, number of... Uh, pre-ordered uh tickets in the first 24 hours 
and the one that hold, held the record beforehand was Captain America Civil War. Wow. Yes, and Black Panther pounced on it. <laughs> I never freeze. Awesome. Can't wait for that. Smells like I got sound effects queued up. I had it queued up. That's the good thing about having my laptop here, being at home. I love that theme song. <laughs> that theme song is underappreciated. Yeah, this theme song is from the BET uh, Black Panther short-lived Black Panther uh, stop-motion cartoon. Go back and listen to our uh, review about it. We, yeah, we, we, yeah we, reviewed, we reviewed it. Yeah. All right, enough of that. Black Panther. So, yeah, so I'm, 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 all, I'm one of those people that did the pre-orders. I was like, I text you and Jamie. I was like... Black Panther's on sale. I was like, fuck, then they're taking too long to respond. I got to, I got to, because I looked at the seats. I was like, oh, shit. It's like, it's oh, like. So you don't even give a fuck about us. What about us? Huh? What about us? No, I bought the tickets for three. I sent you the text. Oh, you bought all three of us tickets? Oh, you're so sweet. It was my turn to pay anyway. Oh, I didn't realize that. I mean, yay, Michael's the best. Or even if it wasn't my turn, I was like, y'all taking too long to respond. I'm like, these seats are gone. I'm like, I was, I was looking at the seat and I was like, fuck. Damn, was that packed? Yeah, quick? I sent you the text. I sent right, showed right, you the right, seat right. in chart. I was like, <laughs> we're, we're kind of at the we're kind of in the front. Oh, really? Yeah, because I'm oh, like, man, oh, we got to tilt our head out to see Wakanda. <laughs> yeah, we're we're not in the front. We're like in the last row of those first four, like first four front seats. The dining, because that yeah, of the dining. Okay. So I'm like, because that whole back was already sold out. I was there was like one seat here, one seat there. Damn. One, so we, I, so I could have got us three tickets in Meanwhile. the back, but we wouldn't have been able to sit together. We were able to get tickets for Justice League week before. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> like, it was still mad room when Jamie bought those tickets. <laughs> pretty much. That shit was so open, dude. And this is this is the Thursday night, so I was like, I was like, they're taking too long to respond. I need to jump on it because these tickets are selling out. If that's any indication, I really hope this is like one of the highest grossing Marvel movies. I hope it, I hope it hits a billion. Oh, it's not. It's not going Yo, to. I'm gonna pull it's not going my to. Big black dick and like wave it in front of DC fanboys. <laughs> like ah, where's Justice League now? <laughs> or not just, or not just DC fanboys, but just the people that are saying, like, I'm gonna pull it up on Facebook. Her name is. I'm, I'm gonna call her out by oh, name. Oh shit, you call people? Yeah, because I don't know who she is. I don't know who she is, oh, but okay, her name. But she, but you know, it, was, it went out on uh on social media. Her name is Jessica Simmons. And she basically posted. Jessica Simmons. Yeah, I gotta scroll down and find it. Yo, you really like trying to call this person out? Like, yep. I've got quotations. <laughs> Cause she basically. I mean, said, to be fair, I've seen a. I don't want to say my white friends, but they are my white friends. White people I know, some white acquaintances like, I have. Are they your friends? <laughs> some of them are. <laughs> a lot of people seem to not be that hyped. That aren't people of color about Black Panther. It's kind of odd that of all the Marvel movies, the one that they're not hyped about is Black Panther. Why? Yeah, they, cons- <laughs> they consider themselves Marvel fans. Yeah, like hard- these are people that love Marvel movies, but the- the- all of a sudden, Mar- Black Panther is the one where like, eh, not that excited. It's like, why? 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 What makes this different? I know what makes it different. <laughs> <laughs> it's that first part of that name, Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like these are people that I think have like overt prejudice. Prejudice is no, they don't. You said they don't have. No, they don't. Yeah, I was gonna say. So it's it's just odd to me that like this fan favorite character who's had nothing but badass moments in all the Marvel movies they've been in, which I guess is one, and the trailers have all been epic leading up to it. Why is this the one that's like eh? 
So anyway, it was on a Marvel advertisement where it was like tickets are on sale, and so you know how people post on under their comments and what whatever. Yeah. So somebody took a, a screenshot and it was going around the internet. So her name is Jessica Simmons. <laughs> it's like everybody knows yep. his name. White white lady, uh-huh. and she says this movie does not look interesting at all. I'm normally a Marvel fan, but this one ellipsis which is a dot 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 bad promo guys dot 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 sorry dot 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 won't be wasting my money in the theater sad face sad face sad face sad face sad face bitch we own now because we own now (laughs) you cannot handle us now because we own now i'm gonna read so i'm gonna read my little rant that i said on uh, on facebook okay i said uh you cannot control me now because we own now (laughs) I said I saw this. I saw this going around on the internet. Not sure who she is, but I can't help but think to myself, "Hmm, I wonder what it is about this movie that makes it not quote because I'm quoting her quote not look interesting at all." Could it be how colorful it is? Too much hippie to hop in that trailer. I mean, <laughs> and then I was making a pun. I was like, "Could it be how colorful it is?" I mean, there is a lot of purple. <laughs> and I said, "Let's say for argument's sake, she really wasn't filling the promos for some strange reason." It's like the most hype promos ever, but sure. But I'm just like, let's just take her argument for that and just say she wasn't feeling the promos for some reason. But then she says, I'm normally a Marvel fan. So I'm like, okay, so if that's the case and the MCU hasn't let her down for the last 10 years on that alone and the fact that this is the last movie before Avengers Infinity War, that alone should have her at least optimistically curious about the movie instead of her saying, quote, sorry, won't be wasting my money in the theater, end quote color me confused but i just can't seem to pinpoint what it is about this particular movie marvel movie that is so different than any other un- mcu movie that was sarcasm by the way oh yeah <laughs> bitch the revolution will be televised like what do you not understand about this <laughs> that's ridiculous to me like, and she's and the funny funny enough I bring her up because she's not it's not like she's the only one no no i've seen people say this before online too like in different ways, but same kind of idea. People just claim like, "Oh, this is the one I'm not that excited by." It's like I don't understand how you. I don't. I didn't see people saying shit about Ant Man, but somehow Black Panther is the line. It's like what? Oh, uh, the trailers for Black the the trailers for Ant Man were super awesome. No, they weren't. <laughs> <laughs> and I want people that defended that movie, but yeah, <laughs> Black Panthers. No, that's ridiculous. Like there's the, those trailers look amazing. Like, objectively. Not even like, oh, just because I'm black. Like, no, wait, what? Those look, look amazing. Like, second only to Infinity War, those trailers have made me the most but, hyped for the MCU. But even still, time. like, that argument holds no work. Because I'm like, like I said, let's say for whatever reason, you did, you were intrigued by the trailers. If you consider yourself a Marvel fan. Why doll out? Yeah, why all of a sudden now you're just like, oh, well, I liked every other Marvel movie, but I'm not going to see this one just because I haven't liked the trailers. And they're even saying you didn't tell me you liked every single tra- like really like you really like you really <laughs> bro <laughs> like you really like the trailers for Doctor Strange like those was those were some epic trailers no I remember even us go, like talking about that going into it, I was like I'm not that interested but just from the trailers alone like this movie could be kind of meh it wasn't it was, it was better than I expected but like it, those exactly. trailers didn't do any service to it. I'm just like no you just see a movie with a 98% black cast and you're just like eh something about it I'm just not I don't know what it is it's like one of those black movies yeah I don't know know. (laughs) and people are just like and people are like no 
that's not what it is. Like, I'm not, because because I said this on I said this on Facebook. They're like, I'm not gonna. There's somebody else comment. They're like, every defensive person. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, that's not what she said. Like, you you shouldn't call her a racist because you know that you know you don't know her. She's she for you to call her a racist and all those others. I'm like, I'm. I know I don't know her, but I'm, it's not like I'm just. Walk, I'm like it's not like I just opened the window and see a random white person walking out my window and just like you're racist because you're. I'm like her word. You're like you're automatically call her guilty. You don't know. I'm like her words are making her guilty. Hmm. At least I'm like she might be a. a she suspect. might. I'm like she might not be a. You know she see us walking out. I hate. I hate all niggers. She might not be a. I hate all niggers type of white. Like, yeah, I'm like there are levels of racism. Yeah, people just want to always go to the extreme. Like I'm not racist because I don't do what you just said. Call up. Black people go, all oh, your niggers. Like, I'm like, she not, might, yeah, I'm like, she might, she might not be a I hate niggers type of, but she might be a, if she sees, prejudice. yeah, she <laughs> might be, if she sees me walking down the street with a hoodie, she might flinch and clutch her purse yeah. type of rate, you know? Exactly. And th- that's not racist. Or uh, the type of person where it's like, oh, I see a movie with an all black cast, and for, for whatever reason, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to waste my money to go see yeah, it. I don't identify with this, and because in her mind, I'm not, I'm not in her head, but most people will look at that. They, they see black a black cast. They think, oh, this is a black movie. Like, you know, I mean, so people, most people don't go to like, or most non-minority cat people don't go to see like, you know, girls trip or shit like that because they see it and they go, oh, it's a black movie. No, it's just a even comedy with yeah, black even, people. Yeah, even if it's a good, great movie, like Girls Trip was a good movie. Yeah, or like something like, and I say this all the time. Well, like, you think it's a great movie? But <laughs> shut the fuck up. But I say I say this all the time. Like, the best man and the best man holiday. There's no people. There's no reason why like white people shouldn't have gone to see that movie. It was a movie that just happened to be an all black cast, but it was just about a wedding. Mm-hmm. There was nothing. There was no racial elements. They didn't talk about race at all in that movie. Mm-hmm. But all people will see it's is the perception. Yeah, all people will see is a movie about a movie with an all black cast. Oh yeah, I'm not, I can't. I can't go for some. I, I don't think I'm gonna identify with that. But yeah, my fucking favorite TV show is Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and I always say there's no black people in that show, but yeah. I still love it. Like I like. Us, we, true, he like it. black people, <laughs> like for some, like black people have no choice but to be able to identify with movies with all white cast, because for the most part, that's all we see. <laughs> what you just nailed was white privilege. <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> that's what that is. That's white privilege. They don't have to have to identify with things that don't look like them, because ninety nine percent of the things out there do look like them. So it's easier for them to like gravitate toward those things. But we need to get to a place. We need more movies like this, like Black Panther, like Girl Trip, like Best Holiday. Is that what it's called? Best Holiday. Best Best Man. Best Man. We need more movies like that, so that stigma goes away. Where when you see a all minority cast, you don't think, "Oh, this is." A but that's the thing. Movie. But that's the thing. You think, when, this is just a movie. Even if they come out, like they're not. Unless it's. And that's the thing. Like we I know. Be, I know. Be more. We need to happen more. I notice we, we had the perceptions because we it's so few and far between. I was gonna say I notice more and more like even those movies that get uh, like I don't know why Girl Strip wasn't nominated wasn't nominated for a SAG or anything like that. It beat every single comedy that came out last year. It didn't really. Wow. Or I mean, not a SAG, a Golden because SAG Awards didn't come out yet, but a Golden Globe. It didn't get to go for even Get Out got a fucking nomination for best comedy. It wasn't even a comedy. <laughs> yes, Get Out got uh, a Golden Globe to nomination. White people was hilarious. Yes, <laughs> that's why. Oh pretty, pretty much. It was like Get the out. most deep social commentary ever, and then it was like, yeah. ah, jo- Jordan, Jordan, Jordan Peele came out. I was like, um, Get Out is not a comment. Get Out is not a comedy. It's a documentary. If anything, it's yeah, it's belittling the topic. It's a documentary, but I'm like, yeah, Girls Trip beat every single comedy that came out last year. I wouldn't even call it a comedy. Like, it would, if anything, it's horror. 
Like, you know what I mean? If, if nothing else. Pretty much. What comedy? What the but that, but the Golden Globes also is they trash category because I mean the Martian won best comedy. The Martian. The Martian. That was not a fucking comedy. What? Yeah, it won best comedy at the Golden Globes with what's his head with Matt with Matt, Matt, with Matt Damon. It has some funny parts, but it's not a comedy. It was nominated for best comedy slash musical. Wow, that and it won and it won best comedy. That is all. That is all. It trash. Very, it's very trash. So I'm like, so an actual comedy that beat every single comedy Latin that got high Rotten Tomato scores. It didn't get nominated. None of the actors got nominated. I didn't love that movie, but that's that's ridiculous. But I'm like, but I'm like, but, but the part that I was gonna say, I noticed that in terms of the masses, I'm not talking about like certain like one white person here or there or a handful of white. I noticed that a majority of white people will go see a quote-unquote black movie if it's like a biopic like you know like ali yeah, yeah, or like yeah. uh jackie uh, robinson jackie robinson or, or Parks, uh uh what fuck is his name georgia oh mama uh charles ray ray charles yeah or they'll what go was see that that made one was the maid i was gonna, uh, that's what i was gonna say or like a slave type movie yeah like the help or 12 years a slave all those award shows love those type of movies too. yeah but if it's something like think like a man they want to see you as a slave, which, not as a hero. Which is just or a black. A which is just a Which is just has a black cast, but it's not about being black. It's just about black. They won't go see it or Girls Trip or The Best Man or yeah, Love. The Man almost had nothing to do with being black. Yeah, but it was a great movie yeah, and it got great. high Rotten Tomato score or or, or Love Jones or anything. Even like people that I like look at on YouTube, like Jeremy Johns or Schmoes No or even Chris Stuckman, like they won't go. They won't review these movies. I don't remember where I was going with that. <laughs> But well, we went on a tangent about Black Panther. Fuck people. <laughs> yeah. Fuck people how they're prejudiced but don't really want to like recognize that maybe they're Oh really yeah, prejudiced. I remember about uh the movies. Yeah. And not going to see not going to see movies. But yeah, that's ultimately that's that's trash. There should should be no reason why if I'm expected to go see fucking Bridesmaids and not expected, but if I like I can go see Bridesmaids and have a good time, why you can't go see Girls Trip and have because a good time? Because we've been trained to do that. Because we have no choice, like you said. Or, or if like, like, but white privilege means you don't have to be forced to do that. Or if <laughs> like, if you I, do if, have enough if options. I, if I can watch Blackish and enjoy it, why? Or or no, I can watch Brothers and Sisters, which is all like I love that show. All yeah. white, all white family of bro- brothers and sisters. I can enjoy the hell out of it. Why can't you enjoy Blackish? Mm-hmm. I, hey, I feel you. You're preaching to the choir. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, I'm not. I'm not a fan of this. I mean, I'm not. I'm not not a fan of it, but I'm not going to go see it because I'm going to get pissed off. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, Taraji P Henson is producing a uh, a movie with uh, I believe Jay Z about uh, the life of Emmett Till. Oh, okay. You know who Emmett Till is, right? Yeah. You know, whistle at the white woman and he get killed and yeah. Yeah. So yeah, she's she's producing. Oh a, man, I don't know if you, did you see the Dave Chappelle comedy special the three three little mini movies he did no oh he's on netflix yeah no not yet oh it's so good man he does a story about emmett till at one point because i like i like dave Chappelle's new comedy style where he like he'll do hilarious jokes the first like like 80 percent, and then like the last 20 percent is just deep as fuck but he does a, a story about emmett till yeah like even though it happened like in 1955 and all that like i still can't because they because that's one of the stories where they actually show what his body like his mother had an open casket mm-hmm. for the purpose of like I want you to see what I want you yeah I want you to see what they did to my son mm-hmm. it's like I can't 
I can't look at that. So it's like, of course, if you do a movie, Wait, you can't look at that image, Mister. I'm cool with blood, death. Yeah, and but that's and- but that's fake. I know it's fake. Like I have a suspension of this. Like I know it's fake. But that's ri- that's something that happened to a 14 year old. Like but I know the, it's in real. The movie is not gonna be real. <laughs> Yeah, but the fact that it's based, like, I know it, ha- like, it's based off a true story. It's not like, it's not like it's a fake story, like, it's a story that's, what? like, not real. So that's if you based watch a, on- a documentary about the uh, Kennedy assassination, you'd be like, oh, Kennedy at the oh, I can't believe he died. Yeah, but <laughs> John F. Kennedy d- getting murdered and Emmett, it doesn't have the same okay. impact. Right, that's, why, <laughs> that's why I haven't watched Fruitvale Station. Oh, okay. Because right. I know, like, even, like, something like Rosewood, and, and, and that's also because, I'm going to say, say this on the podcast, like, certain movies like that I can't watch because I, I get so mad. I'm like, I don't want to be around any white people right now because I'm going to be, I'm like, no, because I'm like, I don't want to be, not like I'm going to do something. It's not like I'm going to do something, <laughs> but it's like, down. what? Hold them down. Yeah, I'm Hold like, I don't really want to be, like, because, like, last year, last year for Black History Month, and I did this to myself, I watched, no, every day I profiled, because I did it for Instagram for superheroes, so, but since my, you know, black gay comic geek, I was like, I'm not going to post it on Instagram, but I posted on Facebook, every day I would watch a black movie, I would talk about that specific black movie, and I would, not just any random black movie, I would talk about important black movies that help push not just film, but black film and black actors and black directors okay. forward in the film industry, so I would watch, I would watch a movie and I would talk about it in the, uh, on Facebook, and so a lot of those movies especially in the beginning takes place during that time of Jim Crow and of uh, black people getting lynched and all this other stuff yeah. but one of those movies I was like one of those movies that I watched which was based off a true story was Rosewood mm-hmm. and like that's when I was still a flight attendant at that time and I was like I can't work first class <laughs> I was like, I can't I was like I'm so glad wow. I'm not working I'm like I'm so glad I'm not working right now because I can't I can't like I have to decompress that's because you spent a month back in the Jim Crow era bro yeah I'm like <laughs> you took a time trip like a time travel <laughs> but no but not you were living just, there for a whole but, month but that, but that movie specific have you seen Rosewood yeah I have that movie specifically I was like I need to decompress I'm like I can't I'm glad I'm not working right now because I have to decompress like that shit lies it's, lies. it's, 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 it's stressful <laughs> like because you get angry yeah because that shit still it still goes on oh yeah so it's like I, i'm like i have i have to decode that's like i said that's why i haven't watched fruitville station <laughs> okay calm down it's all right i'm we're getting like I'm, yeah i'm getting mad i'm getting mad <laughs> i'm getting mad right now i'm like ah, hard out. <laughs> but yeah so i'm like i can't I'm, i can't watch I'm, if i watch this movie i need to be holding his holding somebody's hand <laughs> I think this episode is the most times you ever brought up the, the name Taraj Bihadzin. <laughs> well, I was up all night. I still haven't slept yet. It's going on 7.30. Wow. <laughs> and I'm about to go on 24 hours of no sleep. So, anyway, moving on. Uh, Zachary Levi basically was like, um, hey, guys, can we get Wonder Woman in this movie, please? In <laughs> Shazam? Yeah, in Shazam. Okay. So, because they asked him who, who uh, in the DCEU would he like to see show up Superman. No, he said Wonder because Superman didn't do Super, <laughs> Superman didn't save the DC the right. DC universe. That's absolutely right. <laughs> so he's like, um, just in case Gal Gadot, could you come here so we can make sure this movie does good too? Because you it's know, like the Wonder Woman stamp of approval on all the DCEU movies from now on. <laughs> I don't want to be like Cyborg where I get this big break, get my own franchise, and then it's like, oh yeah, your movie didn't make any money. I don't want to be wow. like the Green Lantern of the of the DC universe. He said, uh, one. He said he would like to have Wonder Woman because she's awesome. I think getting a cameo from anybody would be super cool. But I, 
Jones. I just think Gal Gadot is so effervescent. She has such a charm and seems like a really cool broad. Like, she, yeah, I was like, broad? What? I was like... Hey, we're from the 20s. Like, <laughs> so I was like, is this, is this 1930s with the Rat Pack? <laughs> Get a dude. Like, what? And he's like, like, she was in the Israeli army. She's a mom. And I'm like, you seem like you're a grounded and cool... And, and you're cool and you're Wonder Woman and you rock and I think it would be really funny to have the 14 year old Billy Batson inside of Shazam that's really awkward around this beautiful Amazonian I just think it would be really awesome translation uh, yeah can you help out this fran- can you help out my franchise too bro <laughs> awesome so anyway uh, wind it down final three bits of news Tessa Thompson's Valkyrie is now being made comic book canon and she's going to appear in a book called The Exiles, which is going to star, uh, what is this? Uh, yeah, Valkyrie, Blink, uh, a baby Wolverine, like an actual, like, chibi Wolverine. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Iron Lad, who's like from- bat- Batmite, but Wolverine. Yeah, Iron Lad, who's from uh, Young Avengers, and then I don't know who this chick is because I'm just looking at the, co- the 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 image, but it doesn't say in, in the, the actual. No, this chick on the uh, with the white hair. I don't know who that is. That's Miss Marvel, isn't it? Look at her outfit. Oh, that is that Kamala Khan. But she, Kamala Khan doesn't have white hair though. She looks like she got rogued out. Maybe she's from the future or something. Maybe she's from, maybe she is from the future. So I guess yeah, I guess Miss Marvel. Huh. Oh, yeah, so she's making her comic book debut. De- debut. I said debut. Debut. <laughs> <laughs> debut. So I know Tessa Thompson's got to be happy about that. I wonder if she's getting a check. <laughs> Probably not. Because, <laughs> I mean, they're using her likeness. That looks just like her. That's cool, though. I mean, fuck the white Valkyrie in the comics. Like, it's so generic. Whatever. Oh, so it is. No, it is, so it is. No, it is Kamala Khan. A grizzled old version of Kamala Khan. Oh, so she is from the future. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. So yay on Tessa Thompson. Anyway, uh, final two bits of news. Matt Reeves has signed a huge deal with Netflix uh, uh, to get first look of all his future productions. But with that, it kind of brings into question, like, does that hinder him working on Batman? Because now he has this contract. Oh, yeah. I forgot he was doing that movie. <laughs> Whenever that Every, comes everybody, out. Everybody's, everybody <laughs> forgot. But yeah, so it's like, does is that going to hinder him working on Batman? Because now he has this big old contract with uh, with Netflix. Because if he's working on a Netflix project. He can't do Batman. He can't do Batman. So. Who cares? Just announce that all DC movies are canceled <laughs> already. Like, just announce it and get be done with it. You know what I'm saying? I bet you this is this is the type of news that, like, three months down the line, when they announce that the Batman's canceled, they'll reference this and be like, oh, yeah, I couldn't say anything, but when I took that job at Netflix, I did so because I couldn't, I, I wasn't going to be doing the, the Batman movie. But, but, but with that, let me, let me just say, it. it doesn't necessarily mean that he's not going to do Batman. Like, the basically what the first look deal means is, like, any idea that he has for a movie that he wants to do, he has to go to Netflix first before he goes to anybody else. And Netflix can either say, yeah, I want to do it or, or no. And so at if, which point he could so, it Yeah, so if they say no, he can shop it around to anybody else or he could just drop it. So if like if he goes to, if he has an idea that he has right now, he goes to Netflix and they say, yeah, and he's doing it right now. But then Warner Brothers, like he want, they like I'm already already got this contract with with, with Netflix. So it's like Whenever Batman happens. <laughs> if if Batman happens. If. Big if. Capital I. Anyway, final bit of news. 
Disney and ABC are currently undecided, which is trash. And it's Jordan's fault. Wait, what? They're undecided. No, this is your fault. Fuck you. What? Un- what? I'm getting mad just like just like if you were a, a white person I just watched and I just finished watching Rosewood. But yeah, they're, they're undecided. Come here, Steve. No. <laughs> they're undecided if they're going to uh, renew Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for season six. And it's your fault because you're not fucking watching it. Because it's trash, Mike. No, it's not. <laughs> this season is awesome. Sci-fi is boring. No, it's not. If I wanted to watch Star Trek, I'd just watch Star Trek. But basically, they're gonna they're gonna have a meeting with uh like Disney and their shareholders and all that other stuff. Fucking cancel it. To determine whether or not they're gonna renew it. Cancel it for a uh for a season six. As a premise, that show has been over but, for I mean, it, seasons. But it ultimately depends. It I think it's more ABC than Disney because Disney. Remember I mentioned last like Disney uh, ABC wanted to cancel it for this like they didn't want a season five but Disney Disney and Marvel were like well more so Disney because Marvel doesn't really have that much power but Disney was like no 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 let the show stay because it's connected to our we're, we're, we have plans for it for the movie universe we're doing something with it which I don't know what they yeah. yeah I don't know what I, I don't know but they stripped out fucking the Inhumans they have but Disney Disney was the one that kept it from being cancelled this season so that might happen again cause, that's so weird because it's like the most unrelated to the MCU it's ever been because I think it's also I think yeah I think part of it is because they just want to have a presence on a television presence uh, of their Marvel properties on ABC because if they cancel because yeah. they cancel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. they don't have anything yeah. on ABC in terms of Marvel what's Runaways on? Hulu Hulu it's not on TV at all? no it's on Hulu wow. <laughs> <laughs> it might be both. I don't want no. Okay. I think just cancel that shit. No, fuck you. Yeah, it's a Marvel presence, but is it really though? Yeah. Nothing to do with the show anymore. This season is awesome. You're it's in. Not, <laughs> you're in the minority. Quake the World Breaker. Get the fuck out of here. Get the how, fuck out. How many episodes out. have you seen? Like two. <laughs> so fuck you and your two episodes. <laughs> It's no Devil Man. That's all I know. <laughs> exactly. It's better. No, it's worse. <laughs> no, it's all. This season is awesome. Devil Man took chances. Push the. You just don't like space stuff. You mentioned you don't like Firefly. So I, I like Firefly. Just I don't no, love it. You don't like you don't like Firefly. I think Jamie said you didn't like Battlestar Galactica. I didn't. I didn't. So you don't like space stuff. So fuck you. <laughs> Thanos is in space. <laughs> But it's not about Star Trek shit. <laughs> it's about him coming down to Earth and whooping that Star ass. Star Wars is in space. Even like, see, they're, but they're not Star Trek-y. <laughs> or, you know what it is? It's, it's also trash. these space shows on a TV budget. Because it, it feels so claustrophobic when they're in just like room to room to room and just like, oh, we're in space. No, you're not. You're on a fucking set. I can tell. <laughs> I can tell you're not in space. I don't know. That's, that's a pet peeve I have. You're spacist. Spacist? Yes, that's exactly what you are. And the aliens can leave a review on the podcast one star and be like, <laughs> that really, <laughs> that really raises uh, def- alien definitely. Def- oh, I'm definitely going to get it. Michael, he needs, he needs not lump all white people in the, in the I'm like, no, uh, guys, <laughs> I didn't say all white people. Uh, yeah, here, I'll, take the, I'll take the heat <laughs> off you. Ready? Uh, as a white person, I am offended that Michael said he would beat us up. <laughs> Which I didn't even say that. I didn't even say that at all. So well, I already know it's coming. It's, it's coming. Nice. Who's gonna be more? Who's yeah. more offended at, at the fact that you want to beat up a white person, or that I made that really white uh, stereotypical accent? Or uh, I mean, I know oh, you did. What, what accent did you do? You did the you did the Spanish accent accent earlier. So it's just. <laughs> This podcast is we're all going we're just going downhill from here without Jamie. <laughs> Negative five stars. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, hopefully next week Jamie will finally be here so we can talk about some anime in depth. Cause I still want to talk about King's Game. 
we haven't done. Like yeah, I speaking, love speaking of which, I need to uh, I I need to catch up on Food Wars. I haven't been watching. I haven't been watching it Food ended. Wars. The huh? season ended. Did it? Yeah. What was the last episode? Um, the one where the the dad finally it's revealed at the very end that uh, he's the son of. The oh, see, I, yeah, I didn't see that. I didn't see that. Oh, really? Yeah. Last episode I saw was one of it wasn't with uh, Yukihira, but one of the Shokugeki. It wasn't a Shokugeki. But it was the white hair number one versus him. Yeah, but they like tested. They tested each other's cooking. He was like, "Oh shit, I'm nowhere near him." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah so it's, I saw it's like that. right after that. Yeah, I saw that. But okay. yeah, because I was wondering, I was like, "When is she gonna find out?" Because she's having all these flashbacks about his father. Mm-hmm. She finds at the end of the season. Okay. Yeah. It's like, I think you it's, ruined it for me. I think you're one episode behind. <laughs> I'm not even gonna watch it now. <laughs> What's the point, man? Yeah. What's the point? Just like Smash. I'm not even gonna watch it now. There's no ending. Oh my god. Well, you should watch Gravity Falls. No, it has an ending. No, it doesn't. Dude, it's I read. Awesome. I just I do like I do with the comic books. I'll find like a YouTube YouTube review. <laughs> guy <laughs> all right that's my episode for the week um, how did we go five hours again this time no oh my god almost like a little bit over four hours but i'm gonna cut some stuff down so maybe it'd be like 345 okay so not quite as bad no. but still pretty well, no, bad but you still gotta add the tri- well only uh, still pretty bad yeah it's still pretty bad <laughs> i was gonna say only uh dragon ball super well no dragon ball super proud mary uh, Devil May Cry, no, Devil, whatever the fuck it's called. Devil Man Cry Baby? Yeah. You bitch, this is your suggestion. Anyway, <laughs> let's, let's get out of here before we, before we run up the time even more. <laughs> this has been Jordan. And Runaways. Hopefully, yeah. yeah, hopefully next week Jamie will be here, but this, this has been Blood Bridge for the week. This is Jordan with... Michael. And we will see you next week. Peace. Really? It's just me and you? You're not going to do... Bitch. I'm sleepy. I'm, fine. I'm going to sleep after you leave. You wanted to beat up white people a second ago, but now you won't say bye. Whatever. I'm going to beat you up. You don't apologize. If you don't get out of my house, I'm going to go to sleep. Bye. Bitch. <laughs>